It's World Series time. I'm so gosh darn excited. My things are all packed up. My car engine's ignited. No degenerates around. Professionals abound. It's a true competition. I don't want to miss around. Everyone knows that this time is special. No one can tell you why. The liquor bartender got shit-faced and pissed himself. What's in the crowd? He got kicked out for raising hell. Russ Hamilton in for TDs. His banner fell. World Series out. Man, I can't wait to go. Since you know sweets are always great. Courageous midway three weeks in the ladies' game. I wonder if Carter Gill is allowed to play. World Series out. Man, I can't wait to go. Man, I can't wait to go. Such a blast. The days go by so fast. Well, there goes Taddy Tats. Everybody's neck goes spastic. What's up, poker cat? You look fanny packtastic. The Amazon's so lively. I'm looking out for Ivy. When he staked me in the main, I'll sell some pieces. Someone buy me. Everyone knows that this time is special. can't wait to go to the World Series. You may already be there because the World Series has started today, May 31st, 2017. Welcome to Poker Fraud Alert Radio, the Druff and Friends show. I am Todd Dan Druff with Tellus, and we're going to put on our co-host very shortly. You're listening to Poker Fraud Alert Radio. We do broadcast live usually every Wednesday night, usually kind of around 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Right now it's 8.43 p.m. And I'm embarrassed to say that we're so late tonight that the free roll actually beat us. That was very close because I started the song, which, by the way, I played every year for the World Series. It's a great song made by Seriously Serious, who is a poster in our forum, listener to the show, uh, currently doing some good work with Doug Polk. He pretty much uh, saved Doug Polk's uh, video content, which was uh, not very professional until Seriously Serious got involved, and it uh, took a... Great leap forward. So seriously, serious did this song. What was it five years ago now? 
Yeah, five years ago. He did this on May 25th, 2012. Some of the references are five years old, but a lot of it's still pretty relevant. And I, I played every single year before the World Series. It's kind of a, a way to pump everybody up, the excitement of the World Series of Poker, which many people have described as kind of like a summer camp for poker players. And it was funny because I thought of that before I ever heard it said. I don't know if I ever said it out loud myself, but I thought this kind of reminds me of summer camp. It, it really did. It's kind of like a summer camp for adults in some way, adult poker players. And then I started reading, oh, the World Series of Poker is like a summer camp. Anyway, we'll talk about the World Series tonight and a lot of other interesting topics going on. The free roll did begin five minutes ago at 8.40 Pacific Time. But if you missed it, don't worry, you didn't really miss it because you can still get in. It's on the No Fraud Online Poker Room, which you can find near the top of the screen on PokerFraudAlert.com. It's No Limit Hold'em. You have 25 minutes to late register with a full stack. So you can still get in there until 9.05 p.m. Pacific, which is 20 minutes from now. So even if you don't have an account there yet, you should be able to register one and play. It's totally free. does not require any play chips. Of course, does not require any kind of real money investment. It's a completely free tournament that one can play. The only thing you must be aware of is that there are rules as far as qualifying for the free money. To understand those rules, go to PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll. PokerFraudAlert.com slash free roll. Exactly as it sounds. All one word, free roll. Everything's lowercase. And familiarize yourself with the rules. If you don't know the rules or don't follow them and you don't get the money, then tough luck on you. Then we give the money to the next finisher in line. So let me see if we can find our co-host tonight. Cal Watt mentioned that he has a conference call tonight. So he may be late. Let's see if he's here. Uh, he may still be on the conference call. Even though we're so late, he actually may be even later. Though he warned me beforehand about this conference call. And of course, Cal Watt, someone asked me in text this week. They said, why don't you make Cal Watt an official co-host of the show? I mean, he's been doing it for about half a year now, very regularly, just about every week. Why not be the Druff and Cal Watcher? Why not do something to recognize that he has been here so regularly and has done such a great job with the show? And there's a few reasons why we're not doing that. Number one is there's a jinx. The jinx is that whenever we name a co-host, they disappear. Don't They don't necessarily disappear from Earth, but they, they disappear from the show. This has been true with Brandon. Brandon Drexel Gerson, he joins for a while, he's on regularly, and then I add him to the show title, and then very soon after, he's gone. This was true initially with Vowels, remember her, five years ago? A female co-host we had, she vanished. I don't even have a way to contact her these days. I have no idea where she is, she's been kind of off the grid. Then we have, uh, we had Daredevil. We added him to the show title. I think like two shows later he was gone. So as you might understand, 
adding people to the show title tends to be the kiss of death for them being on this show in the near future. And I want to keep Calwatt, so I don't want to add him and suffer from that jinx. Furthermore, despite that jinx, I did offer it to him, and he said, you know what, I, I don't really want to because uh, this is still kind of just a hobby, something I do for fun, something I enjoy doing, but uh, you know, I, I don't need to have an official title on the show. So I like just being kind of a guest co-host. So I said, okay, if you like it, great. And then we avoid the jinx. So it works on both sides. So we'll see when we can find him tonight. I'm sure when he's done with this conference call, provided he doesn't fall asleep, it is almost midnight on the East Coast. He is located in New York. I'm on the West Coast. The show has a West Coast bias. As you can probably tell, we start later and later with a complete disregard for you people on the East Coast. A complete disregard. I mean, I'm starting near midnight. That's a complete disregard for your time zone. And I do this out of resentment from years and years of so many things that I've watched and listened to being based on East Coast hours. So many things they have timed to be convenient for the East Coast people and not for the West, especially in the past. They've gotten a little better about it in recent years. And when I say they, I mean the major broadcast stations on uh, on you know, TV, on radio, cable. But I've dealt with an East Coast bias for all my life. In fact, ESPN, which is the best-known sports network, they, they have a known East Coast bias. I remember four years ago when the Dodgers were 42-8 and eight in a 50-game stretch, which in baseball is insane to win 42 out of 50 games. And there was barely a mention of it on ESPN. They were obsessed with talking about the Yankees and Red Sox. So I'm so tired of East Coast biases, I have decided to counteract it. Much like much like uh, Fox News came up to counteract the liberal bias in news programs and news channels. Fox News appeared about 20 years ago to counteract that, and it has a conservative bias. It says fair and balanced, but that's not true. It's, it's a conservative biased station. This is a West Coast biased show. It really is. So it's my way to give a middle finger to the East Coast bias that I've had to suffer through for decades. Okay, with that important message out of the way, let's do the rest of the intro and we'll get going. Uh... Our phone number, as always, is 775-FRAUD-55, 775-372-8355. That's our main phone number. You can also call the Mount Charleston line. The Mount Charleston line is an old 70s rotary telephone which sits on top of Mount Charleston in a cabin I have there. It forwards to me wherever I go. In fact, it forwards to a separate line into the show. So in case the main line is not working, you can call the Mount Charleston line and get through. That phone number is 702-430-1808, That's the Mount Charleston line. You can text me at any time during the show, before, during, after the show, whenever, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. There is never a wrong time to text me. It's the same as our main phone number, 775-372-8355. I will answer you, by the way. I really will. By the way, we're not taking phone calls right now. I see a call coming in. We're not going to take it. I'll tell you when we're taking phone calls. 
If you want to listen to the show, there are many ways to do so. You can listen through the PokerFraudAlert.com radio tab. You can listen through the Call to Listen line, which is a phone number that you call and just listen to the show. It's not an interactive line. You can't interact with us on this line, but you can call up and just listen from any phone in the world. It does not require a smartphone. It does not require the internet. No. It doesn't require a data plan. If you have a data plan, it's not going to waste your data. It doesn't even require a good cell phone connection. You can have a one-bar cell phone connection, and this will work. No buffering, no BS like that. You just call up and listen. It couldn't be easier. That number is 712-775-8162. 712-775-8162. That is the call-to-listen line. It's located in a little shack in the town of Carroll, Iowa. I mentioned last week that I had a third cold coming on. And I was concerned. Well, the concern was for nothing. It turned out that uh, the cold never materialized. It seemed like it was developing, and then it just never became anything. So, great. So, I have no cold, and I appear to be healthy for the most part at the moment. I even uh, seem to have shaken for the moment uh, the foot problems I was having. I was having some problems with one of my feet to where it was hurting to walk for uh, two months. That seems to be better, too. So just in time for the World Series, I am better. No cold, no foot problems. So this way, if, if uh, one of my haters tries to attack me at the World Series, I can kick him without it being in pain. That'll be nice. All this is just coming together at the time of the World Series. So that's good. Now, my World Series, personally, is not going to start until June 12th. Still coming pretty soon for me. I know there's some listeners to this show who are in Las Vegas right now for the World Series, some of whom will play tomorrow. Our free roll, I already mentioned, I didn't tell you the prizes. Uh, first place is $35. Second place is 20 Third place is 11 Fourth place is 7 It's a $73 free roll. $40 came from Handicap Me. Very nice guy. Normal guy, too. I met him in New York City. I, I went out of the way and met him in New York City. He's one of the few who have met my girlfriend. He got to see Benjamin. Um, you know, the, the family met him. And he came down from his job for about half an hour and talked to me out there. And uh, then I went on my way to Atlantic City. I met him on the way out of town. It's a pain in the ass to find a place I could even just stop in Manhattan there, but we did, so uh, nice guy, and he donated 40 bucks tonight for the free roll. 25 of the dollars came from A. Hoosier A, and $8 came from Disposition. An $8 donation I forgot for a while. He donated it a few weeks ago, and it just slipped through the cracks. and he remembered it. He said, hey, you haven't used my $8. I said, oh, crap, I have not. Sorry about that, so we're using it. So it's 35, 20, 11, and 7 are the prizes this week. You still have about 10 minutes to get in there. Here is the agenda tonight, and then we'll get going. I think Calvot may be here, too. Oh, he's on the conference call. Okay, he said he'll let me know when he's done. Okay, no problem. Poker Fraud Alert received a disturbing message. 
on an email address that I rarely check. Poker Fraud Alert received a scary legal threat. I'll tell you about that legal threat and what I'm going to do about it. It was sent on March 31st, but I didn't receive it until uh, this past week because it was on an email that I don't check very often. You're obviously familiar with PokerFraudAlert.com if you're listening to this show, but what about PokerFraud.com? What is PokerFraud.com? Have you ever tried to go to just PokerFraud.com? In fact, people sometimes think this is PokerFraud.com. They go, oh, oh, this is Dan Druff. He runs PokerFraud.com. People say that all the time about me. And it's it's frustrating because I don't run PokerFraud.com. I run PokerFraudAlert.com. Now, I will admit that when I decided to not call my site DandruffPoker.com, that was going to be the name of this forum, this radio show was going to be DandruffPoker.com, I decided that's too narcissistic. I decided I I didn't want it to be about me. I didn't want it to be about Dandruff Poker. I wanted it to be about poker and poker fraud. So I made it about Poker Fraud Alert. But it was originally to be called PokerFraud.com. But unfortunately, PokerFraud.com was taken. So I said, okay, Poker Fraud Alert. It will be instead. And that was how this, this site started over five years ago. So I was just messing around in the past week, and I found that PokerFraud.com was no longer unavailable. So now, I do own PokerFraud.com. You can go check yourself. PokerFraud.com, I now own. What I'm going to do with it, I don't know. The World Series of Poker begins today. Casino Employees event and a 10K tag team event. So these events are probably not ones that you're playing You probably don't even know anyone personally playing these. Well, maybe you know someone playing the Casino Employees event. In fact, I shouldn't say you're probably not playing. We have Casino Employees that listen to this show. And I seem to run into at least one new one dealing to me at the World Series every year. And if if you deal to me, if if you are my dealer at the World Series of Poker this year, please say something to me. Please say, hey, I listen to the show. Don't, Don't be embarrassed. Don't be afraid. And see if you can keep up the streak. And I won't be mad at you if you don't, because you're, this is not under your control. But see if you can keep up the streak of every dealer that listens to this show gives me good cards. I'm not kidding. I, I know they're not doing this on purpose. I'm not saying that they're colluding with me in any way. But they, every time someone says they listen to this show, I, I do well at the table. I think if, we, if I was dealt only to listeners, I would win like nine bracelets this year. If, if listeners dealt to me this year. Because I, I just never lose. But then when they leave, then I start losing. So we do have some dealers and and other casino employees who listen to this show. Probably played the casino employees event today or playing it right now. I do hope that any of you that did play that event uh, are still in it and are going to go very deep. Much rather see a listener win that than uh, a non-listener. Anyway, we'll talk about the World Series beginning today. We'll also talk about a bracelet bet that is pretty shocking. In fact, I would have gotten in on this if I had heard about it in time, but I didn't. Daniel Negreanu is offering a shocking bet for even money that he will win at least three bracelets this year? Whoa! Three! Now, this has barely ever been done. He thinks he's going to win three bracelets. Now, it's an insane bet. 
I mean, there was a similar bet with Jason Mercier last year, but that was at very long odds. Very long odds. This is even money. I would have totally gotten in on this, three bracelets. Is it possible he wins three bracelets? Yeah, but not, not even money. Pot. I mean, yeah, I don't know what he's doing. So we'll talk a bit about that. Poker Central, which is streaming the uh, the, the poker, the 300K, what is it, a Poker Bowl is what it's called. They're streaming that, and then they're going to be streaming World Series events very shortly. They're already being criticized for their Flash-based video that is being used for uh, desktop and laptop versions and for the lack of an Android app when people went to go get it. So they're getting all kinds of criticism. This is a premium service. We'll talk about that. And by the way, this was first mentioned on this show. CalWatt was looking at it when we were talking about it last week, and he mentioned it. This is before anyone had discovered it, and CalWatt was just poking around there. And he brought it up. And then uh, later the shit hit the fan. So we'll talk about the struggles Poker Central is having in their beginnings as a content provider for the World Series. And actually not even the World Series here, the uh, the 300K uh, Super High Roller uh, Poker Bowl. Sean Deeb, who has called out scammers, he's uh, made a big deal that he's going to out those that do not act ethically in poker, which I think is good. I, I have some personal issues with Sean D, but I I think that uh, that goal of his is noble and it's uh, it should be done more in poker. I do it, so if I were to criticize him for doing that, I would be a hypocrite. However, I am not currently accused of welching on a large bet. In fact, I've never been accused of large welching on any bet. Sean Deeb cannot say the same thing that he's not accused of welching on a large bet. Yeah. So I'll tell you about that. A poker veteran is accusing him of this. Venmo. I've talked about Venmo before. I've said I'm not going to get Venmo because I'm too old to get Venmo. I'm just too old to understand it. It's one of these things I just say I'm too old to understand. Like I understand PayPal. I don't really understand Venmo. People say, why don't you get Venmo as a payment option? I go, well, I don't understand it. I, I could make myself understand, but it's uh, it's just something that hasn't had appeal to me. So I never got it. Uh, well, I probably won't bother getting it with this news, because Venmo is apparently shutting down accounts that are being used for large transactions. And a listener to this show lost his Venmo account this week. We have another contest this week. Last week, Larry Laffer won two free nights at Paris, Las Vegas. Two free nights. Now, if you don't have a diamond card or higher at Caesars Properties, then you do have to pay the resort fee. But it's still a hell of a deal. Even if you don't have a diamond card, it's still like just the resort fee, and that's it for like 32 bucks or so. That's a spectacular deal to stay at Paris, Las Vegas, which is the second best Caesars property, in my opinion, in Las Vegas. So Larry Laffer, he took part in a contest we had last week. He won the two free nights very easily. I think he got 9 out of 10. He only needed 7 out of 10. And I already sent him a picture of the certificate so he can use it to book, and I'm going to mail him the physical certificate so he can actually use it when he checks in. I will do the same for the second winner tonight, provided we get one. Both certificates... 
And I only have two. So I, one, one's going to Larry. The second will go to the winner tonight. Both certificates were donated by I Am Greek. We appreciate that from him. So thank you for that. And uh, I should have held this contest earlier, but, you know, you know me. Everything's late. <laughs> so uh, the contest tonight, which, uh, again, this requires preparation. I have to write these things out. I have to think of a contest. Last year was – not last year. Last week was like a true or false sort of thing. It was called Did This Happen? This year's con- this this week's contest is called What Year Did This Happen? So I'm going to read you 10 different things that did happen. And you'll have to tell me if you have to tell me I'm going to list four years and they're all consecutive. And you'll have to pick from that year. For example, I'll say uh this is not one of the questions. It would be too easy. But what year was Black Friday? I'll say it was a 2010, 2011, 2012, 2013. The correct answer would be, of course, 2011, and you would get that one right. If you said any of the others, it would be wrong. So that's the format. We're going to have that contest later tonight. Anyone's eligible, provided that they have a form account in good standing, or that I'm aware of you as a radio listener. So if, you've, if you can produce any communication we've had in the past, that indicated you were a radio listener, you're also eligible. I, I'm just deciding on my own that these are the rules as far as being eligible. What I don't want is someone who just found the show or somebody who's told about this. Like They tell their friend, hey, you better call in now if you want a free room in Paris. No, we, we don't want that. I want this to go to a listener to the show. So either someone who's contacted me before as a listener or someone with a forum account that is registered before the show started tonight. And if you can produce either one of those, then you're eligible. If you can't, then you're not. I also ask that you only try to win this if you have a use for it that you know of today. That is, you have to know what date you're going to go to Vegas. You can't, you can't just say, oh, I might go, I might not go, but I might as well have it just in case. I, I don't want you playing then. I can't verify it, but please don't play unless you're really going to use it. It's okay if you're going to give this to a, a, a close friend or a relative who needs it, but uh, I don't want it just sitting unused. And definitely don't sell it. If you sell it, I'm going to be really pissed. Do, do, I, I'm saying do not sell this. That's uh, disrespectful to the person giving it away. We have a Vanessa Russo update. We covered Vanessa Russo on the last show and her Twitter meltdown that was blamed on hackers. And we debunked that and tore it apart and said we were pretty damn sure it was Vanessa and there were no hackers. There's an update to this, and I'll tell you about that. Not a major update, but an update that's pretty much uh, backing our theory. The Luxor Poker Room is going to shut down pretty soon. I'll tell you about that. And finally, Nevada Sportsbooks. They had a good week, or sorry, good, a good month. I can't get this right tonight. Week, month, year. They had a good month last month, April. They had record revenue from baseball betters. If you bet baseball in Nevada, there's a decent chance you lost because they did better than they ever have before in Major League Baseball. So I'll tell you a bit about that and also some other revenue numbers from April 2017 in Vegas. Some were good, some were bad. 
This is weird. Whoopsie. I posted the show to the uh, the Real Grinders group. And then I uh, I screwed up the URL. I hope people found it. <laughs> people clicked on it and said file not found. Oops. Welcome to anybody who found us from Real Grinders, by the way. I, I post it every week on Real Grinders for anyone who is in that Facebook group, which is run by Ray Davis. And we've picked up a few new listeners from there. So if you're from there, welcome. And I don't like to spam anywhere. Even if I'm allowed to, I just feel bad spamming. So I don't ever just go post the Poker Fraud Alert show information or advertise the show anywhere except for my own forum and own Twitter. But Real Grinders is the exception. It's a Facebook poker community that I participate in and I a lot of times the discussions there are about fraud and scams. So I figure it's pretty relevant and you know I contribute real content there, put my time into Contributing there. Someone even asked, are you like one of their sponsored pros? No, no, they don't pay me a dime. I just do it because I want to. So I figure, hey, you know, it's kind of, uh, I'll, I'll post about the show. I'm, uh, Ray Davis seems okay with it. In fact, he even likes my post whenever I post it, so that must mean he's okay with it. And that's good. But uh, it's, it's real grinders, all one word, if you want to join the Facebook group. It's uh, one of the more active poker Facebook groups on uh, Facebook. Well, on Facebook, of course. Okay, here are some texts we received from uh, seven seven on seven seven five three seven two eight three five five. This is from Scott from the East Coast. Haha, I'm in the WSOP cash room and I can hear the Rio room manager bitching to a floor man. He better get in here soon because there's money missing from a tournament. Wow. Hmm. Already uh, drama there, the World Series. Someone asking in text, how many people usually buy into the Omaha 8 or better $1,500 tournament tomorrow? I think around 1,000. Let me see from last year. <coughs> Omaha 8 or better 2016 WSOP. Let's see what we, I think it was like, I didn't get that deep last year. So, uh, um, I'm not sure. Let me see. That's not it. I'm having trouble finding this here. Whatever. Let's try this here. Omaha. Where is it? Now I'm curious. Okay, it was uh, 934 entries. So I'm pretty close. 934. So probably around 1,000. Last year was won by Benny Glazer. And I played it, but I did not get very far. It was a good event, though. I really wish I could be there tomorrow, but I can't. It's just, uh, it was last year was on June 16th. It was a good date for me. The, the June 1st is not a good date. So, uh, Calwatt, hello. How you doing, Druff? I, I, I think, Calwatt, you'd probably want to play it, too, if you were out there, wouldn't you? I would love to. Yeah, I would love to also. I can tell you, yeah, I... 
at my table there were a number of fish. At Brandon's table there were a number of fish. Brandon was I, I watched Brandon. I you know I, I'd walk over there every so often in between, like when some long hand is going down that I'm not in. I walked over to his table. <laughs> every time I walked over, I just saw him get just tortured by someone who made an awful play. So he was either getting counterfeited or yeah, that's the thing in those tournaments though the split pot games like. Long term, the people that play like that are just—I mean—they're going to get absolutely annihilated. But short term, you can just get—you can just get ground into a pulp. Yeah, it's so—it's so brutal. That, I was just missing hands every time. I got a number of good starting hands every time. Miss, 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 miss. And if that happens to you in an Omaha tournament, you're just done. You're not going to. My my bust out hand the last time I played that was like it, I mean it was like ace ace deuce five double suited or something and i i got i got crushed by like some middling rundown garbage that's kind of what happened terrible. to me yeah that, I, that was something like that for me too when i busted i, mean, I was pretty short i was very it wasn't like i got it all in pre-flop but i was happy with my hand pre-flop that i got all in right and then it just totally airballed it so and mark told me i fucked it up <laughs> and maybe maybe he's right um well from the point of view like from a cash game point of view i did the same thing i just like capped you know, got it in pre-flop. And from a cash game point of view, you know, you're printing money when you're doing it like that. But in a tournament, you know, maybe it wasn't the best thing to do. Yeah. Well, it's, of course, situational dependent. Like if you're going to get a lot of people in the pot and you need to build chips, then uh, it is good to do that because in Omaha, people always, you know, some people, they just fold on the flop if they miss. So at least Mm -hmm. most people are supposed to. Okay. So, Anyway, that uh, that was a text we received. We received about that, and let's see. Um, someone texted me, "What about Verizon?" I have no idea what they're asking about. What does that even mean? What about Verizon? <laughs> uh, we have an agenda. Yeah, yeah, we already like, read it. Yeah. Oh, I didn't send it to you. That's right. No, no, no. What form is it? I'll find it. It's on. It's on uh, the Flying Stupidity form. Got it. That's right. I forgot to send it to you. That's my fault. All right. I'll figure it out. Okay, very good. So let's get going here. Uh, if you're not in the free roll yet, it's too late. So I, Cal, what, I guess you missed it this week, or did you get in? I am in. You're in. Okay. Yeah, see, one step is PMing me on the chat. And uh, he's asking, can I play in the in the contest? You can if you're the right caller. I mean, I'm not going to just give it to you. By the way, I didn't mention the chat. I mentioned it every week. I forgot this week. We have a chat. You need a, a forum account in good standing. You need a flash-enabled device, which makes uh, Poker Central very proud. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd like that one. We warned everybody. We tried to warn them, Druff. Yeah. Lou Father is asking, can I read the agenda again? He missed it. Yeah, that's going to go over great with the listeners. Oh, my God. <laughs> no, you know what, Lou Father? If you missed it, probably, probably uh, you missed the whole intro. I'm going to redo the whole intro just in case a few people didn't hear it. Oh, dear God. I actually didn't have a conference call, Ruff. I was just trying to miss the agenda. <laughs> it's probably true because I, I figured I was starting so late tonight that this, this way we uh, you'd still be here despite your conference call. But uh, yeah. then you weren't. I said, oh, I wonder if he's doing this on purpose just to miss the first 25 minutes of the show. Oh, man. Work first. Play, play second. You know? Okay. Well, here is uh, the story. I, w- I want to tell you guys first about a legal threat I received. This is real. This is not a gag. I really did receive uh, a legal threat from a big law firm in Las Vegas. In fact, I received it back on uh, March 31st. And and what they did 
I, I hate when people do this when they're trying to send me something important. They look up the domain and they look at the email address that the domain is registered to. And then they email that domain or they email that email. They send a message to that email listed on the who is registry for the domain. And you may say, what's the problem with that? Well, the problem is, unless you want to pay money for one of these things to suppress that address, which I don't, uh, this is accessible to everyone. And you get a lot of spam, a lot of uh, Rajesh's sending you messages. Oh, hello, my friend. I, I want to be working on your website. I have very, very reasonable rates. I, I, will, I will get your, uh, your website uh, very, very nice for you. I, I get like that, that all day and all night on that email address. So what I do is I use an email on Yahoo that is uh, accessible to me, but at the same time is one I don't use for anything else. It's, it's mainly just a, a junk folder. <laughs> Every once in a while I go in and scan it really fast to make sure that some idiot didn't write to it, you know, sending me something important. And uh, not realize that there's better ways to contact me. Now, you may ask, why would they have an idea how to contact me other than that? Well, because if you go to PokerFraudAlert.com, it's a functioning website. It's not like just a placeholder. It's a functioning website, as you all know. And what do you do if you find a functioning website and you want to contact the ownership? Well, you scroll to the bottom, and there's a Contact Us link. And there is one on PokerFraudAlert.com. Scroll, scroll down right now, and you'll see Contact Us at the bottom, bottom right. And you click on that. Oh, not there. Yes, it is. Oh, yes, it is. <laughs> I'm new to this whole thing. Okay, so, so, so you click on that, and uh, or you could register a forum account. It, it's, it's not a, a genius-level undertaking to get a hold of me through the website. So... Mason Malmuth's attorney, which is a law firm known as a Greenberg Traurig, it's a big law firm. It's expensive, so Mason is uh, Mason's uh, dropping uh, some dollars on them there to get this done. But I, I got a, an email from an attorney at, at Greenberg Traurig telling me that I need to take down. All 2 plus 2 content on PokerFraudAlert.com. The email also went on to say that they noticed that I personally was posting a lot of their content. In fact, they said almost all instances of this were done by me, which mm. is false. Which is false. That's totally not true. Yes, I, I did it. I'll admit that I did. I did repost some things from their like, forum. Oh, Hi, Brandon. Yeah. Like a different. Brandon. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yes. I, I just want, yeah, we're on radio. I just wanted to, I'm not, we're not listening to the show, unfortunately, but I did want to announce that I am in the company of Handicap Me and East Coast Scott right now. Wow. Um, should I announce our location, boys, or no? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're, we just sat down at The Palm, which is a restaurant, a steakhouse at The Forum. The Forum Shops, yeah. In fact, it, it's, it's not too far from the, the entrance of The Forum Shops from Caesar's Palace. Yes, and this was where an infamous first-time meeting took place about six, seven years ago. Do you know what that was? No. This was the, the meeting spot the first time any of us ever met Peter D.C. No. <laughs> for dinner. Well, I, I, I met him separately, but yeah, you guys, yes. yeah. Yes. 
Eddie, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a handicap me on real fast. Okay. Have a great show. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Hey, how's it going, Tom? So, so handicap me. We're using your forty dollars tonight, and I appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. No. Anytime. Any. Well, it's not exactly forty dollars, if you remember. Oh, that's right. You deducted a small amount for moldy cheese. Yeah. Yeah. And he left me at the airport, which kind of hurt my feelings. Yeah. Well, that's that's par for the course here but uh, handicap me uh, uh i'm a little bit insulted because uh i was the only person from the forum that you had met uh and, and it didn't la- that title didn't last very long a month a month and a half later you're now meeting somebody else yeah well i'm actually meeting two people yeah so it's uh yeah you know my identity is coming out so i gotta hide that from larry before he finds out where i work and tries to beat me up well, Larry's coming out, too, so you, I mean, he could already be there for all I know. So maybe he'll come down to the Palm, and there'll be a, a fight there on the on the dinner table. Well, if we see a midget walking in, I'll know to walk the other way. Oh, boy. Okay, so uh, are, are you here to play any events? Oh, oh, wait, Scott wants to say hi. <laughs> What's up, everybody, except Larry Laffer? <laughs> a lot of hatred for Larry tonight. Wow, I didn't, I didn't mean to... I mean, he was our contest winner last week. So, so Scott, uh, are you going to be playing the 08 tomorrow? Nah, I nope. still work for Caesars, Todd. I can't play these events. Oh, really? You're, oh, that's, that's right. You're banned from these events. It sucks. Well, you can play in spirit. I'm going to sweat Brandon, I think, most of the day. and uh, Maybe I'll post some updates if he's okay with it. Yeah, okay. That's good. No, in fact, uh, I- I'm going to explain to people how anyone could post updates through Twitter. To Poker Fraud Alert with uh, regarding anyone's, you know, if, if you're listening, even if you don't have a forum account, you can post to the forum using Twitter. If you're playing any of the World Series events, the only thing I need to know, I just need to know beforehand that you're going to play so I can add it to the list. Unless it's already up on the list, but uh, I'll explain that later. So, uh, so Scott, what, what are you going to you're going to play uh, cash out here? Is that why you're out here? Yeah, I crushed the PLO yesterday. Oh, good. Uh, just pretty sick how bad people play that game. Yeah, well, that's, uh, I know Calwatt, uh, he discovers yeah. that when he plays against the so, Farmers. That should be one. Yeah, I didn't see Calwatt. They only ran a 1-2-5 game yesterday. Yeah, no, Calwatt's not out there. He's he's in New York right now. Oh, well. Right here. He'd be, in the, he'd be in the 5-5 game with me if they ran it, but it's a couple days off, I think. Okay. Well, no, Calwatt, he's just safely there in uh, in Rochester. and yeah, if, you play, if you play split pot games at all, play... The big O games that they're going to run at the Rio, they're going to be amazing. Oh, yeah, I heard about that. I heard the big amazing. O games were good. You know, I, I think I'm going to do that, in fact, this year. I think I'm going to play the the big O games. That's right, so what I'm looking forward to on the next trip. I think Calawad and I discussed that before. Yep. Hey, Calawad, yep. I, uh, I let it slip to you last week on uh, a private message. I don't, I'm going to bring it up now, obviously. Did you happen to, uh, to get out the stuff you had to get out to me? I didn't. All right, but get it out. But, uh, Todd, you make me add them. Todd, I will get it out. Okay I if promise. I make an announcement, yeah, go ahead, make an announcement. Do it. All right, so there's going to be a special free roll next week, and probably the 21st. It's up in the air, but uh, your one and only Scott from the East Coast is going to be on live of the bike next Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. Well, it's uh, good luck there. I'll, I'll be watching. Uh, actually, I may not be watching if it's on if radio is the same time, but uh, I'll, I'll watch when uh, when I can watch. And and good luck on there. And uh, that address is still good. Oh yeah, to get you the stuff. All right, good. All right. I will get it out. I've just I've had a terrible last couple of weeks. Hey, it's up to you. You want it more? You want the patch worn? I'll wear it for you. 
Otherwise, I did notice there was uh, there was something at the airport. Your tasty steaks. There was tasty something at the airport. I know. I saw that. I when I came up with the name uh, in 2005 when uh, the site went live, and I flew into the World Series of Poker and I saw that same fucking sign. I'm like, yes, I chose a good name. <laughs> All right. Hey, Todd. Yes, God, you got my address too. If you want to mail me some uh, PFA patch, I'll be glad to wear it next. Week. I would. I'll mail you all my P- PFA patches that I have in my possession. You with... know what I mean. I mean, if you want to, I don't have a hat anymore. I had a hat from you before. Oh, I, I, I don't have. I don't have any of those either. But uh, except for the one that I wear. So I've never even gotten a fucking hat. Yeah, unfortunately, what I have to give you guys is is zero point zero. I, I have nothing well, to give. You know what I'll do if C money. Will match what I'll put up for the free roll. I'll write PFA somewhere on my body and make sure it's shown on TV <laughs> or, or on the live stream. Oh boy! Okay. Well, see, money. You heard it. You heard the, the challenge. No pressure, though. You can you can do what you want. Left butt cheek. <laughs> I mean, come on, Cowboy. You know it's got to be on TV. It's got to be on the live stream, buddy. Yeah, you can't oh, yeah. be. You don't want him to have a, a Solomon Ponte actually, hashtag actually, king dinner, thing. Dinner, dinner just got here. I'm being told I gotta go. Okay, that's that's fine. I'm, we'll I'm we'll like continue with the show. If I, I got to get off. All right. Phone. I love it. All right, thank you, uh, Scott. <laughs> all right, later. Later. Drew, hor- he can do it, man, because all he's got to do <clears throat> is he writes PFA and then just do like a little plumber's crack thing. I'm not <laughs> saying he's got to take his pants down, but there are plenty. There's going to be a lot of crack, like, uh, oh, shit. What, oh, well, like, uh, well, there was, what, what was Andrew's name? God damn. Well, there, there, was, uh, there was Annie Duke. <laughs> <laughs> She, she has the most famous butt crack in poker. No, no, but I'm serious. Like, there's going to be crack everywhere. So all he's got to do is just put it, like, put it on there and just, you know, just show a little extra plumber's crack to the camera. You know? That's true. He may be able to avoid getting kicked out uh, Solomon Ponte style, just mm. pretending it's an accident. Yeah. So, okay. Like, girl, girls are showing their tramp stamps all the time. He can That's show true. his plumber's crack, you know? That's true. Okay, so so getting back to the thing that uh, with, with the legal threat. So they were... Two plus two was saying that I was posting their content, and by by content, I want to make it very clear. They were not accusing me of taking content produced by two plus two, and posting it on Poker Fraud Alert. I didn't do that. I wouldn't do that. Um, when we have played uh, little clips of their show, which has been you know very little snippets that uh, we use for uh, commentary purposes, and in fact, one of the hosts of their show. Adam Schwartz listens to this program, so obviously uh, the 2 Plus 2 PokerCast couldn't have a problem with us. But uh, Mason Malmuth, the owner of 2 Plus 2, where he had the issue with the forum, and that was with us uh, copying posts that users make there and putting them in relevant 2 Plus 2 threads. For example, someone shows up and says, uh, I'm accusing such and such person of scamming, and they tell the whole story. Well, we have our own thread over here about it. So whoever is posting the thread on Poker Fraud Alert about it, if it's already been posted about on 2 plus 2, just copies and pastes that person's statement, which I'm not a lawyer, so I don't know the, you know, for sure the legality of it. But I would think that this would belong, this content would belong to the person who wrote the message. Now, they're giving 2 plus 2 permission to publish it, 
And they couldn't, you know, I, I think they're giving up some rights as far as that's concerned. Like, for example, they couldn't complain that 2 plus 2 has that up, or maybe 2 plus 2 could even leave it up, even if they want to take it down. And they couldn't do anything about it. But I, I don't believe that when you post something on 2 plus 2, regardless of what it says in their terms of service, I, I don't believe that it becomes entirely the property of 2 plus 2. So if a third party who doesn't work for 2 plus 2 posts a message up there, and then it's reproduced on PokerFraudAlert.com, I believe that the only person who could object to it would be the author of the post, which has not happened. But, but they seem to feel differently. Mason Malamuth seems to feel differently, and his attorney, which of course works for them, yeah, he feels differently. And they're, they're stating that this is their content, and that we're committing a copyright violation by doing this, which I, I don't agree with, as I was saying. I, I still think that, uh, except things that are posted by uh, employees or agents of 2 plus 2, that anything else up there really is the content that belongs to the individual poster. And I don't think reposting a message where someone's warning about a scam that occurred to them that was posted on 2 plus 2, I don't think that's a violation of 2 plus 2 copyright. Now, could I go reproduce every post on 2 plus 2's forum? No. If, if I did that, then that would be a different story. That would be reproducing the entire structure of the forum and a, a, a massive part of their content, and they could say that you know, the, even the if individual posts don't belong to them, that the content as a whole, the threads as a whole, the, that content constitutes content. I could see that argument being made legally. And even morally. But we weren't doing that either. We were not making mirror sites of 2 plus 2. We weren't trying to copy their content or anything like that. We would take, uh, you know, one post, two posts, three posts, and uh, relevant from a, a thread, of usually a very, very long thread over there that's hundreds of pages long. We'd take a few, a few posts out of it and, and post it on our forum and then make commentary. We weren't just reposting things. We were posting it so we could comment over here about what was said which, again, was, was produced by individuals not working for them. So I got a letter from this lawyer, not a letter, an email from this lawyer, on March 31st that, number one, that I have to stop doing it, number two, that the users on Poker Fraud Alert have to stop doing it, and number three, that I have to go through Poker Fraud Alert and take all of that down. So I said, you've got to be kidding me. So I sat and thought about it. I thought, uh, should I ignore it? Because it was sent two months ago and nothing further was done, so maybe they just sent it out and then when it didn't get an answer, they just forgot about it. So should I just ignore it until I hear again with the excuse, which was actually a true excuse, that I barely checked that account? So even if I've seen it, they don't know I've seen it. So you know, should, should I have taken that approach? I decided No. Uh, this was sent to me for a reason. It's not going to go away. Even if they forget about it for a few months, it'll come back up later. So I, I need to handle this one way or the other. And then, you know, should I respond to them and just say, F you, this is not your content. This is content by individual users there. I, I never reproduce the structure of your forum. I, ne- I only reproduce a tiny percentage of the threads, you know, of any thread I do, and, and a tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of your, of your content overall, and it's for commentary purposes, this is fair use. Um, should I have taken that approach? Or should I, ha- should I come back with some form of cooperation just in the interest of avoiding getting sued? 
Because uh, I, I would have replied with a dick pic. <laughs> so, if you remember, Mason Malmuth sued Dutch Boyd over a, more, a much more black and white matter, but Dutch Boyd registered 2plus2poker.com in a cyber-squatting binge in the 2000s. Dutch Boyd used to be a cyber-squatter where he would just grab every domain that he thought someone might want even if it's similar to another domain, like 2plus2poker.com. Or he even would sometimes grab domains of uh, you know, associated with people's real names and then try to sell it back to them. And I, I, I don't like that. I think that's not ethical to be doing. But it's not illegal. Anyway. There was some exchange of words back and forth with Dutch Boyd and Mason regarding 2plus2poker.com. And I don't believe that Dutch Boyd ever reproduced 2plus2 in any way on 2plus2poker.com. I think it was like a placeholder page. Maybe with a few affiliate links or something. I forget. But they were claiming that he was doing this for commercial gain, which I think was a stretch. I th- I, yes, he was. He acquired it for commercial gain, hoping to get you know kind of get some of their traffic that meant to go to them, that would go to whatever he put on 2plus2poker.com, but he wasn't trying to imitate 2plus2 once people got there. And so, so they were saying to Dutch, hand it over to us immediately. Dutch Boyd said, "F you. This is you know just because you have two plus two dot com doesn't mean I can't do two plus two poker dot com. Two plus two is a math equation. It's not a you know you can't just take over that phrase as as your own." That was his claim back to them. And a pissing match occurred, and Mason decided he's going to go all the way. He sued Dutch. He won. He won a $60,000 judgment. I know a lot of that was the attorney's fees, but uh, he, I think he won a judgment on top of that you know, to, to equal $60,000. At the time, Dutch was broke, but Dutch made it deep in a World Series event. Mason immediately filed paperwork to hold up that money. And sure enough, when Dutch won the bracelet, Mason or his agents were right there to collect $60,000 of it right at the Rio cage. So Dutch had no choice at that point because there was a court judgment against him. Anyway, with that in mind, I thought, well, Mason has shown that even over small matters like that cyber squatting thing, that he's willing to go with a full lawsuit. Now, the, the claim against Dutch Boyd was much stronger because Dutch... You know, everybody knew why he really got 2plus2poker.com. It was it was to get some of Mason's traffic. It was to mislead people, at least at first, into believing they were going to 2plus2.com. So that's a lot easier to win in court. This one would be much tougher. But as any of you might know if you've been subject, if you've been the defendant in a lawsuit, or even as a plaintiff in a lawsuit, it can be very expensive, unless you just do small claims. But if you're doing anything with attorneys, it gets very expensive. Sometimes you'll be fortunate enough to get an attorney who works in contingency, where they take a percentage of uh, whatever the winnings are, and if, and if you lose, you don't owe them anything. But, well, not just that, Druff. You don't, you're not hiring any old lawyer. I mean, what you really need here is an IP lawyer. And I can tell you from experience, IP lawyers are not cheap. Right, right. You need a specialist who's good at this. And Greenberg Traurig, there's a, you know, they're a big law firm. They're they're very experienced. These are good good attorneys you'll be facing. So, 
and of course, as a defendant, I wouldn't be able to hire anyone on contingency. I would have to hire an attorney out of my own pocket to defend this. So it's it's something I didn't want to deal with. Now, let's say Mason sued me because he says, I don't like the fact that uh, people make fun of me on PokerFraudAlert.com. So you, you, you guys got to stop talking about me, stop saying bad things about me, or I'm going to sue you. I'd stand up to that. I, I wouldn't back down on that one because that's, uh, that's a free speech matter. Um, but this is a different story. Uh, Mason has always been really funny about the content on that site, both from a reproduction standpoint and from a standpoint of, of anyone doing what he calls spam. In fact, Daniel Negranu, who was posting on there, which you think Mason would have loved because that, uh, brings traffic, brings interest just because Negranu was then posting links to his, uh, some kind of videos he was doing. Some uh, he was doing videos every so often on YouTube. He was posting links to them. Nope, that that wasn't allowed. That was considered spamming, and he was banned for a while. And that started a lot of bad blood between the two of them. So Mason's just really weird about this stuff. And I had a feeling if I just told him "f you," this is my legal right to do. He would have tested me. And even if I turned out to be right, even if I won, it would have been very expensive. It just wasn't worth it. What am I gaining from this? I'm, I'm gaining the ability to repost things from 2 plus 2? It's just, it, I'm not gaining enough here. So, and again, this isn't, this isn't the same thing as someone trying to censor. They're not trying to prevent anything from being said. I, w- I wouldn't allow people to prevent something from being said on Poker Fraud Alert. There I would, I would stand up to it. But... You know, it's just an inconvenience. Now, instead of reposting these scam posts on on Poker for Alert, now we just have to post a link to the post on uh, to, on Two Plus Two. So then you have to click through and you have to read it on there. So it's yeah, it's a little bit harder for the reader, but it doesn't prevent anything from being read. It doesn't prevent any message from getting out. So, so I decided that I would comply with most of this, even though I don't agree with it. Just just to prevent the hassle. So I, I wrote back to the attorney and I called him and I told him this. But the one thing I refused to do was that I'm just not going to go through Poker Fraud Alert's 700,000 posts in our forum and, and, and remove old postings. I'm not going to search out old postings. Well, Druff, I've been through something kind of like this before and the play is that you make them give you a list of exactly what needs to be removed. And that's what I did. That's okay. exactly what I did. I said then to them, the right I, I said to them that, uh, first of all, the site has never been running for profit. And you can actually ask to be compensated for your time. Oh, really? Just so you know. Yeah. So I, I said, uh, so first of all, I'm, uh, you know, there's, there's no other mods here, no other, no employees, just me. It's, it's not even running for profit. Um, there's 700,000 posts. It's not easy to search this out. If, if they would like to give me a list of content to be removed or, or edited to where, uh, it would be, you know, copy and pasted stuff changed to a link, then, then I'll do it. And, uh, I have not received anything from them. The lawyer actually told me on the phone, that sounds fine. He said, I'm not, I'll tell my client, but I think this sounds fine. So I said, okay, and that was that. It was, it, it was not a contentious conversation with a lawyer when I called him and told him what my position was, which I just basically repeated what I wrote to him. 
He doesn't give a fuck. He probably thinks Mason's a douchebag and he's just <laughs> glad to be able to bill him whatever hourly he's billing him. <laughs> that's probably yeah. true. So, he, yeah, so it wasn't contentious. I told him. He says that sounds reasonable. I'll let him know. And then I haven't heard anything since. So, so there is a new rule on Poker Fraud Alert, one I'm begrudgingly adding. It's one I don't. It's my a rule I don't agree with, but I have to do just to uh, prevent a stupid, uh, frivolous lawsuit. And that is, uh, you can't repost anything from two plus two. You can't copy and paste anything from two plus two, unless it's just a few sentences, which is known as a, they call it a snippet in the email. But uh, and that's along the lines of fair use. So if it's right. just a, f- a few sentences that's part of a post, you you can reproduce that. You just can't like go someone posts this like long thing you can't just copy paste the whole thing oh look what the, look what this person just posted like you can't do that anymore I, and you know what's funny is we always put a link back to the two plus two thread so and and they they saw this going on for more than five years and didn't have a problem with it this was so strange uh and you can't say they didn't see because a uh, professional poker who's uh one of the head mods over there and he wrote a book called Professional Poker. That's why he calls himself that. He was actually a listener to this show for a while. And he, he posted... I'm changing a- my name to Tasty Steak. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I, 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 I thought it was a stupid name, too. But uh, uh, Professional Mo- Poker, who's a blue mod there. He's like the head mod. He, he used to post on this forum sometimes. He listened to the radio show for a while regularly. Uh where everything fell apart and why he doesn't listen anymore and why we're not on that good of terms anymore. We're not like enemies, but he, I don't think he likes me that much anymore. Was uh, for a short time I was allowed back on 2 Plus 2 and I was posting, uh, it'll be very confusing to the listener, under the name Kilowatt. Not Calwatt, but Kilowatt. And, Copycat. And under Kilowatt, uh, I, was, I was posting a lot of good content there. People really liked my posts on 2 Plus 2. Like I was, I was praised by a lot of people for making good posts there, and that uh, people were happy I was back on two plus two. There's a lot of praise I received. So, and I'm saying this not to brag. Well, it, yes, to brag, but I'm also saying this because uh, to show you that I wasn't just there to spam or to promote poker fraud alert. But if a topic was brought up there where we were already discussing something similar or the identical topic on poker fraud alert, I'd say, Hey, you know, here's our write up about it over here. We already covered this last week. It's, you know, this is, these were our thoughts about it, whatever. I, I would never just say, you know, I would never just post spam. I would never post uh, Hey, our radio show is starting now and never, nothing like that. Or I never posted, Hey, interesting topic over on poker fraud alert. Check it out. Never. I would only post and only once in a while, if relevant, a link to a thread on poker fraud alert. So I got this nasty message from professional poker at the time that that uh, you know that he knows I'm here to spam that I better stop this. You know, like this, it wasn't even like a polite thing, like hey, you, I don't know if you know this, but it's not allowed here. It's like this nasty thing accusing me of spamming. Get off my lawn. Yeah. So so I said back, look, I don't appreciate this. I've I've contributed a lot of content here. The users have appreciated it. I've been praised for what I've been posting here. I'm posting good, intelligent messages here. There's a lot of junk posted on two plus two. This was not, I never posted junk, and I said I, do, I don't. If I did this every day, I'd understand. Every once in a while, I post a link, a relevant link back to my forum, and you guys are, you know, if you don't want me to, fine, but don't don't approach me this rudely. So then, uh, a short time after that, this subject came up on Poker Fraud Alert that this was happening, and he defended the practice of what. Uh, 
they were doing there and, and the way he acted about it. And he was, again, accusing me of spamming, but this time over on Poker Fraud Alert. So you can imagine how that went over with the users here. So everyone just, like, destroyed him in the thread there. Still up somewhere. And and he he took his ball and went home and never came back. So he still has an active account here. Never banned him. But he, he stopped listening to the show and he stopped coming back here. Which is fine. It's his choice. But uh, the thing is, they can't say they're unaware. They can't say they just found Poker Fraud Alert after five years. They didn't know we were there. They, they've known very well that we're here. They know very well that we've been copying and pasting you know, a, a few posts every so often. And it really is very, every so often. I mentioned to the attorney that a tiny, tiny percentage of our 700,000 posts on Poker Fraud Alert are copy and paste from 2 plus 2. A tiny percentage. So it's not like uh, our site is a, a flea on the back of 2 plus 2 that's uh, sucking its blood. We're, uh, almost all of the content here is original, produced by me or the users, not by copying and pasting stuff. So it's stupid. It's stupid. It's petty. And I'm only going along with it because I don't want to face a expensive, frivolous lawsuit over a silly matter like this. So that's what's happening. And uh, it sucks. Well, Jeff, it's actually a really interesting topic. So I'm not a lawyer either. Um, but I do have a pretty decent amount of experience with uh, IP law and all that kind of stuff. That's involved. Yeah. I've actually, I got a software patent. And by, by the way, he's referring to intellectual property IP. For those oh, yeah, intellectual know. property law. Um, and so it's kind of interesting. Whenever you create something, there's an implicit copyright. So when you're you know, sitting down there and you're posting on some forum, there's an implicit copyright that you own the copyright to this thing. You don't have to register it. You don't have to do anything. Just the simple act of you creating it, you own the copyright to that thing, right? But when you sign up in these forums, they'll have a term of uh, terms of service that you try to agree to. And I don't know what two plus two's terms of service is. I'm sure, you know, given Mason being Mason, I'm sure that they have that thing run through the lawyer and it's been cranked down to the hilt. Um, but I, I'm not sure that it would be valid, as you're saying, where um, just the fact that you post something there, that you no longer own it, right? That's basically the assignment of your complete ownership to this material yeah, I didn't to believe the that entity either. you're posting to. Right. I, I didn't believe that either. And in fact, uh, I cited some examples uh, on, when I was posting about this on Poker Fraud Alert. For example, let's say I posted on 2 plus 2 uh, a limit hold'em strategy post. Would this give Mason the right to say, okay, I own this now and then put it in one of their books and not right. compensate me? They couldn't do now, that. <clears throat> right. But now the one thing that they, they will do sometimes is they'll they'll put a clause in there that says that you can't reproduce what's on this site anywhere else, which is probably the clause that they have in there. Um, and what they can claim a copyright on, and it's, it's arguable. I mean, all of this IP stuff, you know, who's right and who's wrong really depends on um, what the judge decides. Right, right. Right. And because, I mean, there are some guidelines, but it really is kind of a, a grayer area than a lot of other areas of the law. But one of the things that they could claim is that the creative work that they have made <clears throat> is the compilation of all this stuff together. 
Right. And, that, right, and that's what I was referring to, where if I were to copy the entire structure of the forum right. and reproduce it all, even if I only re- reproduce things from other users and not from uh, from anyone working for the company, they would have a very strong claim against me because I, I basically re- right. recreated their uh, entire work. But uh, but they couldn't claim that by taking a few odd posts here and there. So, But, but taking individual posts out of there? I mean, honestly, I... I, I <laughs> yeah, I think it's it, it all depends too. on your willingness to to go through with it. But I would be tempted to be like, okay, fucking sue me. Yeah, <laughs> because, you know. Well, and, uh, and I even saw in the letter he sent me, he was saying that you know I did it myself, which takes away the uh, you know I, I'm not responsible for what other users post things to, but, but I did it myself. And that I would post several things in a row on some threads of you know several posts in a row, which. On a few occasions, it occur where I, you know, I post someone's original post, and I post some responses that they were made to them. So I would have some back and forth. But I, I would these threads they have there are very long. It would still be a very very tiny percentage of the typical thread, and it would not occur very often. This would be something that would occur every once in a while on Poker Fraud Alert, and would only be a few posts out of their their entire body of of, of each thread. Uh, and we and we're only doing this with a tiny percentage of the threads in the first place. It's not like we're doing this with each thread that's on there. So, yeah, I thought it was very questionable myself. I I just did it because it was. I decided it wasn't important enough to create a fight over. But yeah, that 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 it's like like my. I'd be sorely tempted. Yeah, I'd my, be sorely tempted. My my uh, exam my my example of of. Uh, you know, if I make a post, could they go put it in a book? No, of course not. Uh, could if if a third party took my post and put it in his book, a third party has nothing to do with Mason, put it in his own book. Who would have the claim against the person who did that? Would it be me or Mason? I would right. think it'd be me. It was my post. Right. Yeah, and. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I, I think you, you made the right play from the point of view of, you know, just tell them, look, if you want anything removed, you need to tell me exactly what needs to be removed. Or if you need something edited down, you need to tell me what it needs to be edited down for. And you put the onus on them. Yeah. I'm not going to do all this work for free. If you want to send me a organized list of all of the infringing content and specifically what needs to be done then I'll go ahead and, and go do it. But, I mean... Yeah, that's, that's what I said to them, basically. I, I, it's still one of those things where, you know, if I, had a, if I had a decent amount of money set aside that I didn't care if I just fucking burned it, I mean, I'd be tempted to just... Oh, yeah, it. yeah, and it was, it was tempting you know to I mean? say F you, go ahead and try to do this. And I wouldn't say F you. The first thing I would do is I would find a good IP lawyer, and I would sit down, and I would talk with him about it, and here's the situation, this is what they're trying to do. See what he thought the the proper course of action yeah. was, and if he says, you know, tell him to go jump in a lake, I would have told him that. Hey, you yeah. know what? The the other thing is that Truff, um... spend a thousand bucks and and talk to <laughs> an IP lawyer, and just see if the IP lawyer is no is just you know like what? no maybe, fuck that. Maybe I should because you know I I uh, why not? I'll I'll tell you the the other thing is that I was thinking, what if somebody posts like for example today. A post was made on 2 Plus 2, we're going to talk about it later in the show, by a poker veteran named Mike O'Malley, who's also known as uh, Reese It Up, R-Z-I-T-U-P. He's been around forever. And he's he's accusing Sean Deeb of welching on a 25K bet, which we're, we're going to talk about. But 
the accusation was was levied on two plus two. So normally I would have wanted to copy that and put it, you know, just just not the whole thread, just exactly what Mike O'Malley wrote and copied it onto Poker Fraud Alert. Now I'm sure Mike O'Malley, who's trying to get the word out about Sean Deeb, you know, whether Sean Deeb is guilty or not, uh, he, he's trying to get the word out, obviously. I'm sure Mike O'Malley would not only not mind about me reposting that up there, I, I bet he'd be happy. So I, I've thought about, okay, so what if I were to message Mike O'Malley and say, can I repost this on on, uh, on Poker Fraud Alert? Can I take what you wrote, Mike, and post this on Poker Fraud Alert? And uh, I, I, don't, because I don't believe that Mike has given up his right to what he just wrote just because the first place he posted on two, was on 2 plus 2. So now here's an interesting thing. What if Mike takes his posts and copies and pastes it onto your phone? Right, right. So then uh, what? Yeah. So so that's 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 another good question. So so these are things like when I respond I, I didn't even think when I responded to the attorney, I, I thought, okay, this kind of sucks, but okay, fine. I you know, I will uh Druff, go to an IP lawyer. Yeah, maybe I should. Seriously, like now, spend, now spend a thousand now, bucks. Now that we're talking about this, it does kind of irritate me some like more than it did before because Yeah, because I, what 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 they can claim ownership on again is the the, the compilation of everything right, put together. Right. So And just because it says it in the terms of service doesn't mean it's gonna hold up. Yeah. No, I, and I'm, I understand I'm not that. saying taking them take them to court but sit down and talk to an ip lawyer yeah because you know what's really bothering me the most is i understand uh them not wanting like whole threads reproduced or large portions of threads reproduced or but but especially not content they create but something like a completely unrelated third party who just chooses to post there something that's of uh, relevant interest to the poker community that we want to repost over here and that person has no problem with it I, I don't want to not be able to do that. I think that's BS. So maybe I will. Yeah, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, Druff. Like, honestly, <laughs> I'm sure Mason is a smart guy in, in some respects. But I'll, I'll tell you, the way that he ended up with, like, the biggest poker form around is really just, it reminds me of Mr. Magoo. Do you remember that old, <laughs> yes. the old Mr. Magoo cartoons? Yeah. You know, because there there are so many things that in the the history of the forums and the things that they try to do and trying to restrict posting and trying to do all this kind of stuff and uh, and a lot of the just being in the right pl- place at the right time. It just reminds me of Mister Magoo, like walking through a construction yeah, site. That, and the, you know, that's the, what happened. They the just, beams flip flips over, and he, you know what I mean? Yeah, they they had a forum. It was really the only one around at the time that had any kind of traffic, and they, and they. Uh, the Rec Gambling Poker news group where people were discussing poker before started to become inundated with spam. And also just uh, the usage of those news groups was uh, declining rapidly. So that's where the discussions moved. And then once people are established that, that, that this is the main poker forum you go to, then that's, that's just what stays. And it's it succeeded. I've said before, 2 plus 2's forums have succeeded despite Mason, not yes. because of him. Yeah. So I agree about this Mr. Magoo uh, comparison. So yeah, you know what? I now that you're saying this, now that we're like discussing this out loud, it's actually pissing me off more. Especially things where it's reproducing the original post in a thread made by someone about a scam. That's it's just right. really irritating that I can't copy and paste with that person. You know, knowing that person is fine with me doing it, it's really annoying that I can't do that, and I think I might actually be able to. I, I think I will look into this and see if again. What... I'm not saying go to court. I'm saying yeah. get an opinion. Don't yeah. necessarily just give in to the yeah. the bullies' demands. And I'm not saying that you have to take them to court. I'm not saying you have to spend tons of money 
defending yourself here. Uh, I'm just saying, get an opinion on it because the guy, the guy may say to you, "No, like, no, this is bullshit. You, you don't have to do any of this." Yeah, you know? I, I might, I might do that. So, I mean, I did, I did send them an email saying that I will, but I can always retract it and say I've changed my mind. It's, uh, there's nothing binding here. So, uh, anyway, the uh, I can even say the, the truthfully that I agreed initially because uh, not being an attorney, I didn't know the law. I decided to uh, uh, comply with the request first and then look into it uh, second. Which is fine. So, I think I think maybe I'll do that. If anybody's an attorney listening to this show that has knowledge of uh, intellectual property issues, especially related to the internet and internet forums, uh, please let me know. You can text me at seven seven five three seven two eight three five five, or email me at dandruff at pokerfraudler dot com. Not a huge issue, but just it's an annoyance. So here here is an annoyance that I found five years ago when I wanted to start my site called pokerfraud dot com. The annoyance was it wasn't available. Someone had it already. So I started PokerFraudAlert.com. And I thought, wouldn't that have been just cool if I just had PokerFraud.com? And now it's, it, it seems kind of weird to me now of the site just being called PokerFraud.com. That sounds like it's a fraud. Though. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> like, I really wanted it then, but now that, I've, now that I'm so used to PokerFraudAlert, now if I say PokerFraud.com, it sounds like it's a site like, where poker fraud is committed rather than being discussed or being prevented. So like it would be weird saying poker fraud radio. I'll tell you, we have a beautiful radio logo that we don't use very much, but it's it's up on the TuneIn app and a few other, I think even on iTunes now. It's this beautiful logo. In fact, it's a much bigger version of it that I could probably post somewhere with the like a satellite over a bunch of buildings in Las Vegas that are kind of like standing on top of the earth as if it's like Las Vegas and uh, has a little on-air flashing thing that goes goes on the show on the site when the show starts. And the very cool graphic was made by one of the listeners. But it, the only mistake on it is it says Poker Fraud Radio. So anyway, PokerFraud.com now belongs to me. I was just messing around with domain names and I just entered PokerFraud.com and I said, PokerFraud.com is available. I was like, what, 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 what? wait, what? <laughs> like, I, I was shocked to see that. I'm sure it's going to say unavailable. So I'm like, okay. So I bought it. So if you go to PokerFraud.com, it's a very sophisticated website. It took me a long, long time to put it together. But if you take a look, you'll see the exciting website I put up there right now. What will the ultimate use of it be? I don't know. Oh, man. (laughs) That's a fucking... That's a letdown. It's it's, uh, straight out of 1994. You could have at least put that picture of Vanessa Russo in a bikini that I sent you. (laughs) You could have at least put that up. That would have been funny if it was just Vanessa Russo and nothing else. It was just like you just go there, it's just Vanessa Russo. Yeah. With no explanation. It's It's just her in a bikini. She'll probably sue you next. Yeah, next day she'll get Greenberg Traurig also. She's in Las Vegas, though. Perfect. Okay, so so I have PokerFraud.com. No idea what I'm going to do with it, but I have it. It was actually owned for some time by David Gzesh. I don't know if that's how you say his name. G-Z-E-C-H. He started True Poker back in 2001. Also was... uh, I don't know if he started or was involved with the Yadahey Network, which True Poker was later part of. That's in more recent years. And he also started 
or was heavily involved with this uh what was that coin thing? Do you remember that that fail version of Bitcoin that they were trying to come up with uh Litecoin? A, a breakout coin. No, a no. Breakout coin. Litecoin, oh, Litecoin, yeah. Litecoin was was a uh, Litecoin is is great compared to breakout coin. <laughs> so Breakout coin was an attempt to be a poker cryptocurrency, and somehow they thought it was going to be legal in the U.S., which was laughable. I, I don't know how David thought this. He's an attorney himself, but uh, it, it went nowhere. So he owned it for some time, and he let it go. I don't know why David acquired PokerFraud.com, but as far as I know, he didn't do anything with it. Here's a really weird thing I found about David Gazesh. Uh, there were some busts in 2012 that were known as Blue Monday. Not as big as Black Friday, but were there. Some various domains were seized of some smaller poker sites, including TruePoker.com. Now, I don't know if David owned TruePoker anymore by that point. But the government eventually auctioned off the domain names they stole. Or should I say seized? <laughs> kind of stall, but they they auctioned off the domains, and of all people, David Gazesh bought TruePoker.com. So people wondered, how is this allowed? So the guy who started True Poker, an illegal online poker site, in two thousand one, whether he still owned it or not, it got seized in two thousand twelve, and then it got bought back. In the auction by the guy who started it in the first place. Does that make any sense? Like, why would they ever have sold it to him? Unless they just didn't know. And what was he going to do with it? Now, if you want to see something even weirder, go to truepoker.com. Go there right now. You'll be very surprised where it takes you. It's not a poker site. Oh... Isn't that weird? I want, I listen. If you're listening right now, whether live or in the archives, try try to go to po- truepoker.com. Stop the show. Go to truepoker.com. This was an online poker site that I played on in 2001 that that existed for many years after that. Then got busted in 2012. The domain got seized. Got bought back by the original founder. Now go to it and see what it is. Truepoker.com. TruePoker.com is also, and I've mentioned this many times before on this show, it's also the only online poker site that I met a girl from that I had sex with. I had sex with a girl from TruePoker.com. No other site, no other poker site. But TruePoker, yes. I wasn't the only one either. That was a very social poker site because of the way it was laid out. So it wasn't good to get like a lot of quick hands in, but... It really was set up in a way that people interact with each other. So there were a number of like relationships that started on there. Mine wasn't a relationship. It was more of like a one weekend stand. But there were actual relationships that started on TruePoker.com. Including there, there was like an older. There's there are two older players. You know, I was in my late twenties at the time. These players were like about twenty years older than me. Late 40s, early 50s, and uh, you know, a guy and girl, they got together. I think they were in like the southeast U.S., and one of them just died. Like, of a heart attack or something. Like, the guy was like 53, he just died, which is kind of weird. Like, one day, someone told I forgot the guy's screen name on there, but someone told me he died, and he really did. 
And then, the, you know, the girl he was with was all depressed, and it was a mess. At first I thought they were joking. So, did you see Matt Glantz's post about the voodoo doll? I didn't. Okay. Matt Glantz, in reference to the $300,000 Super High Roller Bowl, which started uh, two days ago, two or three days ago, whatever, he uh, he posted about how he was going. He 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 got out a voodoo doll of a pink-haired, uh, polyamorous uh, something person. They they seeing if this thing works because this person was second in chips. So of course that was Justin Bonomo. So Matt Glance was trying to stick pins in the Justin Bonomo voodoo doll so he doesn't uh, win the event, and it looked like. For a short time today That uh, the voodoo doll may have been effective Because Justin Bonomo Was on the money bubble They were they were only paying seven spots And he was eighth in chips With eight left So it looked like he would be the stone cold bubble boy Maybe But no They've still only lost one player Hours later And it was Jason Kuhn And Justin Bonomo has now moved up to fourth in chips So it's a very distant fourth So there's, there's kind of like a big clump still sitting at the bottom. But anyway, uh, the, the voodoo doll. As soon as you work. said big clump sitting at the bottom, I just thought of poker go. <laughs> Sorry. So let's see. The, the payouts for this thing, $6 million for first, $3.6 million for second. Of course, it's 300K buy-in. That's why it's such big payouts. $2.4 million for third, $1.8 million for fourth. One point four million for fifth, one one million for sixth, and then uh, six hundred thousand for seventh. So he's guaranteed at least six hundred thousand. Of course, he bought it for three hundred, so you got to subtract three hundred from whatever it was uh, whatever the payout is. That's the profit. But still, I guess the voodoo doll did not work. It's going to be irritating though that for this Jason Kuhn guy to be playing for that type of money and just bubble. <laughs> you bubble, and then the next spot up is six hundred k. Is that insane? So, uh, most of the people in this, I have to imagine, except for the rich businessmen type, I have to imagine they're selling pieces of themselves. I can't imagine many people are buying 300k outright. That's uh, that's not a World Series event, but it's taking place right before the World Series. So, let's see here. In the chat room right now. Snake in the ass says, got a feeling that Kate Hall bricks every tournament this World Series of Poker and quits the game. Well, she didn't do very well last year from what I saw. In fact, she even said so on that failed podcast they did. She's also talked about before that she might quit poker soon. Like she was saying she's not going to do this long term. Of course, that could just be for more attention whoring. So who knows? Lou Father saying in chat, I want lessons from Saw 24, and he wants me to announce this. Saw 24 is uh, another listener to the show and user on the site. Saw 24 wants, uh, he once trolled Seth Polanski, or he, he, he did something to make Seth Polanski respond, and like a big shitstorm started over something Saw 24 said on Twitter. So he was proud of that. I don't blame him. I mean, you, you get a whole. Twitter shitstorm started, especially involving one of the 
World Series of Poker executives. That's something to be proud of. I understand. So, let's see what else we got here. Let's talk about the World Series. Yep. We're, we're, every time I lose an agenda. Every freaking time I lose the agenda at some point. Every time. Here it is. So the World Series, uh, yeah, it began today. They are uh, running two events today. The $565 Casino Employees event, which you can do one re-entry if you bust. But you have to have a valid employee ID or a current pay stub from a casino. And the first open event that's open to everybody at uh, 3 p.m. today, which is now seven hours ago, the 10K Tag Team No Limit Hold'em Championship, where you basically can tag each other out and take turns playing. However, we will take a call first. Caller, you're on the air. I'm looking for Neverwin. You're looking for Neverwin? Yeah. Let me see if I can get him. Hang on. Dustin, it's for you. Come over here. Yeah, it's for you. I, I don't know who it is. Come on over. I'll give him the headset. Hang on. Yeah. What's huh? Yeah, what, what's, what's up? Who is this? I miss you. I, I miss you, too. <laughs> uh, what are you doing? I'm doing whippets. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, um, hey, so who, who, who is this? What the hell did I come back to? Who, who this is, is Hacks. Oh, uh, hey, hey. Um, wh- where'd you get this number? Wh- where'd you get this number? Um, online. Oh. Oh, cool. So, so, uh. Yeah, yeah. I, it doesn't I, sound like you. Uh, I've I've been uh, I've been doing a lot of stuff lately, you know. It's just uh, not quite myself. So, uh, so what's going on? I want to lick your ass. What? I want to lick your ass. Oh well. Um. Yeah, Does you, it still smell good? You can come on over, you know. It's uh, I, I can't ever say no to a good ass looking. You know, I got, what? I got I got a dog that does it for me, but I I'd rather have a person. You know about the dog? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I I just uh, I I. Uh, I would rather you come do it though. You know, the dog's tongue it feels a little like sandpapery. Does it still smell good? Uh my ass or the dog's tongue or both. Yeah. Um, your ass. <laughs> I don't know, I I I I tried to smell it but I can't bend down that far. You know, it's a little tough. Oh. Wait, uh, hang on, hang on here. This, this other guy wants to talk here. Okay. Oh, hey, hey. So, um, um, so, so you're this is hacks. Yeah. I, I see. I, I remember you posted on Neverwin Poker, but where did you get this number for uh, to call Dustin? 
Like, where would you have found um, this? You have it posted online. To, to reach Neverwin? I'm just looking for him. Oh. But why would you think this is where Neverwin is? I'm just kind of why confused. Not? Well, why not? You, wouldn't you think if you call an unrelated site to Neverwin that he wouldn't be there? Mm, there's a chance, right? <laughs> I have to imagine. If you don't try, you can't win. I have to imagine that Neverwin put you up to this call. Is that true? Neverwin put me up to the call? Yeah, I think so. Is that true? Why? Well, first of all, I'm hearing the radio in the background. So you got to turn that off. Uh, I have the volume on, sorry. Okay. So did Neverwin really have you make this call? No. So if, if he did, you should have him call, and we want to hear from him. I'm looking for him. I don't know where he is. Okay. So now just for the listener here, you were uh, you once went out with Neverwin like uh, years ago, right? Sure. Well, you did, right? I can't confirm or deny it, but yeah. can't confirm or deny it, yeah. He's he's talked about this before on on Neverwin Poker. He talked about how he went out with you and uh, about how he licked his ass and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, he's very big I'm into aware. that. He, we I had this discussion with him before. I I, I know. I, I, I don't know why I had this. Well, do you know who I am? Um, you are Jen. Well, close enough. At least he didn't say Mycon. So. At least what? I, at least he didn't say Mycon. At least he didn't say Mycon. So, right. Mycon and I, we don't get along anymore. Yeah. So, so anyway, okay. We had this discussion before, and I, I told Neverwin, right. I said, I, I can't understand what you like about this. I, first of all, I'm, I'm surprised you can even get girls to do this. I told him, and second, even if you can, I. Like if I could, I wouldn't want a girl to do that to me. I just, I just don't see an appeal in doing that. But he, he's really into the ass licking stuff. Like he's really into. Like, I know he is. Yeah, like he's super into this. So I, that's a big thing to him. And I, I yeah, I'm, I'm it's surprised. Very important for him in looking for a woman. Yes, it actually is. We're not even kidding. It's like his number one um, qualifier. <laughs> and I don't. Why I don't, are you laughing? It's true. It's just funny. I don't know how he got so into that, but I. I, I can't even see, like, to me, it just would feel like it's uh, just kind of uncomfortable. I wouldn't, and not only that, I'd be kind of self-conscious because it just, I don't know, it, it just, it's something that I, it seems kind of gross to me to, to even do. So even if it's someone doing it to you me. You have to enjoy the smell. You you have to, but how can you? Like, that's what I'm. It smells good. Okay. I I can't imagine that, but all right. Everybody has their own opinion. You know, I know dogs uh, sniff each other's ass all the time, so they they think it smells good, so. I mean, there must right. be, so it's it's possible, but uh, you, have you have you tried it? No, but but I I can't see. Well, how you I, should try it. You shouldn't knock it until you try it. Well, you're saying I should try uh, licking myself, or have someone lick mine? <laughs> have someone lick yours, licking somebody else's. Not never wins, obviously. Okay. I don't. I mean, I can't imagine like two guys doing it. I mean, I'm sure there are. Yeah, I'm sure there are. Yeah, here. Like my gun, but. Um, here we we have another we have another call. This is such a bizarre call here. Uh, call call you're on the air. Yeah, okay. Tom Dwan there. Yeah, Tom Dwan. He he'll be on later. You you can reach him then one step. I I. Who was that? No, who you looking for? I have to I have to agree with her about the ass looking part though. So so you like it too? Or you like uh, doing not, it? Not not the. Not the licking, the biting. Yes, not the licking, though. Oh boy! So, so now, but now this guy, uh, one step here. He actually does this to guys, though, not to girls, right? 
of both. Of oh, both. Okay. Okay. So, so yeah. now, now, do you but, do you like doing it, or do you like having it done to you? Uh, doing it. Okay. I I can't believe that we've transitioned to this subject. Like, uh, well, we, the problem yeah. is, Druff, If you want to have anyone lick your ass, first you got to cut that bush back, man. <laughs> can I? Can I ask? Can oh, I ask yeah, does this, uh, does this girl live in, in Las Vegas? No. She doesn't live in Las Vegas. No. Oh, okay. That sucks. <laughs> Why? You want to you want to go meet her? Uh, I was gonna be I'm gonna be down there in two weeks. But so. I thought I thought you're in Vegas to meet guys, not girls. I, I'm 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 there to fuck. That's pretty much it. I know, but it should, I, I think it's probably easier to find a guy to do that. Yeah, but it's like you know, you, it's easier to find um, vanilla than mint chocolate chip, but. They're still both great ice creams. I see. Well, uh, so so. Uh, wait a minute, wait. A girl's ass tastes like mint chocolate chip. <laughs> I was going to say, how did we go I got, to? I got to try ice this cream stuff. flavors. What about peanut butter or chocolate? Do you think on oh, the, that's, that's, you think on the two plus two podcast they've ever had this discussion? You think Adam Schwartz has ever brought the subject up on uh, two plus two? Uh, he's probably thought about it, but. You, th- you think any um, you think any poker shows in the past besides what about uh, butter pecan besides like, everyone poker radio and donk you think any except for the ones I've been associated with you think any other poker show has ever talked about the subject ever I don't think so so uh, um, well you're innovating but I mean so Drew you've so never had wanted, a girl lick your I, ass no what? no I've never had it in fact let me tell you about a, a I would like genocide ass really okay I'll, I'll give her the so message. Would I. I'll give you so the message. You? Well, you know, you, you had your chance, maybe, because, uh, you know, she dated uh, Neverwin for a while. I know. That's why. I, that's actually the reason I was trying to find him. Why? About, about genocide? Yeah. Can, can you ask this girl if, if she's met or approached Tom Dwan or Tony Dunst? Well, she can hear you. So have you, have you, have you ever met uh, Tom Dwan or, or Tony Dunst? You're being real rude. Uh-oh, she's saying you're being rude. It's a good point being raised here, though. So so what did you want to hear about genocide? Like, why, why were you calling him about genocide? Because I wanted to lick her ass, but I don't think you'll let me because you're real rude. So here's the only problem. I don't really have anything against licking ass. But there, but there just <laughs> seems about, to what be... What about biting ass? No, no, but it just seems like there are so many other more enjoyable things you could do. You know, I don't necessarily have anything against it, but you know. Yeah, well, I, I don't know. This this is such a strange call. I, I have to imagine that uh, Hacks here, who is a real person, like we've I'm familiar with who she is. I've never met her before, but I remember her from uh, another forum. Where does she live? Uh, she she lives by where uh, Neverwind lives now. What does her ass smell like? Uh, I wish I could tell you. I've never met her. If if, if I if I do meet. If I do meet her, I'll, if I if I no, she's not in California. If I if I do meet her, she's not close to me. But if I do meet her at some point, then I, I will investigate what it smells like. But uh, you guys ever seen those Japanese game shows where they they put someone's face up to like a little hole? They don't let them see what's and in there. And they say, "Guess what the smell?" Yeah, and there's and a lot of times there's an ass. There. Yeah. Right. Do you think you could identify Neverwin's ass if that was the one Absolutely. that was you would know it anyway. <laughs> Absolutely in a heartbeat. So he's got like he's got like a very unique ass print, like an ass smell that you just would know yes. it anywhere. Wow. Yes, absolutely. How did we Neverwin, should put this to the test. Yeah, how did Neverwin even find you in the first place? Like where did you meet him? 
where did I meet him? I met him, um, <laughs> I met him in <laughs> an AOL chat room in 98. Wow, I never knew that. I, I, I knew that uh, you two had some involvement. I had no idea he chatted on AOL. That's interesting. So, so he met you uh, almost 20 years ago on an AOL chat room, and then what? Like he went and met in person, and and uh, was was he just lucky? Like did you discuss the ass stuff on on AOL, or he just was lucky in person that you were into it too? Um, I don't know. Can you describe the smell? Like, what is the smell of Neverwinter? It's, it's spicy. Spicy, like jalapeno. Yeah. But is it is it like a sharp jalapeno spice, or is it like a black oh, pepper I'm spice? Vomit. Or... No, sir, I'm, I'm genuinely curious. Like, what kind of spice is it? Like a chili? Like a chili lime ass? Or... It's like a sweet chili. Oh, a sweet so chili? So you live in Chicago. It's like a sweet, spicy chili, like the Doritos. So he's You're got a Chicago. Dorito ass? Huh? Are you from Chicago? Um, Yeah. <laughs> it appears okay. to be. It appears. That's, it appears that's that's where she is. I'm going to be. I'm going to be in uh, Chicago in the beginning of August. Jeez, one step. I mean, um, you, you ever heard? You step, ever you heard gotta... of the festival of Lollapalooza? Listen, listen. One step. I've never heard of Lollapalooza. What's that? What do you think? I live under <laughs> a bridge. <laughs> listen, one, one step. I, I'm feeling. You can identify here. Neverwin by the smell of his ass. Of course, he knows what fucking Lollapalooza. No, I, I'm feeling is. uncomfortable. This. <laughs> I'm in a twilight zone here where one step is, is hitting on a girl, and I feel uncomfortable here. It just it feels like something is wrong with the universe if one step is here trying very hard to get a girl to meet him. It just it just doesn't seem right. No, listen, if, if you want to get into Law of for free, uh, we can meet up and we can hang out. That's all. How are you going to get her in for free? Mm-hmm. That's, you, you let me worry about that. Too. Oh, boy. He's probably going to sneak you in. You're going to both are you get a ticket broker? No, he's, he's more like a sneak-in broker. Um, yeah, I only did ticket brokers now. Oh, okay. Well, oh, you only did, oh, okay. you're out of luck. You're out of luck one step. She has her you, sta- a girl has her standards. Do you, do you smell their ass for tickets or did you, did you give it to you? No, I only smell Neverwinter. Yeah, I, I think, I think unfortunately, everybody, every ass on earth has a tough act to follow with Neverwin. I think Neverwin, uh. Sweet chili! He sets the, he sets the, um, the tone. Yeah, he, he set the standard there for, for, yeah, but I think it's Ice Watch 275. New, I heard so, that he's going to be, like, texting a scent. He'll, he'll be he what? text a scent. He's going to text it? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense, but all right. He, he it's can... like the new kind of email or something. I don't know. <laughs> Snap a smell, like Snapchat. You could snip. tap a whiff. Well, you know, there's, there was talk for many years about uh, eventually the invention of smell a vision which is a television that where you can smell things it still hasn't happened yeah. but uh the problem is you can't just transmit smells in the same way that you can transmit light and sound but uh there there could be the ability for a, a television to reproduce smells if it's built into the tv to do so so uh, maybe... when he lived in when he lived in la and in vegas he used to like wipe his ass on a piece of tissue and then mail it to me in the mail and then I would get his <laughs> Oh, God. Wow. I can't oh, believe God. this. This is insane. The sad thing is I, I think she's actually telling the truth. That's the sad thing. Ask Graham. Ask Graham. Imagine being the postman yeah. carrying that letter. Jeez. <laughs> wouldn't that be considered like a toxic <laughs> substance? I mean, wouldn't, wouldn't have, you have to have check... Have you smelled the... any other asses that have very distinct smells? Because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like most asses just smell like ass. 
to yeah, me. Yeah, that's that's why I think it wouldn't be good. That's why that's why I would I can't see how someone would like that smell. To me, it just seems disgusting. Well, I don't want to smell other asses. Well, this this ass sounds very spectacular, Druff. Well, you're you're saying yeah, I, I don't are. think this is just any ass. If it smells like sweet chili Dorito, I mean that's something. Was it? Sorry, are you saying? Hold on, are you are you saying? Or doesn't really matter the shape of of it as well. It smells so good. I, I think yeah, she's saying she doesn't. She, yeah, but she doesn't know why. Matter. I don't think. I don't think she knows why. She just knows how it smells and she likes it. I think she. But have you smelled any other asses that have nice smell, or just his? Is it his the only one? I know why. Okay. I know why. Okay. okay. Let's hear it. Uh, okay. What does that mean? It means it smells like. I don't know how to describe he, it. He uses a bidet. Is that the reason why? Why? Well, no, one step. Are you, are you trying to re, uh, reproduce this? You trying to? Uh... Yeah. No, yeah. I know. I, I've I've never seen never wins ass. Thank God. But I squat two seventy five, and I can tell you for a fact that I have a better ass than he does. Okay, so listen, listen. Just I, I, putting putting that out there. I don't know the smell wise, but in terms of physical appearance, I can. Well, as, as long as we're bragging, I mean, I can't compete with the the spicy chili. But I did have a girl tell me my ass smelled like Febreze one time. <laughs> there was a there was a sheet that was stuck in my crack, but still, oh. it gave it that nice fresh open breeze smell. You know. You know, I, I was actually once told that my ass smells like the Snuggle Bear. <laughs> A snuggle bear? Yeah, you know, the snuggle bear for snuggle fabric softener? Wait, 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 wait. So who was close enough to your ass to, to be able to smell a snuggle bear, Drew? Uh, it was, uh, that's not important. It's just, uh... Well, if someone was that close, they might have licked it. No, no. It was Benjamin's mother. No, no. Don't, don't, don't say such things about her. Okay. Listen to this. She's even laughing. She doesn't even know who that is. I'm laughing because I, I thought that... that when you laughed before, it sounded like an audience, and then I realized it was a soundbite. <laughs> oh, you thought there was a giant audience here? I thought there was a real audience. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> oh, you're you're a real sharp one there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there it is again. <laughs> there, there is. There's a large studio audience here, right? In the, right over here. They. Were, I believe uh, you. They, they are. Uh, Riveted by every word that's so, being spoken. Let me ask you another question. So you've licked his me? ass before. Yeah, you've licked his ass. Yeah. Have you penetrated his ass? Uh-oh. With, either with your yeah. tongue or your finger or strap on. You, what about your finger? Yeah. Have right. you put a strap on on and just fucked the shit out of him? No. <laughs> no, they've never done that. I, I hope people don't have this on in public in any way or, or the, the kids can't hear this show because this is uh, – we've, we've – very quickly gone from just a, a PG-rated poker discussion into X-rated territory here. Druff, can yeah, me and this girl play for the hotel uh, things, the hotel night? No, that's we, we, the I'm, not, I'm not rigging the contest for you two. We're breaking. No, I'm not rigging it. I'm not. I'm not rigging. Part of the contest is being the proper caller to be the but contestant. I'm, I'm, but I'm not the only one that's actually going to be using this hotel room in two weeks. You know, I think what you're going to do with that hotel room is going to be an affront to the person who donated it. I think if they knew what you're going to do with it, they'd, they'd exclude you. I'm not excluding you. Oh, I'm, just, I'm just saying I think they would exclude you if they knew. So. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. That's that just seems my unfair. Guess. That's just my guess. 
How do we get Neverwin on the phone? I, I don't know. How do we? I, I don't. The, the Neverwin you spoke to before was was a fake Neverwin. I I thought so. Yeah, I I have to confess it was it was me. Sweetheart, do you want me to to mail Sweet, you? Uh, sweetheart, toilet paper. Sweetheart. Do you want me to mail you my toilet paper? Too? Come on, you know, stop trying to steal uh, Neverwin's ass girls here. Come on now. <laughs> I am his ass girl. That's the point. He's he's trying to steal you from Neverwin. He's trying to. I get, was. He's he's trying to get your his ass into your face, and I don't think that's right. And don't send your turd blossoms via U.S. Postal Service. Yeah, okay? can you imagine what the drug sniffing <laughs> dogs are going to do when they find that? <laughs> So, do you do you know since you live in Chicago? Do you know Stan's Donuts? Yeah. Have you ever been there? Yeah. So what's the okay. point? Of, what's the point you're, of that questioning? Come on. Have you have you ever had the Nutella donut, the chocolate one? All right. All right. I've heard enough. I I, no. I, I, I got rid of one step. I, I don't I don't even like this line of questioning. It, it, it it's it's pointless. Like. I don't know where he's going with it. It's it's not making good radio. He can call back well, later if he wants to be. He's on also it. he's also getting shot down. So well, I know. You know it's, it's, it's so clear. He's trying so hard to get uh, Neverwin's uh, sloppy seconds here, and it's not it's not even working. <laughs> you know, it's it's not working. <laughs> Look, well, a girl's got to have standards. She'll lick Neverwin's ass, but she ain't gonna hang out with one step. Okay? You know, I'll, I'll tell you. I, I spent I spent time in chat rooms as well. What what does that sound? What sound? It's weird sound in the background. In my background? I don't know whose background. Yeah, I heard it too. That's you. Yeah, what is that? I'm not. What is that? There's a sounder. <laughs> what is it? I don't know. Okay. I, I spent some time in chat rooms, even around 1998. I think I know that sound, bro. I think right. it's anal beads being pulled out. <laughs> they make the very distinctive sound. That's probably true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, probably. So, but in my time in chat rooms, and I, I talked to a number of girls who've had uh, you know, surprising uh, fetishes and desires, but I don't. I never ran into one who liked licking ass. Never in all my time. So you're you're really unique. She didn't say she liked it in general. She said, that I, she, "Yeah, I don't like it in general. I like, I like." She likes a sweet chili ass. Yeah, well, a sweet chili ass. So, when was the last time you did this to Neverwind? Though it's been many years, right? Um, last time, like a year ago. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I did not know that. So that's maybe uh, less. No, I thought I thought this stopped like. Eight, mo- eight months ago. I thought this stopped like 10, 15 years ago. So everyone has, uh, he's returned to Neverwin's the past. Everyone's ass caused me or helped me divorce my husband. Okay, I got to hear this story. What, what do you want to know? Well, it's not very common that someone's ass makes someone else I get a divorce. I cheated on my husband with Neverwin's ass. When was this? Like a few Whatever. Years, like a few or years Neverwin's ago? cock and ass. Huh? You catch your wife licking some guy's ass, yeah, that's probably how it's going to end up. Yeah, yeah, the divorce papers filed the next day. So when yeah. was this? When, when yeah. did when did uh, your husband find out about this occurring? Um, 2013. Really? So, so how did your husband catch that this was occurring? Did he uh, find text messages or did uh, did he hear you? Open the mail. Um, he yeah. found the hotel room key in my coat. 
Uh, did he go into the hotel room, or he just asked what was that about? No, because I was already home. Uh, and then you just said, okay, well, um, someone, I had to meet up with someone. No, that... and then Neverwind's cousin told my husband, because we were all friends. Uh, that's not good. Did you tell your husband, like, look, uh, you know, it's nothing personal, but uh, sometimes a girl yeah, has he to, knows. sometimes a girl has to get uh, asked that you just can't get at yeah. home. <laughs> you know. your, your ex-husband what does what does his ass smell like oh i would never smell it <laughs> oh really really that's that's that really sucks of all of all people to be married to someone married to you at least could hang their hat on the belief that you would smell their ass but he, he marries you and you don't even do that for him no wonder you got a divorce yeah wow so so never when he came back to chicago and uh, he busted up a marriage. And are, yeah. <laughs> now, are you are you ha- are you happy about this? Was was the marriage in trouble anyway? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, there's actually a, in, in Chicago. There's a guy named uh, Larry Laffer who listens to this show, and uh, he could meet yeah. up with you. I, I don't know. I don't know if you mind. Yeah, tr- but Larry, he only likes dudes, Druff. <laughs> I don't know if you mind. Uh, sh- I, I don't know if you mind shorter guys. But how, how tall are you? Uh, five three. Oh, I, th- I think you're around the same height as Larry. I think this could. Oh, uh, he's too short. Okay, you w- you wouldn't date a guy who's five three. No. Okay. Well, I tried Larry. I don't know Larry's exact height. I think it is around like five three, five four, or something. Is he Asian? No, he's white. Yeah. It's kind of like a a jockey. Yeah. You ever licked a jockey's no. ass? <laughs> no, I've only licked one ass. Only one ass your entire life. Yeah, I will only lick one ass. Boy, Neverwind just, you know, the amazing thing is it's not just this girl. He's gotten multiple girls to do this for him. He just, it's almost like he hypnotizes them into liking his, licking his ass. It's so strange. I, I, at the time, I didn't understand. Not only that, Neverwind influences other people, too. I had this really weird conversation. You think? Wait, you think he does? Listen, I had this weird conversation. I think it was about, uh, a lot of years ago now, probably eight years ago or so, but I, I had a weird conversation. I remember being in Las Vegas. I was on the phone with Neverwin, with Brad L, and and with Mark Newhouse, and with this other girl named uh, Peachymer. Do you remember Peachymer? Do you know anything about Peachymer? Okay, well, anyway, they were all on the phone with me, and Neverwin, of course, brought up the ass-licking thing. So I started saying that you know I, I still don't understand it. I don't. I, I wouldn't like it. And so Peachy Mer starts saying, "What you wouldn't like getting your ass licked?" So she started questioning that I wouldn't like it. And then Brad L and, and Newhouse joined in, and they were telling me that that I'm crazy not to like it. And they, like they were all bullying me because I didn't like having my ass licked. I, I was like the the outcast <laughs> there. I was the outcast because you were I, the minority in that in that group. That they, all of them were into the ass licking thing, and I just felt like such a freak for not liking it. So it was weird. I hung up the phone saying, did this conversation really just happen? And were they just trolling me? I, I, I still don't know. It's possible. I mean, I know everyone was serious, but I don't know if uh, if Brad L. and, uh, and uh, Mark Newhouse were serious or, or what was going on there. But uh, I still think you should at least try it before you say you don't like it. <laughs> well, if I go to Chicago, maybe I'll give it, uh, give it a whirl. It doesn't just happen in Chicago. Maybe maybe I need to get a list. Does from, that stump you? 
No, I, I, I need to I need to get a list from Neverwind then for, of girls who are willing to do it, and then I need to go to work on them. Oh, uh, so you do know where to find him? I oh, I can find him on Facebook. I don't have his phone number. Yeah, I saw you wrote on his Facebook. Ah, see, okay. So yes, I, I write on his Facebook occasionally. I, I I can message him any time. I can tell him you're looking for him. Hmm. Okay. But I mean, you, you, how do you not know where to find him? You just licked his ass eight months ago. Mm. What happened? I don't know where he is. No, but don't you have his phone number? Uh, I, I would think you have more ways to contact him than me, given that uh, you've been a lot closer to parts of him than I ever have been. And, uh, it was, <laughs> to parts of him? And it was in the last uh, year you did it. So, I, I And you're in the same city. I would think you'd be able to find him much more easily than me. I, I can only do it through Facebook. <laughs> I can do it through Askbook. <laughs> that would be a great invention. You, you, right? should start, you should start Askbook. Let's see. If, let's see if that's even available right now. Askbook.com. I bet. I bet it's taken. I bet it's taken. Askbook.com. And then you could sign up and pay with Bitcoin. If it's if it's not, I'm going to register it. Askbook.com. Let's see. Is it taken? Yeah, of course, it's taken. Yeah. All, every, everything good is taken. So, are you looking for Neverwind because you want to? Uh... Dip your nacho in his sweet little chili ass? Is no, it was, it? it was something about genocide. Like she, I, I don't know. Is it really about genocide or are you just kidding? Me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I want to find um, genocide. And I want to find Nikki 22. Okay. I, I, I feel like I'm in the twilight zone here. Uh, th- thank Why? You, th- thank you, Hacks, for calling. We've got to, we've got to move on with the show, but uh, we'll, uh, I'll, I'll let everyone know you're looking. He'll, he's that. You're looking for him, and uh, I'm sure that a, a reunion. I'm of not sorts. looking for him. Then who are you looking for? Looking for his ass. Okay, I'll let him know that his ass is being paged to thank somewhere you. else in the Greater Chicago it. area. Okay, thank you. That's a weird call. Wow, it's his ass is like crystal meth. You know, I, you I can't, can't get enough. I, I can't believe we spent so much time on this. <laughs> Man, that was rough, though. That was rough, hearing One Step get shot down by the girl who licks ass, you know? This whole thing was so weird. Uh, Real Talk in the chat said, uh, LOL, Druff is so tilted by any noise. Real Talk, you have no idea. He's talking about the noise in the background. You have no idea. Um, I This goes way back to when I was a teenager. I I hated when I would call people and there would be noise in the background. I, I hated it. I want. I, I felt it was distracting. I felt that they couldn't listen to the conversation. I felt that I couldn't talk without hearing that, and it was bothering me. And I would, I would demand that people would have to, yeah, silence everything in the background. No loud TVs. No music. And uh, I even had girls I talked to then as a teenager that I actually uh, stopped talking to because they'd play music in the background when we were talking. and They'd refuse to stop. And I'd say I couldn't stand it, and I'd demand they turn it off, and they wouldn't agree, and then uh, we'd go our separate ways. So I, I have uh, carried this on to radio 30 years later. And uh, now, now I have an excuse on radio, though, because it's bad. F- I, I have to imagine for the listener it's annoying to hear weird stuff in the background. So I want to say OCD. I actually don't have OCD, but it, maybe it's just about this I have OCD. Disposition you, saying you're, you're making me want to just sit, make all sorts of weird noises. I know. I, that's I'm afraid. I was afraid of mentioning it. You're making me want to troll the shit out of you. 
And you know, now Flipper Fair is saying Druff demands full attention on him. You know, that's I can understand how it sounds that way, but it's not really about that because I also want like on those phone calls I was talking about, which is like me talking to a girl or whatever. I would also want to give full attention to them. So I, just, I like I was happy to listen to them talk to me, but I, I wanted no sound in the background while it was going on. So if this girl was licking your ass and she was making you know some kind of noise with her feet, you'd be like, whoa, 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 hey, stop. Yeah, stop, stop, I'd stop, say no more. It's got to stop. I don't care if my ass smells better than never wins. You have to either stop that or go. Wow. Yeah. So... Yeah, that was a weird call. I, I still have to guess that Neverwin put her up to it. Um, I still have to guess that there's some kind of prescription or non-prescription substance involved. Yes, very possible. She did show up on Neverwin. I know who this is. I, I don't think I've seen a picture of her, but she showed up on Neverwin Poker and used to post occasionally, usually about Neverwin in his ass. And she was real. Like, this is a real girl that Neverwin really did date about 20 years ago. So, I don't I don't know uh, what she looks like. Uh, perhaps I would have rather seen the '98 uh, version of her than the 2017 version, but maybe not. Maybe some people actually improve over time occasionally. Mm. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't the, the, know. The point is, though, she still likes looking ass after 19 years. So that's kind of like wine druff. At some point, they all turn to vinegar. You yeah. Know? Uh, it's also very hard to predict uh you know who's going to turn into vinegar first i've i've mentioned this before i think i've gone back and looked at uh ex-girlfriends or other girls i dated for many many years ago and like on facebook and and some look surprisingly good right now that i would have never guessed would still look this good and uh and some don't so you never know but i, I wonder what looking ass does as far as preserving you does this uh Allow you to age better? Probably gives you bad breath. <laughs> I think Man. the story about her husband is... I bet that part's probably true, too. It, who the fuck knows? Like, imagine if, if you find... So first you, like, a hotel room key falls out of your wife's pocket. And you're like, oh, crap. You know, you see that, you know something is wrong. Okay. So, of course, you know she's been cheating on you. But then what if you find out the detail at that point that it wasn't just, like, the standard going to a hotel room and having sex with another dude, that it's actually her going to a hotel room to lick someone's ass. Like, how do you feel at that point? Do you, do you feel better, worse? Like, a... Mostly I'd be annoyed if she didn't do it to me. <laughs> Honestly, yes. even if I didn't want it, it would annoy me. Whoa, yeah, wait a minute. Yeah how, come this, I mean? yeah, how come this never came up in all these years? Exactly. Like, even, like, you're, you're professing to not want it, but I'll tell you what, like, if your uh, your girlfriend left you, and she was licking some guy's ass. You'd be like, "Well, what about me? Yeah. How, we were together that long. You never did it to me. Yeah, you know. Yeah, why not even ask? At least, at least, at least offer it. It's like it's like a, it's like a party that you would not have gone to if you were invited to it, but then you're mad that no one invited you. All right, I, that's a segment we did not expect on this show, but we always have. Well, they say, Druff, that happiness. Is your current life situation minus your expectations, right? So you were fine with your life and you were happy until you found, until you expected that you would get your ass licked because this other guy did. Yeah, right. 
True. By the way, I think I think Neverwin missed his calling when he chose a screen name. I know Neverwin is supposed to be a joke, like he never wins at poker, but. I think uh, he could have chosen a very similar screen name that would have been more appropriate. His name should have been Never Wipe. <laughs> just change a few letters. He just had to do it, huh? It's, it's, well, I mean, I... Nobody's ass smells like sweet chili. No, I, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> but I, I've heard other, of other girls that have done this. Like, like if a girl refuses to do this for him, he breaks up. I, I just can't imagine... Well, I mean, I could, I could definitely see it happening. You know, I could see the it girl happening. may even not really want to do it, but she'd be like, "All right, that's what you really want," you know. Yeah, I guess. All righty. So let's go back to the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great segue, Trev. Just eat, just fucking ease right out of that conversation. <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah, so anyway, as I was saying before this started, I don't even know where we were, but the World Series began the first open event at 3 p.m., a 10K tag team event. The first event that uh, is going to be played, the first open event that's going to be played by a fairly large number of people will be the $1,500 Omaha High-Low 8 or Better event, also known as 08. I played this event last year. We discussed this a bit earlier in the show. Calwatch played it in the past too. Brandon will be playing tomorrow. You can look for Brandon at the event tomorrow. He will be playing 08. Hopefully, he'll fare better than last year where he ran awful. And I actually I, I cashed in that one. Oh, you did. The last time I played that event, I cashed yeah, in it. Good. It wasn't much above a min cash, but yeah. So, so uh, this is if you're an Omaha eight player and you're at least like semi competent at it. You should play this event, provided you have the bankroll for it. It's $1,500. I can tell you there's a lot of people in this event that don't know what they're doing. So <laughs> Yeah, that is for sure. So uh, there, there are even a lot of pros who are just like no-limit players. And right. They're just like, ah, fuck it, I'll splash around. Right. So there's, a, there's of course, there's, there's going to be some good OA players in the field, but uh, the value in events like this is the fairly large number of people who are dead money and don't know what they're doing. And uh, now you may get crushed by these people because you yeah. do have to. You do have to get cards. You do have to hit flops. So uh, well, that's that's the rough part about it. <clears throat> is there there is a lot of dead money there, but you know you run into it, and and some of these guys just have no idea what they're doing. Just like steamroll you and plow all over you, and you know there's just no shot in hell that these guys are ever cashing. Mm-hmm. So you can just kind of wait around to see who who they're going to donate the money to. You know. <laughs> Yeah, you just got you got to be on the the right timing on that, you know. Yeah, so that's that's tomorrow. And then then I, I, an event that I bet a lot of people might be playing who are listening to this show is the next day. That is Colossus. Colossus has a lot of starting flights. It has six starting flights, and these range from Friday, June second, through Sunday, June fourth. It's a five hundred sixty-five dollar buy-in. A very popular event. Um, they, they've changed it a little bit to where it's, uh, the, the registration is more fair than it was last year when it was a clusterfuck as expected, but, uh, you can actually play both. You can play the 08 on uh, June 1st and then depending on how far you get, then there's plenty of days to still register for Colossus. There's six flights of Colossus. Now, if you want to post to Poker Fraud Alert, 
you can do so without even having a forum account. If you want to post updates through your Twitter of your World Series play, such as your chip counts or things that are happening at the table or things you're observing, whatever. You can post with a hashtag, and you don't need to be following anyone anywhere on Twitter. You can make a new Twitter account that nobody follows. Nobody follows you. You don't follow them. And you could do nothing but just tweet with these hashtags, and Poker Fraud Alert will find it and pick it up. So anywhere on Twitter these hashtags are used, then the post will be made in the appropriate thread. The hashtag, as it has been for the last several years, is hashtag PFA, like Poker Fraudler, PFA, and then the two-digit event number. What if it's like event four or five, and you put a zero in front of it? So like, if you wanted to tweet about your chips in tomorrow's Omaha 8 or better, which is event number four, you would uh, put, uh, hey, just crushed a big fish. Scooped a big pot against him Up to 10,000 chips And then you put at the end Hashtag PFA04 And then that exact Post Will be made on Poker Fraud Alert's World Series of Poker Forum In the Omaha 8 or better thread There will be a thread For several World Series events I say several because Since there's 71 or so events Whatever it is, 70 something events I'm not going to make 71 threads because most of you are not playing. 74. 74. So most of you are not playing most events there. So it'll be a waste of my time to create the thread for each of them and the associated uh, functionality to capture the Twitter posts for each one. So I'm not going to do it. I'm only going to do it for the ones I'm playing, for the ones Brandon is playing, for the ones that anyone else on Poker Fraud Alert is playing and is going to tweet about. So if you are going to tweet about them, just text me, 775-372-8355, 775-372-8355. Tell me what event number you're playing, only if you're planning to text or, or to tweet uh, information about that event with a PFA hashtag. So it's be hashtag PFA and then the two-digit event number. And if it's event number uh, one through nine, it would be zero and then the number. So, you know, zero five, zero nine, whatever. And as long as there's a thread created by me to do this for each event, then it'll automatically post there. So look at the World Series forum. Right now I haven't done any of them, but I'm going to do a bunch tonight after the show. And if you don't see the thread for your event up there, just text me and I will create it for you. You don't have to be a forum poster. Just being a radio listener is enough. By the way, I do have a way to suppress certain people from tweeting. I once had someone attempting to troll, someone who was banned to try to troll through these tweets. And they didn't realize that I very quickly uh, put in a mechanism to ignore their tweets. So I can do that. Just in case anyone here has any funny ideas. But but honestly, don't troll those threads because it's... Uh, it's it's just fun for people to read to so they can see how everyone's doing who is associated with the show, listens to the show, whatever. The first event I'm going to play, and by the way, I will make threads for the Omaha and the Colossus. Those those I will. The uh, the next one after that, uh, that will probably be the uh, as far as threads I'll create will probably be the 
Limit Hold'em that I'll be playing all the way up on uh, on June. Or maybe I'll make it for the Millionaire Maker 2. But uh, my first event is the Limit Hold'em on June 12th at 3 p.m. 1500 Limit Hold'em, and I will go from there. I have decided to play the marathon. As much as I've not been marathon, I wish I could play the marathon. It's it's bad. It's badly timed. I've decided to play the giant. Oh God! The three hundred sixty-five dollars. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. The marathon. You're like, okay, whatever. That sounds reasonable. And I go, I'm playing the giant. You're like, oh God! See, I made fun of the giant so much, and honestly, it's like the equivalent of like a sixty-dollar buy-in back in uh, nineteen seventy-one when the World Series started. But despite that, because the whole thing pretty much concludes. In a day. Hey, Druff, if you take down the giant, like let's say you, you get first place, you get the bracelet, <laughs> and you get all that money, take half of it and use it to fucking <laughs> hire an awesome lawyer. <laughs> Seriously. You totally should do it. That's funny. Like if you if you have a massive score this summer, like now, right now, mentally just mark off some of that money to just go to a lawyer. <laughs> like it's not even yours. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things that you know. You're when you're 80 and you're like sitting in your rocking chair, you'll be like, <laughs> you'll be thinking back to that time you stuck it to Mason, and you'll be laughing. Now, by the way, speaking of that, if anybody sees anything from Poker Fraud Alert that was posted over there, oh boy, please let me know because the the streak. Well, goes... they they banned you though, right? Haven't they? Well, no, no, no. I, but, but no, the Poker Fraud Alert uh, links. I'm saying people have, have copied things occasionally over there. I just, uh, I, I, I can't find it. Links get censored out, don't they? No, they don't. Believe it or not. Wow. Yeah, I thought they did. I'm shocked they're not, but they're not censored out. But if if you see any content from Poker Fraud Alert, copy paste it over there. Normally, I'd be totally fine with that, but because of what they're doing to me, then the street goes two ways. I will ask them to remove it. So anyway, the Giant, which takes place every Friday starting June 9th. That's that Orleans tournament, right? <laughs> Pretty much. At 7 p.m. <laughs> well, it sounds like when it's at 7 p.m. too. Isn't that weird? There you go. It starts at 7 p.m. on Friday on the 9th, 16th, 23rd, 30th, and 7th. And then day two is the 8th of July. So there's five starting flights, but they're separated by a week. I just I decided on June 30th I'm going to do that uh, D flight, just just for fun. I'm not selling pieces of it. If you own pieces of me and I and I win the bracelet, then I'm sorry to tell you, but you don't own any of it. And uh, no matter how I did in my other events, for this one you will get zero point zero. And and the reason is very simple. I'm it's 365 dollar buy in. I'm not selling pieces of that. That's insane. I want 1.3 percent. <laughs> You sent me four dollars. Yep. So, yeah. So I'm not selling anything. It's just uh, because day one it, you get through it so fast, and by there, by the time you're done with day one, there's like barely anyone left. So you you really are to meaningful money by that point. Like what I didn't want is to play several days and then cash five hundred dollars. But it, it this it turns out it's a very fast structure. So it'll just be like a for fun thing I'm doing. And yeah, if I'm not in the mood, I won't do it. But. At the moment, it's tentatively scheduled for uh, June 30th for me at 7 p.m., the giant. So, Anyway, uh, I want to talk about a really weird bet 
involving the World Series by Daniel Negreanu. Now, last year, Jason Mercier made a bet at 200 to 1 odds with Vanessa Selbst that he could win three bracelets. And she that was that was amazing. And she thought, oh, I'm getting the best of this here, and so she bet ten thousand dollars for him to win uh, two million. Didn't she just make a bet like that earlier too, though? Yeah, it was somebody else too. Yeah, yeah. There was something where you know it wasn't a one-off. You know, yeah, she did too. Like, oh, right. she drunk, but she booked a, a very similar bet at ridiculous odds with some other guy. Yeah, so she did that, and then. Later on, she thought better of it. She said, wait a minute, you know, Mercier, he's he's pretty good, and he plays a lot of these small field events. I'm afraid, what if he does it? And, oh, shit, you know, I, my upside is winning 10K, which isn't that much to me. My downside is losing 2 million, which would be devastating. So yep. she re- she realized that the uh, even if uh, overwhelmingly seems to be the chance that she's going to win the 10K, it's just not worth chancing this to where she could lose 2 million. So she panicked. She kept wanting out of the bet. She tried to even uh, semi-welch on it by claiming she was drunk and she shouldn't be held to it, and she she came off looking pretty bad. Anyway, uh, she even said that she was taken advantage of when she was drunk in, in this way. But, but holy shit, how close did he come? Yeah, so, so crazy. Right, so, so then um, I guess there was some kind of buyout. I'm not sure when the buyout was, but there was some kind of buyout. But yeah, he won two events very early. And then he even was making it fairly deep in in a third one. He never made it, but he 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 got two pretty damn early. It looked like what a a, sweat. Yeah, so that was. Oh my god! So anyway, that was a two hundred to one. So we go from that, and I I still don't understand this. We go from that two hundred one bet, two hundred to one bet, to another bet about winning three bracelets by Daniel Negreanu, except. He's offering even money? Now, how can this possibly be positive expectation for Daniel? I mean, I know Daniel's a great player. I know he's going to be playing events, you know, event after event after event, including a lot of these small field events. Oh, see, you're doing this on purpose. You're, you're munching on chips here just so I complain about it. What, did you hear a sound? Yeah, it's... It must be on, it must be on your end. Anyway, Daniel Negreanu <laughs> is is offering, or shall I say, was offering even money, even money bets that he will win three bracelets. Meaning, if he wins zero, one, or two bracelets, you win. Even money, crazy. How could he possibly think that? He's even money to do that. I don't know if he's taking this as a, a motivator or what, but it, it's so weird. And uh, I know he bet uh, Ben Lamb is one of the people who took his uh, his bet. Um, Chance Cornuth also took it against him. I don't know who else, but uh, if you want to take action here, you can't anymore because he announced. Uh, this is the first I'd heard of it was when he announced it was over. He said, uh, I'm sold out. Sorry, guys. No more action available at Even Money for me winning three World Series of Poker Bracelet events this summer. I reached my cap. What the fuck? 
So how how do you go from? Uh, I, I guess Mercier gave uh, one eighty to one odds. I guess it wasn't two hundred. Uh, close enough, but something something very close to that. Yeah. So how do you go from one eighty to one to one to one? That's a massive difference. But he really thinks he can do it. Now, has it been done before? Yes. Uh, I it, would to- I would snap take that. Man. Oh, I would totally have done it. I wish I knew. So uh, Phil Hellmuth did it in 1993. Of course, the fields were much smaller. Ted Forrest did it in 1993. Phil Ivey did it in 02. Jeff Lissandro did it in 09. Puggy Pearson did it in 1973. The most recent one, George Danzer. In nineteen or in two thousand fourteen, so it's been done, but not very many times. And in the uh, the more modern era, since the poker boom, when's the last time Daniel did it? Uh, that would be never. Exactly. So in, in the modern <laughs> era of uh, of bigger fields, of uh, of better players, of the poker boom, the poker boom started in 03. Um, it's only Jeff Lissandro and George Danzer who have done it. Now, I have been uh, informed by someone. This is an interesting angle, and I usually think I'm I'm pretty good at recognizing internet hoaxes, but maybe not here because I'm being told in private message that this person believes that this is all a big hoax that Daniel sold out before he ever really announced it. That he didn't really take any bets. That he that he just uh, pretended to have taken it from... Let me look at the timing of the Twitter here. So He said he bet with Ben Lamb on May 29th at uh, 156. I see. So the first mention on Twitter was uh, on May 29th at 156 p.m., Pacific time, and then he sold out less than three hours later at 4.30. So, that is suspicious. So I guess it is possible this is just uh, a phony bet for attention. Which, if that's true, it's kind of lame. I mean, I, I guess it's kind of a good poker media troll. And if he did, I guess he got me here. But, uh, Eric Seidel is one of the doubters. He said, this is just Daniel's sense of humor. Zero percent he made a bet. You know, I have to agree with Seidel now because I wondered why I hadn't heard of this because uh, he's done other bracelet bets before and he's very public about it. Something like this, you would think he would be crowing from the rooftops before even taking bets. And then if you know if he sells out he sells out, but here he just mentions out of nowhere that he he just bet Ben Lamb on this and then two and a half hours later he sold out. Now I can understand why people are jumping at it if that were true, but he never made like a formal announcement of this bet, which is weird. So I, I think we just got trolled. I think we fell for a a stupid troll here. By by Negranu. And if so, I guess it wasn't that stupid of a troll. I guess it was a smart troll. So I, I'm going to cease talking about this other than to say if you could have bought this, it would be a great deal. 
because the chance of anyone winning three bracelets, no matter what events they're playing, is, is very small. It's only been done twice since the poker boom started. But knowing that there's a good chance this is a hoax, I mean, Daniel really said it, but there's a good chance that it's a hoax he was perpetrating. Then we will move on. I don't know, Druff. <clears throat> Those World Series of Poker media credentials might be in question. <laughs> they might, might get them taken away. They might revoke them. And then uh, how, will, how, will, how will I get my food vouchers? You're going to be out of luck. You might have to lick some ass. <laughs> All right. Uh, Poker Central has been the subject of some criticism over their Flash-based video and their lack of availability of an Android app which I don't know if they ever even fixed that part. Uh, this was first broken by CalWatt on Poker Fraud Alert Radio. CalWatt was poking around their site as we were discussing their Poker uh, Poker Go app. Disgustedly poking around. Yeah, disgustedly poking, poking around. He's, he really was. You could hear this last week. Like, like he was he was really getting frustrated. CalWatt was really getting angry, even though it had nothing to do with him. He just uh, it, it was just in concept bothering him. Yeah. So he sure. he was getting so frustrated looking through the development that had been done on Poker Central. Well, Druff, it's like if you're if you're a mason, right, and you walk in and you see someone's flooring and it's all fucking like lined up the wrong way and upside down and using the wrong kind of uh, grout, you know, it's going to bother you. You know what I mean? I thought you were actually talking about Mason Malmuth. I think no. if you're a mason and you walk into a, a place and you see uh, two plus two posts reproduced on the floor. but you know what i mean you know i mean if it's something that you take pride in doing and you you just get disgusted if someone's just butchering it you know yeah so uh so anyway that uh the the first that it was mentioned was right here on the show by calwatt and sure enough the real-time struggles of the end user came to pass problem is that, uh, and I, I hate to be the one to say this since I have a chat room that uses Flash, but uh, the chat room is not a premium product on a premium site. And I don't you got to move that to Slack. Yeah. So, so uh, if a lot of uh, browsers uh, don't support Flash or even block Flash. And uh, people were noticing that on the Microsoft Edge browser and on Firefox, they were unable to get the poker central stream that they paid for to work. And, and I was giving them the benefit of the doubt, thinking that, okay, maybe they did it an old school way where there's like a mobile site. So if you went there on your iPhone, it would work. Nope. 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 You go there on your iPhone. It just does not fucking work. You have to go get the app. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always irritating too. Which as of Wednesday wasn't available. Apparently it's available now for iOS, but not Android. Right. Right. So that was the last I heard was that, uh, was that they were offering this for only iOS, but so you can get this in the Apple Store, but you could not get it uh, for Android. So that also really got people frustrated. And it's a mess because they just – people wanted to watch this Super High Roller Bowl, this 300K buy-in Super High Roller Bowl. And that, that's been promoted by Poker Central. Okay, we're covering the Super High Roller Bowl. Okay, great. So then people uh, subscribe 
for either $10 a month or $99 for the year. And then they can't watch. And they can't believe it. They go, how, how could this not have been thought of? How, how could they not have thought of the fact that people are going to want to watch this on the Microsoft Edge browser or the Firefox browser on a laptop or desktop or are going to want to use a mobile device that's not an iPhone? Or even Chrome has it off. I mean, it, it'll ask you yeah. if you want to turn it off, but that's got it off. So, uh, uh, Safari on the Mac, I mean, that's got it off. I mean. And so, so there's, there's plenty of, of complaints coming in, and here is one. I don't know who this guy is, but there's a guy on Twitter who calls himself uh, Real Big Pots UTG, like Real Big Pots Under the Gun. Real Big Pots UTG, his name is David Servadio. Servadio, I don't know. He wrote, paid, hold on, writes, uh, paid Poker Go to watch SHRB, referring to the Super High Roller Bowl, and this is what I get for $100, fantastic, and he posted a picture of a black screen. <laughs> All right. Now, as much as I want to bust on, uh, actually, you know what? I mean, honestly, I don't even want to bust on them because I would like them to do well. But as much as I feel that I am obligated to criticize Poker Central and some of the stuff they've done, th- this fucking guy paid a hundred dollars. Why? <laughs> yeah. so, why? So, so, why did why did you buy a whole year subscription to this new thing? Well, he's he's winning real big pots under the gun, so he can afford it. Yeah, but if he bought it to watch the Super High Roller Bowl, why is he paying a hundred dollars? Get know. get a sign up for <laughs> if you must subscribe. Google uh, a coupon code for to get your first month free or whatever it is your free trial, and pay. Ten bucks, or cancel it before you pay the ten bucks. You know? that, that's right. You can pay ten bucks a month. You get the free month, and then you pay ten bucks a month, and you'll you'll get uh, for one hundred ten bucks for a year if you want to go through the whole. You're not you're not even saving much by buying a year. That's what's so stupid. Well, and you can get a coupon code where you know you get a free trial. Yeah, and you get to watch whatever you want to watch. So I mean, I, I don't have a whole lot of sympathy for this guy. So real big pots, UTG. Writes, whatever, I've spent enough of my Memorial Day on this. Call in my credit card provider to be sure I'm not charged for this. Enjoy your day, all. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what their chargebacks are going to be like. So, so this is the response for Poker Go. And no answer. They, they gave this answer and he didn't respond back. They wrote back to him, what browser are you trying to watch on? <laughs> Is it one of it is is it three of the four major browsers? Oh, because it doesn't work on them. They said, you know what? <laughs> you know what? Go back and get Netscape Navigator. <sighs> It'll work on that. Go get Netscape. And you can get in PFA chat. <laughs> what browser are you trying to watch on? It's not even like like uh, we're so sorry to hear of your troubles. Uh, we've 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 rigorously tested our system and noticed uh, that it's worked on all types of configurations. So so please give us the configuration. It is twenty seventeen. They should not have to ask what browser are you using. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it should work. Yes. Yes. <sighs> so this is going to be frustrating a lot of people because they just. The World Series announced this partnership a few weeks ago. They're like, okay, we've partnered with Poker Central to 
stream our content that ESPN is not broadcasting. And people... and it's great that Poker Central put up the money to produce these shows. Like I, I honestly don't want to just be bashing these guys because they are trying to do something good, but that's the frustrating part, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and then so then they put this poker go thing up. You know, okay, well that's their choice. They paid for the content, so they can uh, they can charge for the content. We, we thought it was a dumb business model, as we mentioned last week, but it's the right to do. But but then for people to go buy this, expecting okay, I just laid down my ten dollars, or in some cases one hundred dollars, to have access to this, and then it just doesn't work when you're using like a very mainstream setup. It, it's very frustrating. Very so, fail. So that's this guy. <laughs> I think he's saying fantastic and enjoy your day all. <laughs> I'm not going to spend my Memorial Day on this anymore. Yeah, that's that's just brutal. <laughs> I like the black screen he posted. It just it just tells the whole story. I I can just picture the guy sitting down. It's like, ah, I'm going to watch. All right, paid 100 bucks. I I didn't really want to pay that, but I'm ready to watch some poker. Here we go. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? What is this black screen? Okay, I'm gonna re- I'm gonna refresh my browser, but that'll fix it. No, it's still a black screen. The fuck is going on? Damn it! Damn it! Damn it! I'm gonna tweet to them about this. I'm gonna tweet to them. You know what? Screw it! Screw it! I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go eat some hot dogs or something off the barbecue or something. I'm gonna do something else with my Memorial Day. I, I can't stand this anymore. So that. Uh, that's not going well. So we'll see. We'll see if they do an 11th hour fix to this in some way. Or if they'll just slog through it and suffer through further embarrassment. Now, have you watched any of this? No. Uh, I've only looked at some updates. But uh, here's something that was pointed out I don't know if this, this probably doesn't mean very much, and it, it doesn't really mean anything from the technical side, but someone posted on our forum that the address listed for CRTV LLC doing business as Poker Central is 3960 Howard Hughes Parkway, suite number 500, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89169. By the way, I lived like next door to that for some years, but that aside... This person posted that a thousand different companies operate out of that suite. Got to be pretty crowded in that suite there, a thousand companies. Suite 500 at uh, 3960 Howard Hughes Parkway. So this is a virtual office that they forward the mail and they answer the phone for you. So uh, that's interesting that they have like a virtual office service associated with Poker Central. And uh, I don't know if that means very much, but uh, maybe they just want something to sound professional that they answer the phone. Poker Central, may I help you? I was trying to see if there are any good uh, reviews of the app in the uh, iTunes App Store. (laughs) But it doesn't look like they're – you have to get a certain number of reviews before they'll show up. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on. <clears throat> I take it back. I found some. Oh, you found some. Good. So I found a total of three ratings. First one is one star. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> 
terrible, terrible <laughs> clickbait app takes that takes down the old content off the old app and replaces it with essentially a rebranded Twitch knockoff. Shame on Poker Central. You won't be turning a profit. Okay. And then we got another one says, oh, <laughs> another one star. Terrible bait and switch. Garbage. Don't buy. Oh, my God. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, there are two more. Uh, one, oh, this is a, you know, kind of a positive one. It's a, it's a two stars. It says needs improvement. So this guy is not just bashing. That's the best one so far. It is the best one so far. Uh, and they used to say, I'm blah, blah, blah. It's beyond frustrating. <laughs> and in terms of the video app, it makes it virtually unusable. I love the concept, blah, blah, blah. And then there, there's one more. This is another one. This is a, a two star, so it's not horrible. Um, the v- video on demand is basically unwatchable. The video restarts every time you exit the app. When using picture in picture on an iPad, the window will pop out like no. Oh my god! All right, I gotta go. I gotta check the uh, the iPhone app. Let's see what we got? Any good ratings of it in there too? What were you reading for? I thought this was the uh, the iPhone app. That was the iPad. Oh, the iPad. Okay. I'll say. Oh, oh. Okay. So we've got four ratings for this as well. Uh, oh, these are the same ratings. Okay, oh. that's weird. Wait a minute. Let me just double check that I'm getting. This. I always yeah, thought, it doesn't I'd always look like it's being that well received. I always thought they were the same ratings uh, on both platforms, but um, it depends. Um, if it's a universal app, then it will be. Um, but if it's sometimes there's a, a different app for the iPhone and the iPad. Yeah, yeah, it's a it can app, be universal yeah. where it's the same. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. So yeah, that's that's funny that they're already getting those type of reviews. Yeah, these reviews are not good. So the the best they got was two stars. It looks like. Oh, wait a minute. I see somewhere in here there's a five-star review, but usually what that means is, you know, that's like the publisher or the friends of the publisher. But that's for for an old version. Yeah, okay. So I'm actually somewhat surprised because, again, they're licensing licensing this app. Like how, how fucked up could it really possibly be? And, again, I haven't used this app, so this is just me. Talking shit, but I mean the reviews are not looking not looking very uh, encouraging. Spe- speaking of virtual offices, in uh, in 1990, I I won't even go into the story how this came to be, but I, I was I was dating a girl who worked at an answering service, which is similar to this virtual office we're describing here. A little simpler, but uh, it was uh, after hours when businesses would turn off their phones. They'd forward it to these answering services that would. There was no caller ID then, but uh, the way it was done to where they knew which was calling is each business had its own line into the answering service. So depending on which line rang, they would know it's from that business. That's the way they were able to identify it. So the answering service would answer as if they're that company. And if if you asked, are you the answering service, they'd admit it. But otherwise, they just pretend like it's that company answering, answering after hours. So uh, I, I was dating a girl that worked at one of these. And I was so fascinated by it. That one one day, I came down there and hung out with her while she was doing her job. And she had like a graveyard shift or something. Some late shift where it was just her and one other person. And she was more senior than the other person. So I actually talked her into letting me answer the phone and screw around. 
And uh, I remember I loved taking the cable company calls and screwing with the people who called for the cable company. And I remember one guy called up and said, oh, yeah, um, I, I didn't get my pay-per-view. You know, I, I paid for it. Uh, I paid for the f- whatever it was. Uh, so, And, sir, the, the program you requested was Debbie Does Dallas. No, so that was that the correct? first thing, so that was the first thing he, I said. So, <laughs> so he, he says how he didn't get his pay-per-view. I said, okay, so which porn did you order? And then uh, he goes, no, 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 it wasn't that. It was this. So he, he, so he tells me it was whatever it was uh, that he was ordering. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, so, so what happened? So he says, well, you know, I ordered it, and it, it seemed to charge me. It seemed to the transaction went through, and then I just it just isn't working. It's not playing for me. I said, oh, okay, okay. But you must not have heard of our new program. Our new program. Uh, we are having issues here with uh, the revenue for pay per view. It's just not as high as it used to be. So what we've decided to do is uh, introduce kind of like a gambling element to it. So uh, one out of every five times you order pay-per-view, we charge you and we don't deliver the pay-per-view movie to you. <laughs> and then – and I'm, t- I'm saying this like completely with a straight face. I said, and then what, so what happens is uh, you, know, you just get charged. You don't get the movie. And this way we get to just keep the money and it, it, it uh, increases our revenue. Otherwise, we, we'd have to shut down the whole pay-per-view thing. So the good news is here, if you try it again – there's a, an 80% chance that this is not going to happen because it's only one out of every five times that it, it uh, charges you and doesn't give you the movie. So my suggestion is just try it again. It'll give you the movie. And the guy's like, oh, okay, I, I guess. That's a little oh, strange. my God. He actually, he actually agreed to do it. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and so she was busting up laughing. So I made so many of these. Like, I screwed around on so many different uh, calls that she was getting from different companies and just saying just weird, outrageous things like this. And she, she thought this was hilarious, but the, the other employee there was, was furious and actually walked out on the job, which I don't see how that's any better. She just got up and walked out and said, I can't, I can't be part of this anymore. But she, she wasn't part of it. She was answering the call seriously. So she, she just made the problem worse by making them all go to me. And somehow, despite this, um, that girl I was dating didn't get fired or reprimanded for this. I, I don't know what happened, but somehow uh, there was no consequence. But thinking back to this, you'd think that this should be an instant firing. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised I even did this. I, I was 18 at the time, so that, that's why I didn't really think much about the consequences. But uh, like, I knew there wasn't any for me. But like, I like nowadays, I would have felt bad. Like, I'm not going to do this even if she'd let me because I wouldn't want to make her lose her job. But like when I was 18, I'm like, okay, if she'll let me, no problem. But it was funny. It was funny because like I just kept saying just really uh, nonsensical things to these callers and, and just treated it like with a completely straight face and acting like it was totally serious. And and most of the callers actually bought it. Most of the callers didn't even question it, like this guy with the cable company. So. I wish I could remember some of the other calls I messed around with. I'll tell you, I did see a funny uh, snippet on Twitter. From the Super High Roller Bowl that they broadcast. So Helm Youth opens with 10s. Bonomo 3-bets him with 8-6 uh, suited. Oh, Helm yeah. Youth. Then this is straight. This Helm straight, Youth yeah. calls. Flop. 10-9-7. Yeah. <laughs> they end up getting it all in. And, and uh, Helm Youth, of course, fucking berates him. And then uh, the comedian Kevin Hart was there. Yeah. 
And he's, he said something like, oh, I, I, can't, I can't not laugh at this. <laughs> Starts just busting up at the table, which I'm sure sent Helmuth off even even on a worse tilt. You know? Why couldn't it be anyone but Justin Bonomo to be the victor in that hand, though? Yeah. That, that's the only, pro- the only problem with that story. If, if it's anybody but him, I'd be, I'd be laughing harder. Hey, man. It's not cheap to be polyamorous. You got to buy roses for lots of people. Well, he's got to buy a lot of hair dye too. The, the pink hair dye is not cheap either. So yeah, it looks kind of goofy. So you got to you know, there's a lot of hair dye expense, a lot of gel expense. There's a lot of uh, usually when you got ears like that, you don't crop your hair like that. But. And and not only that, but you also, as you as you were saying, it's 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 expensive enough to have one girlfriend. If you're polyamorous, yeah, that's uh, forget it. That's it's like having a whole lot of kids. You know, it's just, the expense just becomes so crippling that you've got to make a lot of money. So, it's, I guess it's, I don't know. I, I know you have your issues with Justin Bonomo, but I've never had any bad interactions with him. He always seemed like he he seemed a lot less douchey than a lot of other pros that I've run into. You know, I I didn't. Okay, so I the stuff he writes on the internet, I definitely don't like, and I hadn't had any problem with him in person. Until uh, I don't know, three years ago or so, two three years ago at the World Series, when he started making obnoxious comments to me at the table when I was oh, like super he? super short stacked, and I wasn't I was saying nothing. I was just kind of, in fact, I think I was saying a few things, but I was kind of like make self effacing humor about uh, my stack being so short. I, I wasn't I, I wasn't saying anything objectionable there. I can guarantee you that. And he just. Uh, Start talking about there's there's three he sits down and says there's three people at this table who think they're the best ever, which is already kind of like a dick thing to say because he's he's trying to say they think they're the best but they're not, right? And then uh, so then he just sits there he's like anyone nobody responds anyone have an idea who that might be anyone who might know who those three are still nobody answers so uh, dandruff you think you're the best. He, he's just like he wants everyone to know that I'm one of the three he's referring to. Nice. And, and what's stupid is I don't even say things like that. I don't. Even, I'm not one of these players who goes around bragging or claiming on the. I don't ever do that. So I don't even know where he got that, and that's I've never been like. Uh, Grant, you my my interaction with him was very brief. So yeah, I, 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 you know who knows. Like, I, and I had played with him uh, like a year or two before that. He was at the final table with me at the uh, 2013. Uh, was that when you you told him that you were the best that that other time? No, I did bust him from the event. Maybe that's what he was. But he he plays all the time. He can't be mad about that. Like he busts, uh, you know. He he's a, he's a professional tournament player. So me busting him out of that event in 2013 couldn't be. Uh, the reason for you think that. He, he is polyamorous. Where do you think he busts more? <laughs> think he busts more nuts or he busts more stacks? Mm. Probably close, right? Yeah, he. I, I think that whole uh, magic group just hasn't liked me ever since that David Williams stuff appeared on Everyone Poker. I think I think that's what did it. Some of them are nicer to me than others, though. You're talking about the the foot porn. Yeah, and 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 you know there there are that that whole uh, Magic the Gathering group that uh, Justin Bonham was part of, of uh, David Williams and uh, Gabriel Nassif and uh, you know of course Justin Bonamo and uh, Ben Yu and uh, Eric Froelich and uh, Brock Parker and not, not all these guys you know th- these guys aren't all jerks to me but. Uh, 
Some of them are, some of them aren't. But I, I think it has to relate back to the whole thing of the the porn. I know David Williams is not happy about that. Um, Fluffer just posted. I can't believe I'm quoting a Fluffer post, but Fluffer's back on the forum for those of you that wonder. Fluffer just posted. It seems like Bonomo is claiming that Leon is cheating. Hmm. So uh, he says. So I heard there was some controversy, but I didn't really yeah. get into. So this, what it this was. is what he's referring to. He said controversy regarding the live stream at the, of the RES Super High Roller Bowl as Bonomo and other nits refused to show whole, show whole cards until after the hand. Leon, the casino owner, and Bonomo exchange words. Hmm. Well, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't blame him here. If if you get this idea, I and mean, this is massive money they're playing for here. If you're getting the idea that the stream here is being compromised in some way, whether intentionally or unintentionally, then I can understand saying, "Look, this is secondary. Me playing for millions of dollars here." Is first priority I'm not showing these cards until the hand's finished It's kind of crappy for the stream But that's not really the problem of the players They're not Yeah, even... but they probably signed an agreement that said they had to Yeah, that's the problem yep. I don't know that's, that's, that, is a, that is a tough one if I, if I got the idea Or someone told me And I trusted them that this might be happening I, I'd probably be doing the same thing as Bonobo And then I wouldn't be sure what what I wanted to do about it. Well, you could tell them either you fix it or the world is going to know that the integrity of your tournament is shit. The thing is, what what is it fixed? I'm afraid that what what they're believing here, whether it's true or not, is that uh, someone's just getting information in some way and it's intentional, but there's no way to prove it. But that something weird is going on, and you're just going to take the safest route and not show it. So, and that's a tough thing to say. Okay, well now it's fixed. You don't know when it's fixed. So I think that's what's going on here. So, uh, I don't know this. As far as Bonimo, in matters like these, where he's claiming that someone else in poker is acting unethical, and I'm talking about play-wise, not. Uh, Stupid things about microaggressions or sexism or that that nonsense he goes on about, but uh, actual play-related poker things, other than his own multi-accounting many years ago, he tends to be in the right in those situations. I don't see him crying wolf very often when there something he claims is happening actually uh, either isn't happening or doesn't matter. Usually, when he brings up something's a problem that has right. to do with poker play, he's correct. So. Right. I'll, I'll give him that. So I, I, I can't even blame him for this one. It's it's a bad situation if that's what's happening here. All right, Druff. So murder, Mary fuck. <laughs> no. Are you ready? Justin Bonomo. <sighs> I knew he was going to be in here. Mason Malmuth. Andrew Barber. I, ca- I can't believe. They we're going to do guys now? Just, you know. We're going to do guys now? Yeah, just one. That's, that's, I don't think we ever did guys, even on Never Win Poker, even on uh, Donk. Da- I don't think we ever did guys. Well, we had a girl call up that licked ass, so we're pushing boundaries. Okay. Uh, even one step was straight tonight. 
<laughs> That's true. <laughs> so now I've got to be gay. Channel, channel your inner P L O L or your Larry Laffer and see what you got. This one. You know what the biggest problem with this one is? Is just uh, the concept of having sex with guys is so foreign to me that it's not even like it's not even like I'd prefer to have sex with a more attractive guy over like a less attractive guy. Like the whole thing to me just seems equally unappealing. Whereas with with girls, it's obviously a different story. Where uh, the, I'm not, I'm not saying that this not, has to appeal to you. No, I know, but it's even hard for me to make a decision like this because of uh, I, I can't even think of it from. Uh, a sexual standpoint, even if it's fictional. That's the tough part. Well, we got Murder, Mary, Fuck, <laughs> Justin Bonomo, Mason Malmuth, Andrew Barber. And if I, and if I say, if I say uh, Murder, Mason Malmuth, I bet his uh, lawyer will send me another letter. Yeah. I mean, no, or, or I think it's okay. Or he'll go In to the, the context police. of the game, I'm sure it's Okay, fine. okay. I, I can't believe I'm doing this, but... Okay. First of all, a disclaimer for any attorneys or uh, or Las Vegas police officers listening here. Uh, th- this is uh, th- this is fictional for for fun only. A- any uh, statements of of murder are uh, it- it's it's for uh, it's it's a joke. Yeah, but the the fuck part is binding. All right, go ahead. <laughs> okay. All right, murder, Mary, fuck, Justin Bonomo, Mason Malmuth. Andrew oh, I, I think um, I, I think the murder would have to be uh, Mason Malmuth for uh, what he just did here. Um, I, I think I have to to marry Andrew Barber because we got along with him when he was on the show. So I think he. Right. I think yeah, it would have to be him. He of these three for sure, he'd be the one who would be uh, most pleasant to live with. the The other so two, would, the other so two would, would be fuck awful. Justin Bonner. That would be by process of, process of elimination. Yes, because I think you got to marry Mason Malmuth. No, because just, no, no, no. Think of all that money. No, I don't care. The, the the only the only one of the three Ruff, you marry him you enjoy the money and then you divorce him and you fucking take half <laughs> all right it's, it's a, the it, play it, it wouldn't be worth it the only th- one of the three that would be tolerable to live with would be andrew barber from what i could see from that phone call the, the other two i i, I you got to marry him doesn't mean stand that it. you can't divorce him i couldn't stand it <laughs> take half his shit all right Okay, I think this is the first and last time I'm going to do this uh, involving guys. It just—I don't it, blame it, you. It, it just feels—it it just feels wrong. I, just, did, I didn't even enjoy saying it, but as soon as Justin Bonobo was the topic of discussion, I knew we had to get him in there. And okay. I figured you'd fuck him. Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh man. So, okay, so let's let's have this uh, this contest here. Before it gets too late, it's eleven thirty already on the West Coast. Oh, this correct. is a contest, and we'll see if One Step has managed to stay awake all this time. He he so badly wants free stuff in Vegas. He he so badly wants it. I bet he's going to stay awake for this. But this is the contest. What year did this happen? You can win a two night weekday only stay, meaning Sunday through Thursday, at the Paris Las Vegas. If you're a diamond or seven stars, you get it 100% free. If you are a gold, platinum, or don't have a player's card at Caesars, then it will be the resort fee, which will be around, I think, around $32 a night. Still a great deal. Nothing else required for you to buy. No, Nothing hidden. Yeah, one step's already trying to go. We're, we're not, it's not, I haven't announced it's time to call in yet, but I see one step still around. So none of that until I 
tell you guys it's time to call. If someone fails, can I just win by default? <laughs> Maybe. But you have to get seven of these correct out of the ten. If you don't get seven, I may decide to just hand it to Calwatt, or I may... Nice. That'll I, piss everybody off. Or I, I may decide to table this till next week. But uh, we can't have a second one because there's only one set of questions prepared for tonight. So it's called, What Year Did This Happen? I'm going to read you ten different things which did happen. And you will tell me of the four years that I list, which are consecutive, which one of those four it happened in. Chat room, I ask that you do not assist in any way. And I will be taking the third caller. So call right now, 775-372-8355, 775-FRAUD55, or the Mount Charleston line, 702-430-1808. The phone lines are open. Probably should have done this contest earlier, but uh, it's a West Coast bias show. You are caller number one. Who is this? Alan. Alan. Okay, th- call back. Okay. Is that Kessler? I don't know. One step. You're calling number two. Uh-oh. That means he shut he, out. He hung up so fast. He hung up so fast. <laughs> he shut out. We'll see who gets through for number three. I want to dial it. I want to speed Oh, dial. it was. Well, he, boy, he's a... One step. I bet uh, I bet you wouldn't even move your fingers this fast if they were in Tom Dwan's ass. Am I correct? You moved, you moved your fingers so fast to be the third caller. Yes. You are correct on both, on both the accounts. Okay, you guys speak a bit louder, by the way. You're kind of soft here. Uh, Can you speak louder? That, I can't turn you up, or otherwise it would, uh, Calwatt would get uh, turned up way too high. So I want you guys speak a bit louder. Can you hear me? I can hear you, just kind of soft. Turn, turn it up, Druff. I'll just go on mute. Okay, okay. It's 2.30 in the, it's 2:30 okay, in the morning. Okay, okay, fine. Calwatt Cal has uh, generously offered to go on mute, so I, I can turn, turn you up. So one second here. It says... Limitations of Skype. Okay, try speaking now. Okay. Okay, this is louder. Good. Okay, so I've turned you up. Yeah. Off the, it's two thirty in the it's two thirty in the morning. I'm usually soft at this time. Okay. So you've you've t- stayed up here. You became the contestant. I would I would have laughed if after all this, uh, Alan or whoever else tried to call in and compete with you, got ahead. But you you beat Believe- Alan. Believe me, it's, it was it was torture listening to you for four hours. Well, I should just disqualify you now for that uh, that statement. <laughs> but you already know that I that I feel this way, so it's not like something's new to you. That doesn't matter. I should I should still try to disqualify you. I should have put this at the very end of the show. I should have tested your endurance here. Okay, so this is called "What Year Did This Happen?" Okay. And I see. So, see here. I, I, I usually wouldn't do this. I'm going to put the losing contestant on. Uh, Alan, do you want to say anything to one step? Yeah, well, I'm sorry. We already have our third caller, Alan. But do you want to say something to One Step, who who beat you to be the third caller? Oh no, I don't want to talk to One Step. Okay, okay. Well, th- thank you anyway, Alan. You can try in a future contest. Thank you. Okay. He he didn't want to talk. One to Step you. doesn't. One Step doesn't want to talk to you either. <laughs> I, I was hoping we'd get like a little fight here before the uh, the whole thing began. Yeah. Because you're a Yanta, that's why. No, no, I just it makes good radio. All right. So, yeah. so, yeah. so you, I hope you know this poker trivia because I'm not going to give you any help. The chat room can't give you any help. And if you don't get it right, if you don't get at least seven of the ten right, then you lose. So, if can, you, we, can we make it six? No. Okay. 
This is what I meant. So that's the that's the sound effect that you're going to get it right. If you if you hear that, it means you got it right. And if you get it wrong, then we will have our traditional sound effect of this. Okay. So I think I think you made these questions really hard just because I'm the one answering. I, I I wrote these before the episode started, so. I didn't know you'd well, be but knowing, it. knowing you, you would have a list for people that you wanted to win and then a oh, list for I, people I, that I see you didn't I, want to win. Right, a tough list and an easy list. No, I was too lazy to do that yeah. today. Okay. But it's a good idea, though. Okay, so here is number one. Here is number one. Stu Unger won his last main event at the World Series of Poker in this year. 1995, 1996, 1997, or 1998. Get answer quickly. 1997. Okay, you got to answer. I give it to you, but you got to answer quicker next time. Is that, I don't want any googling going on. I don't even know. Who, I had to realize who Stu Unger was. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's amazing. You got this. Okay, uh, you had a one in four chance. You got it. Planet Poker, the first online poker room for real money, opened and allowed real money play in this year, 1998. 1999, 2000, or 2001? 1998. 1998, you say? Correct. Did you know that, or was that another guess? No, I played on it. Oh, okay. You're fortunate. It's it's good to be old. Number three. Todd Dandruff would tell us won a bracelet at the World Series of Poker. Of course. In, two, of course. in 2004, in 2004 <laughs> 2005, 2006, or 2007? Uh, Answer quickly. 2004? You say it's 2004. <laughs> no, 2005. You didn't know your dandruff trivia. Shame on you. Okay, here, here's uh, something you may know. You were part of this. Neverwinpoker.com started in 2002, 2003, 2004, or 2005? I don't get any lifelines or like 50-50 no, uh, no, or anything. You're two for three so far. Go, go ahead. Uh, can you repeat the choices again? 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's between 2003 and 2004 because I posted in 2005. Um. I'm going to go 2004. 2004, you say. Sorry, I had to ban Drake from the chat room. He was. He, 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 sometimes people get stuck and it keeps entering exiting, so I had to put an end to that. But anyway, you say 2004. The answer's correct. So you are three for four at the moment. In the remaining six, you need to get four of them correct. So two-thirds need to be uh, correct. Two may be incorrect. You'll still win. Number five also uh, occurred. Now, this occurred on a previous radio show I was part of, either Never Win Poker or Donk Down. Bad Guy These 20. These are hard, by the way. Well, you've gotten three out of four. It could be that bad. Bad Guy 23 yeah. had his famous TK the Pimp call, where he pretended to be a Las Vegas pimp and threatened us on a radio show that I was part of in 2007, 2008, 2009, or 2010. Oh, shit. So what, between 2009 and 2010, um, 
I'm gonna say 2010. Nah. Nah, it was 2008. You weren't even close. That was uh, wow. that was during the, the, a legendary Neverwind Poker Radio program where the first half of the episode sucked and we were embarrassed by it, and the second half had both the legendary TK the Pimp phone call and the "You Want the Fifty Dollar Back" prank call to the Asian Jerk Shop. Yeah, I remember Mike on uh, sounded like he was shooting his pants. Yeah, that was the Phil Delante character. Okay, so you you can miss. You have to get four of the next five, or you lose. Todd Dandruff would tell us another one about me. Finished eighty eighth in the main event in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, or two thousand eleven. Man, this question is hard. So you finished eighty eighth, and which can you repeat the choices again? Somewhere between oh eight and eleven. Which one? 2008 to the, uh, the, I'm, I'm going to guess 2010. Oh, good guess. Good guess. You, you seem, you seem very upset when I get these questions wrong. I mean, when I get these questions right and when I get these questions wrong, you seem to be very. No, very I, I, I don't think the audience is getting that. I'm, I'm being very fair here. And very, okay. a, a very professional game show host here. Okay. But, but I have a quick question. Do you remember or do you know of a poker pro uh, who was a really old woman, uh, old white woman named Wendine? Yes. Okay. Why, why are you asking about that? Because I play, I play cards with her. Oh, really? <laughs> What's interesting yeah. is she actually has a funny picture. We, we've posted on Poker Fraudler. She used to have this like little picture that she would use on her articles that she she write little poker articles mm-hmm. her, her eyes kind of looked really funny like they're really wide open and she had she looked like the mother of that overly except overly obsessed girlfriend uh meme have you seen that before overly obsessed girlfriend no no you've no. you, you had to be familiar with it yeah so if you google overly obsessed girlfriend and then Google Wendine's Eolus is her name. You'll see the similarity. It really looks like she's the girl's mother. Anyway, I, I don't know her personally, though. Okay. okay, so you have gotten, uh, out of the six, you've gotten four so far. You need to get three of the final four. Gray Cat cheated me and several others on Absolute Poker by looking at our whole cards in 2005, 2006, 2007, or 2008? 2007. Uh-oh. That's what I meant to do. Wrong sound effect, but you got it correct. So you need to get two of the final three, and you will be the winner. It's coming down to the uh, wire here. This one might be a tough one. Travis Maycar, of, uh, a former employee of UB, released... The infamous UB tapes on a radio show I was part of, where he played tapes oh, of, come on. Of, Russ, of Russ Hamilton, oh. of Russ Hamilton, and others talking about uh, um, about what they had done in that he secretly recorded in two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, or two thousand eleven. How how am I supposed to? Oh my god, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten, or two thousand eleven? That's when he released these uh, UB tapes. It was a big story in poker. It was the first time we heard tapes of them all talking about it. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess since the last year I picked was was with the um, the bad guys. When I say I'm gonna say 2008. You need to get the final two right. This was 2011, and the story died very quickly because two two months later, in April 2011, was Black Friday, and that crushed the Travis McCarr story, which for two months was a pretty big deal. We actually had uh, a record listenership to that Dockdown Radio episode of uh, over 10,000 people. We have, in fact, I've never been part of any show that had more listeners than that one episode, including Poker Fraud Alert Radio. you got to get the final two, or we table this till next week. Lock Poker officially closed. That is, that you, you couldn't connect anymore. It was just completely shut down. So we're not just talking about when they stopped paying, but when they actually completely shut down. In what year? 2013, 2014, 2015, or 2016? So when it shut down, you're saying? When it completely shut down. Uh, uh, 2013, 14, 15, or 16? Yes. I guess it's not last year. And uh, 2015. Wow, we're down to the wire, and you'll be glad to know the final question is not about poker. Not about poker. Not uh, about- why? Why couldn't this, any of them be uh, Tom Dwan or about uh, Federer Holtz or about <laughs> someone that I, I am well versed in? You know, I, I almost did write a question about Tom Dwan. I didn't, but I, I almost did. But here, I'll I'll do the next best thing. The final question is about sex, and it is about a male having sex. Not gay sex, though. <laughs> okay? It, it really is. Todd Dandruff would tell Listen, Todd Dandruff would tell us lost his virginity in... 19, uh, you fucking kidding 19, me. 1986, 1987, 1988, or 1989. Believe it or not, it comes down to this question. You get it right, you win... You get it wrong, you lose. <laughs> I can't believe this has come down to it. You're six out of nine so far. This is purposely done this way, but it's fine. Um, so it's 86, 87, 88, or 89? That's correct. Can you eliminate two out of the four? No, this isn't a lifeline here. It's just uh, it's 86, 87, 88, or 89 when I lost my virginity. It's one of those four years. All right, um, 88. Oh, my goodness. 89. <laughs> it was 89. Oh, my goodness. Well, I was going to let him call a lifeline I'll, drop. I'll, 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 tell you what, I'll tell you what, one step. You're going to be surprised here, but uh, this was a tougher game than I thought it would be. And I, I think since you came so close and you missed it by one year here with the, with the final question. You're going to give it to me, right? Uh, Cal Watts, congratulations. <laughs> I'll see you at Thank Paris. You. Uh, so, because this is tougher, I made I made the, the kind of true false type of test. You know, did this happen or not last week for Larry? That was that was seven out of ten. This was a you, you had four you had four possible answers on each of these. So that it was a tougher game. So therefore, uh, I will lower the requirement to six out of ten. And, and, and I, I will give this, but I, I shouldn't though because of what uh, the shit is this? You're grading on a curve. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's that's what I'm doing. But uh, so one step, 
Congratulations. And uh, so, so these, so you said these these hotel rooms are for only from Sunday to Thursday. Yes. Now, can you? If you can't use them, okay. I'm not giving you the prize, though. Are you Are you going to be there no, from Sunday no, to I'm Thursday? Gonna, I'm going to I'm going to of course be there. Um, I, it was funny because I I looked at the dates for the World Series of Poker, and right after the day after EDC is the thousand um, dollar no limit event. So I was actually thinking of seeing if I could play that. Um, but, you know, it's two weeks down the road. But, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Uh, I'll definitely use it. Okay, well. There we lost our music for a second. Thank you very much, One Step, for playing. And uh, I can't believe I actually awarded you the prize for losing. But nevertheless, I, I will send you this. I, I, I changed the grading curve. I feel like a teacher who gave a test that was too hard and everybody flunked, and then I got a make myself look like a better teacher so oh and uh and also thanks to i am the greek um for forgiving this as well yeah thank you i am um, greek for providing this prize and i'll tell you the truth one step part of the reason that i am awarding you this prize despite losing is that i'm, I'm too lazy to write questions again next week <laughs> so it's kind of a win-win that i get rid of this thing so anyway i will send you a screenshot, or not a screenshot, a picture of the certificate so you can book and then I will mail it to you because you will physically need the certificate to check in. And... Perfect. And this this, this also gets you out of uh, actually hooking me up with a hotel stay because you have I am degree to do it anyway. Yeah. That's true. You better not ask me to hook you up with anything now that you're getting this. Well, no, but I mean... To be, to be fair, uh, I'm going to be arriving on Friday, so I still would could use a room for Friday and Saturday, but that's just neither here nor there. Okay. I, I'm going to put out a warning to everybody in Las Vegas. What, what, what are the dates that you're going to be there? <laughs> uh, the 16th through the 19th. Okay. From June 16th through June 19th, this is a, uh, a red-level warning. Stay out of the Paris Hotel stairwell. Stairwell, or, or, or any stairwell for that matter. Stay out of all stairwells. Even if the building's on fire, oh. take, take the elevator anyway. Yes. Trust me. You're going to want to take the elevator, even if the building's uh, a, a, a blaze. Uh, or, or, tie, or tie a sheet to the window and then lower yourself down. Yeah, because you don't want to see what's going to go on to that stairwell. I, I can't believe that I'm yeah. assisting in what's going to be happening there. But Actually, I am, I am Greek kind of assisted. I'm just the agent here. So, okay. Thank you, I Am Greek, for these uh, very generous donations, of course. You know, you're going to see a name on there. Please don't uh, reveal that name because it's a name associated with I Am Greek. It's not him, but it's someone associated with him. So please do not uh, reveal that name and bite the hand that feeds you. Uh, if These certificates, by the way, and I have to state this because we have a, uh, a cheap and sometimes sleazy Jew on the line here. Uh, and I'm not talking about myself. Right, that's what I was assuming you were talking about no, yourself. No, here. but but, okay. uh, but uh, whatever the terms of these certificates are is what they are. I, I make no guarantees, warranties, whatever. They should work as specified. I've never used one myself, but uh, it looks pretty straightforward, I believe. you. But, you know, there could be blackout dates or some other BS, and uh, if there is, don't come crying, crying to me or I am Greek. You, uh, you're getting this for yes. free. Greek, the best. The best diets are Greek. Greek people are the best opa. Okay. All right. Thank you, One Step, and uh, I'll be in touch. So, so then you can be in touch. 
Thank you so much, right. and I've never been so happy listening to you talk for four hours. Okay, thank you. I should take it away for that. Turn me back down. Okay, you're actually not that loud now, but here, I'm going to turn you back down. Okay. I was going to mess with you and start playing with those balls again, but <laughs> I decided you, you probably could, probably couldn't take it I, I actually, after all the trauma tonight. I can't believe I felt bad for one step, but I actually felt a little bad for him when he lost that last one because some of these questions were pretty tough. Like the, the Travis McCarr one was tough. And, uh, um, you know, a lot of these, you you it's hard to remember because these are all years jumbled together. You know, is it 04 or 05? Is it 08 or 09? It, it's tough. Like, even I may have lost this. So I realized that one step was held to a tougher standard than Larry, and I'm, I'm trying to be fair here. I'm trying. I, I don't want to be accused of discriminating against the gays. Of course, then my response to that, were I to be... Well, Larry, Larry's gay, too. <laughs> my response to that, were I to be hit with a discrimination lawsuit by Greenberg Traurig, would be... One step called in earlier and tried to hit on a girl, so he's not gay. Well, he's bisexual. I know, right? but but I'll say that I, I was convinced that he was uh, converted to straight. So any old hole will do, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, so one step's the second winner. You know, what's funny is uh, these are two of the most hated people on the forum, Larry and One Step. So I, I, I like Larry. I hope he doesn't get mad that I tease him. I, I so I I don't think the forum is going to be happy with these results. But this is the radio show. The radio show... Can they book... They Can Can they go together? Uh, they could, yes. Hmm. Yeah, they actually could. There's nothing against using these certificates uh, together as long as it's two different people, which it is. So, Interesting. I actually forgot to exclude Larry from this contest. He didn't try to win it, but I, I, I forgot to exclude the previous winner. It's kind of like those other radio contests where a winner in the past 30 days cannot win again. Mm-hmm. It's similar to that. So, all right. Uh, yeah, you didn't say anything about friends, family, employees, you know? Yeah, well, all employees of PokerFraudAlert.com also can't win it. That doesn't exclude anyone, though. That's you. I'm the one putting on the contest, so I can't win anyway. So, let's uh, let's move on here. Let's see what we got next. Where is... Uh, the faithful companion. Oh, Trader Ruski, yeah. Trader Ruski, Where is he? if you're around, if you haven't fallen asleep from the herbal tea, please call in and join us. So It always feels like something's just slightly wrong. So Cal Watt can fall so he yeah. can fall asleep. Well, there's that too, but but still, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I know. It's like you walk in and your your rug isn't in your room. So something just doesn't seem right. I have that in dreams sometimes where everything seems normal and then just something is different than it really is in real life. Like a house has extra rooms or when I go to a stadium in a dream, like Dodger stadium, it's always like has like ridiculous dimensions is huge. And then always has these like horrible seats with horribly obstructed views that would never exist in a real stadium. But it's also like gigantic. It also looks like it's holding like 500,000 people. So, I never think of it while I'm there. I never think of, hey, wait a minute. Well, how did this change so much since I was last here? How could this be a completely different structure? Or how could I be in my house and the, there's extra rooms I never... But the weird thing is, like, when there's extra rooms in the house, my mind creates a backstory to explain it. Like, like pretty much like I've known about them the whole time, but they've just kind of been, like, secret rooms I never used yet. 
And then I wake up thinking there's still secret rooms, and I have to understand there's not. You know what I've had a lot of dreams about recently was was the World Series. I've had a lot of World Series dreams recently. And it, it's always, like, very frustrating stuff. It always goes along the lines of uh, I can't find where the day two table is or I can't register. It's always some, like, frustration like that. It's never like I'm winning the whole thing. And the, the few times I am doing well, then I wake up in the middle and I'm just frustrated because I'm not really in the tournament doing well. So do you actually, do you go there for the poker? Or do you go there to make uh, 20-something waitresses cry and get them fired? No, that was in Lake Tahoe. I, I don't make anyone cry in, in Las Vegas. Never? Uh, not usually. But... <laughs> it, in, uh, could, tie, could tie that one into your losing your virginity. Made her cry. <laughs> in... By, by the way, for those of you that are uh, are staying at the Rio, I, I would suggest you ask them for the Ipanema Tower. I've said this before, but it's a much better tower. It has fewer maintenance problems. D- don't think it doesn't have maintenance problems, because it does, but not as many. It's much closer to the tournament area. The elevators will come faster. It's just a better tower to be in. Don't let them talk you into believing the Masquerade Tower is the better one or the newer one. When they say it's newer, it's like like two years newer, but they're both old, so it doesn't matter. And the Ipanema is better for so many reasons, and it's not as noisy. You can you can sleep during the day, and there's no noise outside. So that's where you want to be. Just a little tip from me. Anyway, Sean Deeb is being accused by... Poker veteran Mike O'Malley, also known as Raise It Up, or Riz It Up, R-Z-I-T-U-P. That was his name on Party Poker. He goes way back, uh, Mike O'Malley. But he's uh, accused by Mike O'Malley of welching on a $25,000 bet. All right, I feel like I need to do an intervention here, Druff. Are we going to have an angry Sean Deeb calling you up again? Well, that's why I'm being very careful. I'm saying he's accused. You know, I, I'm just I'm just repeating what. Uh, now, I guess I did that with Barry Greenstein too. But mm-hmm. yeah, look, I that's the story. I, I have to put it out there. And if Sean D wants to call up and refute this, he's welcome to. And I'm not saying that Mike O'Malley's correct here. He may be. He may not be. I'm just going by his story. And then uh, you guys can decide whether you believe Mike or whether Mike is telling tall tales. But this is what he wrote. I am part of a group that put a team into Daniel Negreanu's 25K WSOP fantasy draft. Once the draft was completed, which was yesterday, and yesterday... Whoa, 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 Truff, I'm going to help you out again. Yeah. Are you going to get a letter from... (laughs) Mason's lawyers, because, I mean, are you reading this from 2 plus 2? I might be, but... Is uh, this a 2 plus 2 post that you're reading from? I, I might be reading from somewhere else. This is just... Are you that... are you authorized to reproduce this content? Uh, in, Mike, in Mike O'Malley <laughs> wrote this in one or more places on the web. He also may have emailed this to me. He also may have uh, published it on a bulletin board... Uh, with a cork, you know, a cork bulletin board uh, with a with a push pin. You never know. I'm reading. Right, I, I tried to help on two fronts. I, I'm, I'll, I'll I'm, shut up now. I'm reading it from somewhere. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, there's an update, by the way. This is uh, uh-huh. apparently there is a, there is an update to this, but I'm going to read you first what happened in the same thread. <laughs> in the same thread. In the same bulletin board. <laughs> okay. The same cork bulletin board with with more push pins. Okay. Uh, so this is. He, so Michael Malley says, I'm part of a group that put a team into Daniel Negreanu's $25,000 WSOP fantasy draft. Once the draft is completed, which was yesterday, May 30th, our team made several side bets with other teams. These bets totaled $101,000. 20000 of it was with Sean Deeve, his team versus our team. Now, of all names, uh, Mike Nori, one of our partners, how, can, how come we can't get away from him now? Uh, approached Sean about 30 minutes after the draft concluded and offered the bet. Sean said he wanted to think about it, then came back to Mike and accepted the bet, and they shook hands. About 30 minutes after the bet was made, Sean sent a text to one of our partners, not Mike, saying, Hey, just heard something, so I want to cancel the bet. (laughs) Now, if that really happened, come on. I mean, you make a bet... And then you hear something related to the bet that makes your side of the bet not look as good, and you think you can just cancel at that point? I mean, that's that's insane. You can't do that. Uh, I guess it's worth a shot asking, but... No means no, Druff. No, that's Doesn't what ha- matter if the girl flirted with you, went home with you. That's what happened she here. She changes her mind. It's, it's all over. That's what happened. So he wrote, we discussed it via text, and we all quickly agreed that canceling the bet was not an option. Sean made the bet and shook on it. From there, texts were exchanged between Sean and Mike. Mike told him, and it was Mike Nuri, not uh, Mike O'Malley. Mike told him that the bet would stay and he couldn't cancel it. Sean responded with, as far as I'm concerned, the bet is off. He explained to Mike via text that he, quote, talked to a few people and no one thought he did anything wrong. Mike offered him a buyout of the bet. He responded that there is no bet. Mike offered to have it arbitrated to which Sean declined. It is clear from Sean's first text, Hey, just heard something, that he learned valuable information about either his team, our team, either his team or our team after the draft that impacted his decision to want to make that bet. We have ideas about what it could be, one on his team, not one on ours, but the reasons are pretty much irrelevant. Sean made a bet based upon current information about both teams, walked away, learned valuable information about one or both teams, and then decided he wanted to cancel the bet. This is no different than making a bet on fantasy draft teams or the NFL, finding out one player is injured, than trying to cancel the bet. There's, this is no different than making a sports bet, finding out that the key player isn't playing, than trying to cancel that sports bet. You would never get away with canceling a bet that you made after you've learned valuable information that would influence that bet. As a side note, one of the other guys we made a side bet with, Dan Fleischman, oh, he's back, drafted two players that he subsequently found out aren't playing as, as full of a schedule as he thought they were. His text this morning to one of our partners was, so now I basically have a six-man team. I like your side of the bet now. He didn't try to cancel the bet. So this is, this is one of these uh, weird cases where Dan Fleischman is actually the, the moral one. What? What world is this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so uh, it, it's, it's clear from Sean's responses to our team that he doesn't intend to settle the bet or play it out. He also mentioned, go ahead and tell people that I'm a piece of shit. So I'm here to warn people. Make a bet with Sean Deem, and don't expect that he will honor that bet. Wow. So if if it's as written here, if this really happened as Mike O'Malley wrote, I agree that, that Sean's in the wrong here. If you, Regardless of any of the details, if you make a bet about a- anything, and after the bet's made, 
circumstances change, which make your side not look very good anymore, tough luck. You you can, if you have a good relationship with the other side, you can try to say, well, look, it changed, you know, so soon afterwards, or I didn't know this when I made it, you know, this is, violates the spirit of what we were doing, can you let me out of it? You can ask, but if they refuse, it's their right to refuse, and you can't be mad, and you can't uh, refuse to pay. That's That's a crappy thing to do. Again, this is only one side of the story. I'm not saying that this is all necessarily true, but uh, I doubt, you know, this is not some person who just showed up out of nowhere that nobody, nobody knows. This is a guy who's been part of the poker community for like 20 years. So the guy, Mike O'Malley, he's probably telling a story that's true or near true. Possible he's not, but my guess is that it was a true story. So there was uh, some discussion back and forth on uh, some forum. And there's a happy ending. Not the same type of happy ending you'll find on Spring Mountain Road in Las Vegas. By the way, someone asked recently on the Poker Fraudler forum if the Asian massage parlors on Spring Mountain, if those are just a massage or if they do a happy ending at the end. And I said, if it's on Spring Mountain, they do a happy ending. Just any of those you see in Chinatown, they are what you think they are. Isn't that pretty much a given with the Asian massage places? Yes, though? but especially the ones in Chinatown on Spring Mountain. That's just an automatic. So anyway, you have a free gift certificate there? No, but uh, if I got one, I would know what to expect. So Mike O'Malley posted again just a short time ago. Posted, uh, let's see. He posted four hours ago. At 8.11 p.m. He said, After discussing with some of his friends, Sean has decided to allow the bet to stand. Good on him and much respect. Mods, delete this thread if you deem it necessary. If this actually is a thread on a forum somewhere where the owner gets mad about things being reposted anywhere. Uh, otherwise, if it's not a thread and just and Dandruff found this on a cork bulletin board somewhere, <laughs> uh, you don't have to do anything. That, that's what was written. Uh, so, anyway, uh, that is that, and it looks like ultimately Sean Deeb decided to do the right thing, according to what Mike O'Malley's saying. So, hypothetically, since this is solved at this point, since Sean is letting the bet stand and it's going to play out and he's going to pay if he loses and it's all done, so. Hypothetically, uh, if if he didn't, can you, can you think of any circumstance where he'd be in the right here, where Sean would be in the right if Mike O'Malley's story was true? I mean, if he were somehow lied to in some way. I mean, I I, I really don't know. He would yeah, have to be like, yeah, I guess, I guess that, maliciously deceived in some right. way. Right. So I guess like if someone wasn't playing, like if he says, hey, is this guy is this guy going to be in Vegas the whole summer? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, he will be. And then Sean puts him on his team and then uh, and then he finds out afterwards that he w- that the guy wasn't and they knew that the whole time. Yeah, that would be uh, that that would be a good reason to cancel it. But that doesn't seem to be the case here. But yeah, that that would be one. Can't think of any other, though. I mean, if something just changes, or if you just weren't aware of something when you made the bet, you 
put someone on your World Series fantasy team that just isn't going to be in many events or whatever, for whatever reason. You find that out later, even if it's immediately later. Um, as I said, if it's a friend, yeah, they'll probably cancel it for you because the, the whole spirit of the bet is you think you made a good team, you think your, your, your friend thinks they made a good team, you're, you're making some kind of bet uh, just to make it fun of whose team does better. Yeah, but you always got to assume it being poker players that someone if someone's betting you they think they've got an edge. Yeah, yeah. No, I I am saying like with with just peers in the poker community then you're just screwed and and nobody owes anybody anything. If it's actually like a friend where you're really just doing this where we're both have the legitimate belief that they have a a team and then it turned out that someone made a mistake and picked someone that's not going to be there that they thought was for the series. Something like that. I could see letting the friend off because at that point... Yeah, like I I bet my brother that he couldn't eat a whole can of cat food. (laughs) And he, he, you know, didn't realize how lousy it tasted. So naturally I felt sorry for him and didn't let him out of it. (laughs) He ate the whole fucking thing. Wow. That's some nasty... That is nasty. That's nasty as shit. That is nasty. I can't even eat tuna fish because it reminds me of cat food too much. It smells like it. It reminds me of it. That even the cans kind of like it. I can't eat tuna fish. Somehow it reminds me of the conversation earlier from licking ass, but I don't know why. Not sure why. So, that would be a good prop bet for somebody to see if we can get rough to eat a can of cat food. Yeah. So, <laughs> no, nah, I, I wouldn't do it. What would it take? <sighs> you got a price, man. I know you got a price. No, yeah, it'd just be a lot of money, though. I just, a whole lot of money. Sounds, Fifty bucks. Sounds, no, come on. That sounds awful. You, you know how many cans of cat food you can buy for 50 bucks? That's a pretty good deal. I don't have a cat. I don't need $50 for the cat food. <laughs> I could get a cat. Use the 50 bucks that you get from winning the bet, and you can pick up a cat from the shelter. You know what? My dog is so excited to eat his dog food, and it's, it, it smells pretty bad, and it, it looks like it's bad. Like, like, How can he actually – I can understand if he eats it because that's what you give him and – that's what he's got to eat, but he's this is like makes his day, just for dog food. Well, I don't get it. I mean, well, dogs, <laughs> dogs like you said, they go around and they sniff each other's ass and they eat shit. I mean, I know, but he can- I'm sure that I'm sure that uh, that dog food tastes like a smells like a filet mignon, you know. But he can tell the difference. Like if it's, if I give him some some people food, then then he likes it even better. Which that makes sense, of course. But you would think that. I, I, how could someone get excited? I, I don't know. I, I guess the dogs it taste different. I guess I guess nobody knows what things taste like to a dog. Okay, so, but, but so how much? How much though? Like, le- legit. Like if I food? just had, you know, if I was willing to to bet substantial amounts of money, what would it take for you to eat a whole can of cat food? I think I think it would probably be like thirty thousand dollars. Thirty thousand, really? Yes, yes. Just to eat, just to eat a can of cat yes, food? I, I'd hate it. Yeah. I bet you we got people in the chat that would do it for a hundred bucks. Probably. <laughs> you really think it's going to be that bad? Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. Okay, so uh, I was even thinking twenty-five. No, that's not enough. I want thirty. So yeah, it's uh, so, so. I also have to wonder if change in Sean Deeb's mind was from this thread because uh, now, now he claimed he did tell Sean that he was going to blow this up on the internet and he did but 
a lot of times it takes something like this before the other side acts reasonably. So, um, uh, look, uh, you know, heat of the moment. And then he uh, came to realize that everyone else thought that he was acting inappropriately. He talked to someone he trusted and changed his mind. Yeah, there, there's of course there's idiots on two plus two that are arguing that uh, uh, Michael Malley was wrong here. I swear to God. Yep. So. Anyway, it's yeah, it's so stupid how some of these threads degenerate over there. Like, why are they trying? You, to even this? even the guy that was trying to get out of the bet now effectively admits he was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> How can they be arguing it? It doesn't make any sense. The guy with the most vested interest in it now believes that he was wrong. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. You know? God. Yep. Well, let's move on here. Wait, what's that? What's that background noise? It's no background noise. It's your imagination. I heard some kind of noise in the background, like something was picked up and then put back down. Maybe it was me putting down something that I could have made noise with and decided to be polite and not do it. Mm. I I picked up something. I said, I'm going to I can make this really annoying sound and drive Calwatt crazy, but I'm not going to because I'm polite and I'm not a hypocrite. That's that's what I did. All right. Oh, boy. The <laughs> <laughs> the, the anal beads again. I can't get the anal beads. The magnetic anal beads. So, uh, Vanessa Russo, who probably has never used anal beads, but who knows? Vanessa Russo, if you remember on last week's show, we did a long. That's a bold statement. <laughs> I'm just you know? guessing. Yeah, I'm just guessing. If I had okay. to guess, I'd say she probably hasn't. Maybe she'll prove me wrong. We had a long segment about her on the last show. Tearing apart her claim that she was hacked on Twitter. We're not going to go through the whole thing again because it would take a long time and you can just go back to the last episode if you want to hear that breakdown. But quickly, Vanessa Russo showed up on the night of May 22nd on Twitter and claimed that she's at a Hobie Sound Florida 7-Eleven. And she is trying to get a hold of the police, but they're not taking her seriously. And that her family is being held hostage. Very surprising tweet to be seeing from Vanessa Russo. Of course, many people got alarmed. Many people in poker. Many people who were fans of hers from Big Brother, where she appeared. And a lot of people were very upset. The Hobie Sound Police Department was flooded with calls on behalf of Vanessa People saying, look, you got to take her seriously. She's really in danger. Then, after some time, a fellow contestant from Big Brother who got a hold of Vanessa's sister and a uh, teenage mega fan slash maybe family friend both reported that Vanessa was the victim of a swatting. Swatting being a phony uh, 911 call that makes it look like uh, someone is in danger in a certain location when in reality there's actually nothing happening. Then the police come down there and storm the place when there's nothing going on and scare the, uh, the person there. That didn't make any sense, swatting. There's no mention of hacking at the time. 
However, shortly after that, I think it was like the next day, Vanessa claimed that she's okay and her Twitter was hacked. That she didn't write any of these things. This is despite the fact that someone claimed that they called the the police department in a neighboring county and were told that Vanessa called them as well, but would not say specifically what 7-Eleven she was at and they couldn't help her. So most people, especially those that were fans of Vanessa's from Big Brother, which constitute now most of her Twitter followers, most of these people bought whatever story she handed out. And they said things like, Vanessa, that's you know, I'm so glad to see you're okay. Hackers are terrible. I'm so sorry you went through this. You know, you know, be strong, sister. Blah 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 blah. They're... Oh, Vanessa, your ass smells like sweet chili. <laughs> so so much uh, support for Vanessa for this harrowing or- ordeal she went through, where someone hacked her Twitter account and claimed she was at a Seven Eleven and her family's being held hostage and. She was a victim of swatting and hacking and all these horrible things happened to her. But we didn't believe it. There were so many things that didn't add up. And most notably, we came to the conclusion that it looked like that she and her girlfriend, who's now a fiancé, broke up or had some major fight. We found several pieces of evidence that pointed to that. For one, her girlfriend, who was pretty active on Twitter, had not been seen on Twitter since May 16th. Number two, on May 20th, the weird like electronic dance uh, company they founded together called Nightlight, that Twitter account on May 20th claimed that they were temporarily shutting Nightlight down due to an unfortunate personal circumstance. Now, Nightlight consists only of Vanessa and her girlfriend, Melissa. So they're shutting the whole thing down temporarily due to an unfortunate personal circumstance. That's on May 20th. Two days later, Vanessa's all the way across the country in Florida. She lives in Las Vegas. She's all the way in Florida visiting her family. And these tweets come out from someone who somehow knows she's there in Hopi Sound, Florida. And is supposedly, you know, hacking and claiming she's a, uh, that her family's being held hostage and she can't get a hold of the police, which would be a weird thing for the hackers to tweet anyway. So we, we, we tore apart the whole thing and came up with the following theory, which again is only a theory. We don't have any kind of proof about this. But it's a theory, and I think it's a pretty good one. I'd be surprised if it's too far off from the truth. We believe that uh, perhaps while on vacation, perhaps not, but at some point uh, between May 16th and May 20th, that there was a big fight between Vanessa and her fiancé, Melissa, that the two of them either broke up or temporarily split up, and first put their little company on hold, and second... uh, Vanessa flew back to Florida to her family there for moral support. On the way from the airport to Hobie Sound to see her family, Vanessa had some kind of meltdown, perhaps drug-induced, perhaps just from the stress of everything that was going on, or perhaps both. 
they uh, she had this meltdown and imagined her family was in danger and went to a Seven Eleven to call the police. So she sounded incoherent to the police who weren't able to help her for that reason. And she took to Twitter to beg for help. So this is a so there was nothing about this. And by the way, her, her girlfriend still hadn't hadn't been seen on Twitter during this whole ordeal. Still hadn't been seen since May 16th. So then we heard nothing for about a week or so. But then this today, or shall I say yesterday, since it's now after midnight. May 31st at 3.30 p.m. Pacific time. From Vanessa Russo. Thanks for all the love and support. Me and uh, Melissa, she puts in Melissa's uh, Twitter account, are taking a small social media break. Being hacked was very scary. Be back soon. Promise. Oh, so scary. So now, somehow, she and Melissa are taking a social media break because of Vanessa being hacked, which doesn't make any sense. Uh, what? What? Did this had nothing to do with Melissa, supposedly. This is the first time we're hearing this has to do with her. And Melissa had been taking a break for six days prior to this. Jeff, I am shocked that you were able to do radio after you were hacked by those Russians. <laughs> weren't, weren't you scared? Didn't you it need was very, to hold and cuddle with? It was very, very scary. And I deleted all my social media and I, I took down mm-hmm. Poker Fraud Alert. And I said, no, no, I have to go on. I have to be brave. It was very scary. Yeah, so this is obviously... Yeah, saving face because she doesn't want to admit she had a breakdown. She doesn't want to admit that she was crazy that night. She probably doesn't want to admit yet that they're having. Uh, oh, the, the X Factor says maybe Vanessa's on the same drugs as Tiger Woods. <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a good point. Yeah, it's a, she doesn't want to admit that they're uh, having issues with one another. Um, whatever. So. Obviously, when they're sh- when they're shutting down their company temporarily on May twentieth because of an unspecified uh, personal issue, and then two days later this happens, it wasn't a hacker, and this is just an excuse. Now, the amazing thing is, if you go look at that tweet and go look at the replies, they're all so positive, they're all so supportive, and not in the way of like, oh, we hope you get better, Vanessa. Whatever your problem is, we hope you get. It's it's just. People believe it at completely face value. Now, if you're not watching very closely, that makes sense. You, you see something like this. Someone says they were hacked. You believe them. That's that. But you'd have to think of all the people that are watching this closely. And I've seen like on some Big Brother forums and blogs, they were discussing this. So there's some people that have taken an interest in this. But, but no one in that Big Brother community has the balls to stand up and go, you know what? I don't believe it. I don't believe it. This was you, Vanessa. You were the one writing those things. There was no hacking. It's time to own up to it. And Brandon, it's time to own up to the fact that uh, when people meet you from uh, Poker Frawler, you bring the moldy cheese. Is this true or false? It's time to own up to the fact that it's very tilting hearing you pronounce that city in Florida, Hobie, over and over again when it's Hobe Sound. Very tilting. Hobe Sound. Okay, thank you. Thank you. I don't know. I'm not from Florida. I, I'm not familiar with Florida. You know, but you're familiar with all things, everything. No, no. Is the 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 farther it gets from the Pacific time zone, the less 
I'm familiar with with these areas and how you pronounce these cities. I know yeah, you're Brandon. Brandon, you missed it. Uh, Druff said he wanted to fuck Justin Bonham. Oh no, no, let's not get this going again. I would have thought that on March 29th, 1986, you met a girl on a bulletin board system that lived in Hope, South Florida. <laughs> All for naught. But listen, even if that had happened, I, I still may not have been able to pronounce it because I would have just seen it written on the bulletin board. I wouldn't have heard her say it. It's Hope Sound. Okay, Hope Sound. Okay. I, I, not, I did not bring anyone moldy cheese. I had a very good dinner with uh, East Coast Scott and handicapped me, but East Coast Scott ran really, really bad. He lost that credit card roulette and uh-uh. was like a puppy that just got caught peeing on the rug. I mean, he was so sad. And when he saw that that bus boy, it was a bus boy that pulled out that uh, Capital One credit card of his. I mean, the poor kid, you just would have thought his whole vacation was ruined. It was very sad. Was it an expensive dinner? It was $271 before time. Oh, okay. I don't think that's too bad for three people. No, but I see why he was upset. Yeah, it ruined his night. He said he didn't budget on the trip for that expense. <laughs> Uh, he declined the credit card roulette. Yeah, that's what I say. He should have. Uh, maybe he maybe he can win in PLO again. He'll be back in shape. He's, uh, I last saw him. He was playing uh, some no limit hold'em at the Bellagio, and then handicapped me. Had some friends from his bachelor party arrive at Harris, and I wished them all well. I got in my car. I'm headed to my secret location to get a good night's rest before the uh, four card would have you tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good luck with that, and I'm gonna, you know, make sure to tweet with hashtag PFA04. Uh, I will have that. I will have that up before the event starts, and uh, we can we can follow along with with Brandon's updates. Whoever else wants to tweet during uh, that event, PFA04, and of course, PF, hashtag PFA05 if you play the Colossus the next day. Now, I, I may be tweeting on my secret Twitter. Now, you know what that is, right? Yes, I do. Okay, so but if I do, there are a few that know about that. That's the Twitter account I infamously had a ordeal with that one guy who serves you overpriced food. Yeah. All right? Yep, he did. I won't be doing that this year. <laughs> I won't be doing that. But let me ask you, I know you're talking about Vanessa Russo and anal beads and, and, and all that good stuff, but in regards to actual poker, is there anybody that we know or that's notorious, famous, infamous that is still in the employee event? Or uh, what's going on with the other, the heads up, what have you? Well, let me go take a look. We'll, hopefully they, we, I can see updates this year without signing into social media. Let's see. This will yeah. be, be the test. So let me see. The Casino Employees event. This is such fail. I'm clicking on it. Nothing's happening. Like, Okay, the live coverage. Is Lo- it WSOP.com this year or yeah, Poker News? Yes, WSOP.com. So, okay, updates. Let's see. Are the bagging and tagging. So let's see. The Let's see if there's anything. Uh... I'm looking at. There's 11 people left with, in the casino employees event, and I don't know any of them. So uh, let me let me go back to the other event here. This uh, I gotta guarantee you know some of the ones left in that event. What do you say? I said I'm gonna. I guarantee that you'll know some of the names in that event. Oh, the second event. Yeah. The, what is the 10K tag team or something? Yeah, the 10K tag team. Correct. Yeah. That's a lot of money to put up for a tag team. Isn't it, it is. It is. Of course, people put up three hundred k to play this other event, this uh, super high roller. So let's. Let... Chopped uh, one the other day for like another four hundred thousand at Aria. 
No. Yesterday? Well, who do you think it would be? Fedora Holtz? Yes. <laughs> it was like 386000 again. I mean, it's sick. Like, it just, the kid's remarkable. Here's what I don't understand is there's, like, the team names, they, they have a name for each team, but it has to do with the uh, the last name of one of the people on the team. But what about the other person? Why do they not get credit? So there's like Team O'Brien, Team Salter, Team Ramirez, Team Sneed, like Team Mueller. But there's there's Team Kessler. There is, but there's no. Uh... I think a team is Rocky. That'd kind of be a, a fair one. Yeah, that'd be one that, that that provided that they play with each other. But anyway, uh, right now the leader is Team O'Brien. That's Dan O'Brien, and who else? I don't know. I can't figure it out. It, it doesn't say. Then uh, team, Sa- team Salter is in second place. I don't know who that is. Uh, team Ramirez, I don't know. Team Sneed, is that golfer Sam Sneed? Ramirez. Manny, Mar- Manny Ramirez? Maybe, maybe. Here's, here's one called Team Fast. Do you think that's just like a, a name, or you think someone's really named Fast? I don't know. Then there's Team Vu. I wonder if Tom Vu is back playing poker. That guy who used to be on TV. Uh... Wasn't he in prison for a while? Uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it is him. Um then there's Team Harwood. I know that that would be Lonnie Harwood. Then uh, Team Mueller. I assume that'd be Greg Mueller. Number nine, Team Lamb. I assume it was Ben Lamb. Number ten, Team Negranu. I wonder who that would be. Team eleven, uh, Team Mortensen. Juan Carlos. Team twelve, Team Kessler is still alive. Then Team Jaffe is thirteen. I don't know who that is. Team Jackson could be a lot of people. The four. Jaffe's uh, the one. No, 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 not not Jaffe. Jaffe. J F F E. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. And team Jackson, Team Mateos, Team Charbonneau, Team Ado, Team D'Angelo, Team Team Baker could be a lot of it. It could be uh, either David Baker or even a different Baker. That's the, that's the one guy that doesn't like you from the one time. No, but it could be the young guy who has no problem with me for the one time. Is that, which one is from Katy, Texas? Is that, that the one that likes you or no, doesn't that's, like you? doesn't like me. The, the older one is from Katy, Texas and doesn't like me. The younger one doesn't really know me. Uh, t- team uh, Lejo, Team U, maybe that's Ben U, the the Magic player. Uh, team Chidwick, uh, Team Bicknell, Team of oh, Team Holtz, Fedora Holtz. Uh, he already he should just call out the tournament now and give it to him. <laughs> he's twenty fourth place currently. Then there's Team Zinno, but he's not running as hot as usual. He's only twenty fifth. So isn't it funny what you, that? What do, you, what do you say if you're Fedora Holtz's partner and he doesn't want to let you tag in? <laughs> like, what is this guy? You know what I mean? Hey, yeah. You're the best Leave me alone. Yeah, yeah. You let him go. Well, it's funny. It's funny in this that they're still in this, but Team Holtz and Team Zinno okay. are they're kind of like average at the moment. Listen, this brings up an interesting question. Now, you being a cheap Jew that you are, if Fedora Holtz somehow, and you know what, stranger things have happened, sends you a PM, and it's not one step impersonating him, and he says, "Hello, Mister Druff. I am big fan of Fraud Show. I listen all the time. I love that." Calawat and the lovely little Traderuski, I would like for you to take half and buy in with me to Heads Up Tournament, although you not play much, okay? <laughs> would you put up the, I guess it's 10K a person, right, not a team? I don't know. Okay, well, whatever. Say it's 10K a person. Would you put up the 10K just knowing that he's such a great player? Yes. Even though you're not going to play much? Yes, I would. You would snap to it, right? Yep. Yeah, so would I, of course. Even but, if you don't play at all. But by the way, uh, we we have there is a team is Rocky, but they're not doing well. They're they're uh, they're they're the bottom chip stack of the ones that have not busted yet. Of the yeah. of the ones that have busted, Team Hawkins, which I assume is Maurice Hawkins, uh, Team Leah, which is Mike Leah, I'm sure. Team Mercier, which is probably which is Jason Mercier and his wife. 
Uh, team Elias, Team Petrangelo, Team Angle. Ari Angle is down. But let me ask you, if you won a bracelet with Fedora Holtz in this event and you didn't get to play at all, would you even tell people that you won a second bracelet? Pro- no, I would just... Uh, it's kind of like being on the roster of a World Series team, but you don't even play one in it. Yes, that's what it's like. So you wouldn't even say that. You wouldn't brag. No, I wouldn't. So, yeah. so also, bust, so we've lost Ari Angle from there. Team Farrell, Team Brian Rast is gone. Team Johnson, Team Morgan, Team Brunson. So Todd Brunson is not... Uh, I wonder if, if Doyle played, too. Hey, Team Shaq is still in. Doyle did do an interview with Card Player Magazine uh, about a week ago in which he quoted or stated to the interviewer that he is reconsidering playing some of the 10K World Championship events this year. Huh. I don't know if you read that. No. Or He hasn't played. It's been five years since he played in a tournament. The last tournament he played in was the 50K Players Championship. Um, I don't know. I kind of think it should be like a golfer. Like, when Jack Nicholas hung it up for good, he shouldn't come back, and then not, they retire again. I kind of think it's an attention grab. Yeah. Don't you? Yep. Uh, yeah. Like, what are you doing? They're 70, what do you think, 79 or 80? Maybe even in his early 80s. Uh, anyhow, are you a little sorry or jealous or envious, whatever the, the, the term may be, that you are not playing in the $1,500 Omaha event tomorrow? Yes. Yes. Me you too. Are. Calawan, are you coming out here at all for uh, any of the contests? Not looking good. I'm going to be in Asia for three or four weeks. So, Oh, so are you going to do the radio show from there, or are you going to be uh MIA? We can try. Yeah, I guess we can try. What, uh, what part of Asia? I'm going to be in Southeast Asia and Japan. What what country in Southeast Asia? Malaysia. Oh, and a little, bit of Tha- a little bit of Thailand, too. You know, don't bring no uh, drugs if you go to Indonesia, though. I read about uh, that Valley 9 the other night, saw a documentary. You go there with one little ecstasy pill, 15 years you're locked up. One uh, little ecstasy. Serious. Got to be careful out there. But, by the way, this is a weird pairing. Dan Shack and Samantha Abernathy are on one team. Yeah. I thought that was really strange, too. I was wondering if that's, I was wondering if that's her, her new sugar daddy or something. He's staking her. He's a millionaire, of course. Come on. This, this is. I got to read this draft because I, I, I th- think this was absolutely hilarious. But um, a while ago, Samantha Abernathy tweeted: uh, "Anyone interested in taking a month off after the series and taking a surf, climb, bike, hike, sail trip through South America with me? Where are the free spirits out there?" Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. And then Matt Salzberg, who is funny as shit, writes back to her and says. I'm sure you and the new main event winner will have a blast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then people got mad at him for saying that. I mean, well, nothing else for that other smug cunt Melanie Weiser can go and spew and enjoy themselves on the law poker community's dollar. That's for sure. <laughs> smug cunt. <laughs> have you seen the Weisner yet? She's showing up? I haven't seen her. Ever since I stood up for her that one time against the Indian when the cheated her in the words with friends, and then she did this to us. Remember that, Jeff? Yes, yes. Yeah. yeah but by the way, uh, Ryan Laplante's team is not doing that well. But I wonder if who, who's the other person is that uh, is the other person in Ryan Laplante's team gay? No, and, no it's and, a businessman. Oh, it's a businessman. Yeah, I heard he was on the two plus two poker what? cast, and he was saying that his partners are 
some businessmen that uh, st- have pieces of him or something like that. Okay, so. but it could be a gay businessman. Well, it, it certainly could, but he's got a fiance. Yeah, that's true. I was, uh, no, I was just hoping. I, I know that name. He, he's he's a uh, a gay poker player who did well in the World Series last year, and uh, he won a bracelet like right after that Orlando shooting. So he like during the speech, he made it all about this the Orlando shooting, and and yeah. uh, he he used to be a listener to this show. But he, he doesn't listen anymore, and he's part of Rainbow Flops. And he, he did oh. some insufferable, like, podcast diary at the World Series. I don't know if you heard oh, that. Oh, I didn't hear Man, that, that was, no. Oh, that was rough. <laughs> that was really boring. But he, he, That's the same uh, cult that tried to take our PLO. Yeah, right? yeah, it, it is. It is the same cult. Unbelievable. So, so anyway, he... he uh, no, I was hoping that maybe... His partner was gay in this, and then tag team could have two meanings. Hey. Yep. So, what, what, when is uh, when is your first event? It's it's just like last year, the fifteen hundred limit hold'em, and I, I'm prepared to go up and down a million times, and then be the chip leader with forty two left, and then go out fortieth again. Yeah. Yep. And and in Young Calawat, what is going on in, in Asia? Is this a business thing? I assume. No, nope, it's not business related. Just a little pleasure trip to Malaysia. Yeah. Wait, you can't to go to you can't go to Malaysia for for pleasure. They got the ISIS in Malaysia. I saw oh, it come on. The internet. It, it is. It, it, no, it is true. It's it's much more dangerous. I I actually went there in '93, but uh, it's a lot more dangerous than back in '93 now because they. I'm not joking. They they, they, have, they actually do. Send no money for them not to sever your head. So be careful when you go out there. I've been there many times before. I think I'll be okay. All right. Okay, I'm, con- I'm concerned we're going to lose our, our co-host again. Well, you might. <laughs> you might. You got a shot. B- by the way, uh, Andy Block, who I know uh, you, you know Brandon from uh, from Barge, he, he decided to have uh, a teammate who is is beloved in poker. His teammate is none other than Full Tilt Thief Chris Ferguson. <laughs> Oh. Wow. In fact, they were the last team to register. Of course they were. Who is Ferguson's partner? Andy Block. Andy Block. Oh, Andy Block. Okay, that makes sense. I wonder if people are going to throw shit at him and heckle him this year, or he's just going to start skating. And uh, and Doug Polk is with uh, Ryan Fee this time. His business partner, yeah. And uh, let's see. I wish there's a full list of who the partners are here. You just gotta like scan the updates to figure it out. Well, you know what it is. It's a, the World Series is using the same chip count thing that they've been using for like the last ten years. Like it's literally the same thing, and I bet you it just doesn't have the facility to have more than one name. Well, it could just be like team, or it could be just be like John, like 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 for example with. Dan Shack and Samantha Abernathy. Instead of Team Shack, it should be like Shack slash Abernathy. That would be much more. Yeah. Well, you can have, How many that? people can you have on your team, though? I don't know. Um, I think you can have more than. Oh, oh, that's right. It is more than one. It's, it's not. It's, that's the problem. It's more than one. Yeah. So it's a, uh, like yeah. for example, uh, Brian Rast's team was uh, Brian Rast, Jeff Gross, and Tony Esfandieri, and uh, Michael Phelps of all people. Oh, jeez. You think Phelps busted uh, him? <laughs> well, they, they, they they're uh, they're de- they're down. So, what about that lesbian lady who partnered with the one guy that was in the islands hiding last year? Um, 
a lesbian lady that can play poker pretty good. She's all mad though. She blocked you on the Twitter. Oh, oh Kathy Liebert. Yeah, but she's not. She's not a lesbian. She just seems like one. She partnered with Micon. Last year she did. <laughs> really? That's funny. Yeah. Like, I mean, Druff, we validate what I'm yeah, saying. That's a, yeah, that's true. That's right. She actually, a, but the funny thing know. is, like, like I thought she had a problem with me, but then, and she did block me, but then I saw her, uh, I think it was in 2016, or either 15 or 16. No, it was 15. I saw her in 15 at, a, at an event, and she was very nice to me at the table, so I don't know what to say. Are you, are you still blocked right now? I probably am, but she probably doesn't realize it. Like, I didn't bring it up that she, that she had blocked me. But uh, but like even when the table broke and we're walking over to the next place, she was talking to me as if like we're on good terms. So I didn't get it. Yeah, well, hey. I would have always I would have thought she was a lesbian. Yeah, everybody thought that, but she's not. That's the like there, there's no. Let me say this: nobody knows for sure, but there's no evidence of her ever dating any women. And she did have a relationship, a sexual relationship with Tom McAvoy for a while. So, so at the very least, she's she's bi and she may be straight. So, like no one's ever seen her with a woman. Hey, uh, Brandon, I got Brandon. Can you do this for me? Uh, murder, Mary, fuck. I'm driving, but sure, go ahead. All right, murder, Mary, fuck. Uh, Melanie Wisner, Vanessa Selps, Kathy Liebert. Murder, Mary, fuck. Melanie Wisner, Vanessa Selps, Kathy Lieber. Oh God! Well, I mean, okay. The one is one is pretty simple. All right. Uh, The fuck would have to be the Wisner. Oh, you give it to the Wisner. Well, but she's the most attractive of the three by far. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Murder. I'm gonna have to go with Kathy Lieber. Okay. And then now going to have to be Vanessa Selps, although I cheat on her, but I would hope that if I was nice during the marriage, she'd teach me how to play good heads up, no limit, hold up. Okay. Well, you could wear the same clothes. So. <laughs> oh, can, that's the other thing. Not, not only that, it would be familiar, you spent so much time with with Dustin Neverwin Wolf, they, they look so much alike. So. Yeah, but I yeah, mean... But I bet her ass doesn't smell like uh, sweet uh, chili. Oh, oh Brandon, did you hear this weird call from, from that, that girl, the Hacks, who uh, used to no. go out with Neverwin? No, I didn't hear. I, I turned in. I tuned in right when you kept saying Hobie Sound. No, it, it was so weird. It was earlier in the show. A Chicago number called in, and she said it was Hacks, which I think it really was. It was that girl who who like dated Neverwin twenty years ago. And, and oh, I was at that. I remember she like appeared out of nowhere and yeah. So at first she asked for yes. du- at first she asked for Dustin, and so I pretended to be him for a little bit, and I couldn't tell if she really thought she was calling him or not. But then. We never got an answer by the end. She was on the call a long time. We talked a lot about eating ass, and she said she only ate Neverwin's ass, and she said that she that she that her marriage ended because she cheated on her husband with Neverwin. Uh, yeah, but she said that Neverwin's ass smelled like sweet chili and that she could pick his ass out of a lineup anywhere. Yes. Really weird. Huh. But but it is true. We we do know for sure she did used to eat his ass. Like that really is true. I remember that. Yeah. So, but but I, I'm pretty I'm pretty convinced it was really her too. Like I I, I but I think I still think Neverwin probably had her call in. But I, but I don't know. But if if he did, he never came forward and said it was him. Like he never came forward and said he was behind it. So I don't know. Yeah. Huh. That's, so the that's way you guys remember this girl is like, oh yeah, that's the girl that ate Neverwin's ass. Yes. Yes. All and right. then, then I found out. We found out for the first time that she met. They met on an AOL chat room in '98. Mm. Huh? 
Well, you know, uh, not that it's very interesting news, but since we have talked about it this evening, I used for the first time the uh, Caesars self-parking garage ever since the fees were put in place. Um, I, I, I think, didn't you use it once, you said? Yeah, I did. It was a clusterfuck, but I, yeah. I used it, yeah. And, you know, it wasn't very busy there, and I did notice as soon as I pulled into the garage that they had a big notice that said that Nevada residents were free. So even even though it doesn't matter, I have the card, the you know, platinum, you know, diamond, seven star, whatever. But uh, so Nevada residents are free. It didn't say how long that would be if it's till the end of the year. But uh, it was a seamless process. It wasn't any, you know, any kind of issue getting in out of there. But it was also a Thursday night or Wednesday night at midnight. So it wasn't very crowded. I, I just found but, it was confusing that, that maybe they've improved it since then, but it was very confusing of what to do. Do you take a ticket? Do you not take a ticket? Uh, there's a lot of confusing things about what you should, even the instructions were very poorly written. So yeah, may, maybe they've made it better. They they didn't have an intent, an attendant when I first went, I actually went like on the second day it existed. They didn't have, they don't have attendance now either. Okay. So if you actually try to get out and you've done something wrong, you, you're, you have to push a button that, says assistance, and I, should, I guess somebody will eventually come to you, but you're going to hold up all the traffic behind you. So, but the good news was when I got in there today, uh, you know, even though it is a Wednesday, it, I, I don't think I've ever seen, you know, I got there, I think around eight o'clock at night, that garage was maybe a third full. Uh-huh. There were so many empty spots. So maybe I think it's a deterrent now for people that were either parking there long term Oh, or really? whatever it may be. I don't know. When I was there, it had a lot of people. Well, maybe since then the word has gotten out. You know, because I, I usually go to that top garage, top, the, the roof of the garage. I don't know. I just go to level five. That's where I normally park. Um, and, I mean, there was just spaces everywhere. But as I was driving up, I looked, you know, on every level, it was a ghost town in there. So if that's what you're giving up, so, because that garage used to be one of the most mass, you know, just packed garages. Yeah, it was very Neither. full. But, yeah. but I, I want to give everybody a tip, by the way. I've, I've, I've meant to do this for years on this show, and I forgot. But now I'm going to do it. In that Caesars garage, if you drive in, I'm talking about the self-park garage, if you drive in fairly late at night, you know, midnight, 1 a.m., 2 a.m., anything around that, or, or later, drive, go, go to the third, fourth, or fifth floor, and you will get a spot very close to the elevator. To drive very close to the elevator, and you will find plenty of spots there, which you wouldn't expect. A lot of people say, oh, there's no way those spots are open right now. I'm going to go to you know a, a spot way back there. And sure enough, if you go way back there, you'll see plenty of cars parked there. So what happens is a lot of people leave and go home at that time. So if you, there's plenty of spaces open very close to the elevator on floors 3, 4, and 5. In, in Which are the floors to be if you want to be close to the elevator that takes you directly to the casino. You can park sometimes, you know, one of the closest spots to the elevator during those hours. But if it's something like, you know, during the day or uh, or, or 7 p.m., then you're not going to find it. You shouldn't even bother driving over there. So that's my huh. tip. My, my, expert Caesar, my expert Caesar's tip. Hmm. Very good information. Did, uh, did you cover yet, because this was actually a topic at dinner this evening, the uh, Daniel Negreanu prop bet, and if you did already, can you just maybe recap both of your yeah, thoughts? Yeah, uh, because we talked about there, it. There's a theory by Eric Seidel that the whole thing's a hoax. That, In what way? That Negreanu was joking and that <clears throat> he didn't bet anybody. 
Oh, okay. Because I mean, even money—that's a great bet. To it play. is. That, that's that's. It's too, it seems too good to be I, true. I think Eric Seidel might be right because nobody remembers any kind of announcement he made other than a quick reference to betting Ben Lamb on it, and then a few hours later he said, "Oh, it sold out." It was it was weird. It didn't go like you'd expect. Oh, so this wasn't a, a bet that just has been accumulating and people are taking action. And I, I like there. right. I haven't seen any kind of announcement about it. He just says, "Oh, just bet this with Ben Lamb," and then a few hours later, okay, we're sold out. So Look at that makes because you know my thinking would be, what would be different this year than any other year that he plays in all the 10k events? Yeah, and you know every event, and you know maybe okay, you know he wins a bracelet, I wouldn't be surprised. But two would be you know an extraordinary year for him. Three would just be nuts. I mean you know th- he's not, I mean he's not a bad player by any means of course, but three is hard for you know. Jason Mercy. One is hard. Yeah, we, we just talked about it. I mentioned that since the poker boom started, it has only happened twice that someone won three bracelets in a year. And then who, who, let me think. Was Jeffrey Lissandra one yes, of those? Yes, he was one of them. Okay. And then what, what year roughly was the other one? 14. 14. Is it a big, a big name? Uh, not really. I know Tom Schneider, that no, he won two, him. but it wasn't, wasn't him. It wasn't him. 2014. Were they in? Were they in uh, no limit mixed games or both? Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, I, who, who was it? It was George Danzer. Okay, I mean that's a semi big name, but yeah, I wouldn't have got that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's remarkable. So it's happened twice since the poker boom. Yep. All right. Huh. You know, we had another prop bet. No cheating here at dinner. It was between uh, Scott and Handicap Me. Okay, the bet was between the two of them. How, without looking, of course, how many 10K events are at are at the World Series this year, not counting the main event and not counting the men's purchase of the women's event. So, no cheating. Don't look at the computer. Calawat, you can go first. What would you guess without knowing, or maybe you do know? 10K buying events, no main event, not the women's event. Wait, what? How many 10K events are there? I mean, am I stuttering here? No, no, no. It's it's how many 10K events, if you exclude the main event and and the women's event. Which is 10K for men. How many 10K buy-in events are they at the World Series? 13. Hey, Druff, what would you say? Nine. 14. Oh, much closer to me. 14. Yep. What do I win? You win. Well, they bet $2 on it, so if you want. (laughs) I mean. What the fuck? No, this is. Here, here's your prize. Here's your prize. Zero I thought point zero. Mm-hmm. There it is. The, the two seconds I thought is. Uh, I mean, you're not getting any of that watermelon slushy money back if that's what you're trying to. Angle. <laughs> Listen, that's fucker, gonna I'm going to come. I'm going to come down to Vegas just to get that money back. <laughs> but you know, you know that's actually, what... if I do come to Vegas, I want you to take me to that fucking same slushy place. I want to go there. All right, we'll go down. I want to see head. where the money where the money went to. But you know, yeah, you wouldn't think they're that many, but they are. There, there's 14 of them. Wow, which is kind of amazing. So, by the yeah. way, is, it, is the poker room shutting down on June 18th, Brandon? Do you know which one it is? Of course. Come on, I'm a rookie. I'm going to say it's the Luxor. It's the Luxor. The Luxor is shutting down. It's a, yet another poker room to shut down in Vegas, as the they're realizing it's just not uh, really worth very much to these casinos to have poker rooms, especially as the poker boom is. Uh, Winding down every year. Well, you know, the big problem is a lot of these places, especially as you get to like 10, 11 o'clock during the week, you know, sometimes for 12 hours. So, you know, basically 
the end of Swing Ship and Olive Graveyard, it's a fucking absolute ghost town. Yeah, there's nothing. You know, and they're standing the Lux- dead. They're standing dead. You know, it's a Tuesday night at the Luxor at 4 a.m. You really think there's a you know tables going? No, no. It, there's a. It was a nine table room, and most of the time these were not going, obviously. And uh, in March, they only had a three table room at the Hard Rock, and that closed. Uh, within the last six years, twenty two rooms in Las Vegas have closed. So there's about uh, yeah, probably between thirty five and forty poker rooms remaining in Las Vegas. So, uh, and the Las Vegas Strip has eighteen poker rooms. Uh, there are twenty six of them in two thousand seven. So there's uh, there's eight fewer on the Strip than uh, ten years ago. Do you remember the most well known player at the Hard Rock? No. Calawat, do you know? Do not. After all other poker rooms and avenues were exhausted, that was at one point his last resort. And uh, he Jamie made that Gold, home for Jamie, almost two Jamie years. Gold? Was it Jamie Gold? No, 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 no. Come on. It's a simple question. Who do you know that literally would be, would be banned from everywhere to the point oh, that the, the, the Hard ice, Rock... the Iceman? Yes. Oh. That's where mm-hmm. that was his home base for about two years. <laughs> That's funny. Wake up, young people. Let's say hashtag king. Yep, the Iceman sitting in that sad little room in the middle of the casino. It wasn't even like a. It were like three tables surrounded by like blackjacks and slot machines, blackjack tables and slot machines. It wasn't even like you know a full fledged room. So sad. so so here is uh, here's some revenue information for Las Vegas, including poker. In poker, from April. Uh, Sorry, from May 1st, 2016 to April 30th, 2017, the 18 poker rooms on the Strip took in $77.6 million in rake. And, <laughs> and it, was, it was basically about the same as the previous year. So poker has been flat on the Strip as far as revenue. Uh, now, here are some other numbers that are unrelated to, uh, to, to that, but... Uh, in baseball, the betting did not go very well for Nevada sports bettors. They set a record. They won $10.16 million in Nevada off of baseball bettors in the month of April 2017. And uh, they overall... Uh, $119.5 million was bet, which is the second highest on record. Uh, $10.16 million was made in profit there. Uh, the sports books in the state, uh, they, they had revenue rising uh, 11.8% to uh, $15.1 million in April. Uh Baccarat had... Uh, Baccarat. T is silent. I said Baccarat. Baccarat's... I didn't say the T. Baccarat's okay. decline. They, they had a decline in revenue. Uh, where is it here? Yeah, it was down 24.5% in, uh, from April 2016 to April 2017, you know, comp- comparing the two Aprils. They made... Uh, Seventy-nine point two million in Baccarat, and 
the strip was having trouble in the in the gaming. They just uh, the revenue was not as good. The, the revenue fell three point two five percent in gaming. They they made a four hundred seventy five point four million in strip gaming in April two thousand seventeen. It fell three point twenty five percent. Even though downtown, they they went up twenty two percent over the previous April. Uh. But the, the strip, for whatever reason, the table gaming they just didn't do as well. The table gaming on the strip, they uh, they won two hundred eighty-eight million from betters, and that's a six point seven five percent down from two thousand sixteen. Poker revenue, uh, comparing the two Aprils of sixteen to seventeen, it was down one point five percent. Slot revenue up 5.5%. So slots are gaining popularity, at least if you compare the two Aprils. And overall, Nevada's Gaming Control Board shows that uh, the statewide gaming revenue in April went up 1.2% over the previous April. To, they made $886.5 million in gaming revenue in the state of Nevada in April 2017. Not as good as March 2017, where they made almost a billion dollars, $991 million in the state. But that's probably because that was a... Uh, with, with March Madness, they probably had a lot more uh, betting going on of many types. Now, did you uh, speak at all about what's going on with the next alleged approved, already in the planning stages... Big, mega, when I say big, it's most expensive of all time, mega resort that was supposed, was supposed to be built and completed on the Las Vegas Strip where the Stardust used to be located in 2019. Yes, we, we, yes, we talked about it last week. Okay, how it's been delayed now another year. Yes. And some are even now suggesting it may never be built. Yeah, we talked about it last week. Okay. And, uh that I think it was last week we talked about it. Yeah, it had to be last week. But yes, we talked about it, and I, I was saying I don't think the location is that great anymore. It's not horrible, but I don't think it's that great. It's still kind of off the beaten path some. Yeah. And well, I, I just don't, I don't know if a, if a new I, I I don't know if it's really worth. Spending the money to build a, a new resort at this point in Vegas, especially one that's that's not right in the center anymore. I think right. it's uh, there's just I, it, so I, I don't know if this Resorts World product project is ever gonna as if it ever gets built or if it does, if it's gonna be an embarrassing failure. It could be. It's just a big risk building something like that. So you spend all the money building it, and then and then operationally it has to turn a profit, which isn't uh, trivial. I mean, the SLS hasn't done that now in five years almost. Yeah, and and that's and I'm, I'm thinking that's just it's just too far out there. This resorts world It's not a horrible location, but it's 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 not in the main area where people are going to be walking back and forth all the time. So it's it's kind of just it's a little bit of a no man's land, and I I just don't know if there's really room for something like this to open and and if it can really draw people over there who go there just for it. Or there will be some, but is enough to really make it uh, 
the success they needed to be. Oh, we lost Brandon. Cal, are you still here? I am. Yep, we lost Brandon somehow. I think he went into a garage. I heard something like his car door closing. So I believe Brandon, he'll, he'll realize it in about ten minutes. I believe Brandon was returning. Is <laughs> returning home from uh, the meetup with Scott and with Handicap Me, where Scott ended up uh, paying uh, two hundred something dollars for dinner. I don't ever do the credit card roulette. I just always think I run so bad, I'm going to just lose every time. I've done it. I've been at some pretty crazy ones, too. I remember it was first proposed to me, and I opted out of it. I actually opted out of one. It was, it was, it was probably about 10 or more years ago. But it was a pretty expensive meal, and I just said, no, I'll just opt out and pay my own. The other problem was, because I don't drink, I, I I don't spend as much money at dinner, typically. So yeah, but that's not the point. No, I know, but I also just feel like it's uh, like like not just negative EV, but like hugely negative EV. Because if I'm like if I spend like way less than everybody else, then not only am I taking the chance I'll get stuck with just a huge bill because I ran bad, but if I run good and it, it, it does not, if my card is not chosen, I'm not saving all that much. So it's kind of uh, not much of an upside to me. Um, so if, if anything, if like, if I'm splitting a bill with some, like if what I got was pretty similar in value to uh, what other people bought, then I'll just say, let's just split it down the middle. Not worry about this small difference, but I don't like the credit card roulette though. I will say it is a pain in the ass. We, we were the large group of people. And they weren't. They were you know, just three of them. But with a large group of people, it's very. It's a big pain in the ass figuring out what each per- person owes and who ordered what. So that does eliminate that problem. And I know you know poker players. They're not going to want to sit there and figure it out. So I was told, by the way, and I don't know if this is just. I don't know if this is a Nevada state law. I don't know if this is a policy of the particular restaurant. I don't know if it's a Las Vegas thing, but I once had a bad experience at a restaurant in Vegas. This is many years ago. I think this is like 11 years ago. But when I say I, I mean, it was a very large group of poker players. And it was was so large, we were actually split up into two big tables. And our table just had horrendous service. I mean, absolutely horrendous. And not only was it horrendous, but um, the staff was getting obnoxious about it too. Whenever we complained, whenever we asked them to speed things up or whatever, they were they were just no matter how politely we tried, they 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 were nasty about it. They denied it was as long as we said. Finally, I, I got pissed. I remember they it had been forty five minutes and we hadn't even gotten appetizers yet, and I told them. It's been 45 minutes. We haven't got appetizers yet. And they had a big argument with me. No, it hasn't been. We know it's, it's only been, you've been here 15 minutes. So I had them print the, uh, the bill as it currently stood, which would show the time that we sat down and it said like 9.04 and I was talking to them at like 9.49. So they felt stupid. There's the 45 minutes right there. So anyway, service is absolutely horrendous. And then when the bill comes, because we had such a large group, it was a you know, very high bill. And because the group was large, there was an auto 18% gratuity. And so we're leaving this big gratuity for uh, a wait staff that really deserved nothing. Because they were both incompetent slash lazy and rude about it. 
So I thought we had no choice. And in fact, I made sure that we didn't pay a penny above the 18%. And then I got the name of the general manager to call the next day. So when I spoke to the general manager, he told me something very surprising, that I could have deducted that 18%, that I'm not, that yes, it's a, a mandatory gratuity, but if there's a problem that you are able to opt out of it. And I said, I've never heard of that before. But if, if you are at a restaurant where the service is horrendous or the server is like especially rude to you, something where you feel like they don't deserve anything, you want to leave a zero tip, but you feel you can't, you're just forced to leave 18%, it may not be the case. You may want to ask the manager, can you know, am I allowed to revoke this because I didn't like the service? And I'm not someone who revokes tips very easily. You may get the impression that I'm always looking for an excuse to revoke the, the, the tip and, and leave nothing. It's very rare that I leave no tip. Very rare. But in the case where there's a server who a server a serve or servers, if there's several of them who are outright nasty with me or completely checked out to where they're not doing their job. I don't mean a few stupid mistakes, but I mean just either just completely missing for long periods of time or we're just totally getting everything wrong. And yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Just when it's really awful and you know it's the server's fault. Uh, I, I will leave zero. But when I leave zero, I also complain to the manager. I never leave zero without making a complaint. Because I feel if it's if it's warranted to leave zero, it's warranted to make a complaint to the manager. I also have had it before where I complain to the manager, my bill gets comped, and I leave a tip anyway. Because I don't think it's the server's fault. I think it's the kitchen's fault in some cases. So I, I try to be fair about it. But there are, there are, I think there are a few times to leave zero. I've heard people say, oh, don't ever leave zero. You should never leave zero. That's wrong. Of course it's not wrong. If you, if you have a server that's just completely not trying or, or, or is uh, directly rude to you, you, they don't deserve a tip. You, that's, that's something you can choose to give. And any, they're not doing the job they're supposed to do, if that's the case. So, As I said, I don't do it often. It's very infrequent. But I will do it if, if warranted. Cal, why are you still awake? I am still here. Still here. Because I, you know, I, I want to wait for Brandon to come back, but we have exhausted our agenda. This is it. Mm. So this is actually one of the shorter shows we've done. This show is uh, only about four and a half hours, which in older days would have been a long show. Now I feel like we're just beginning, but there's we're just kind of at the end. So... Well, then I don't have to tell you that I'm leaving to go to sleep. <laughs> you don't. It's just really useful. <laughs> For once, you outlasted the show. It's amazing. So, so thank you, Cal Watt, for joining us after your conference call and uh, staying up with us till past four in the morning. This show will be back despite the World Series. This show will take place on its regularly scheduled day of June 7th. So we will be here on Wednesday, June 7th. However, after that, I will announce a preliminary World Series schedule, which will revolve around my World Series. And it's always going to be preliminary because I don't know how far I'm going to make it in different events. So I hope I'm going to miss a lot of them from making it really deep in events, but... If, if I'm chunking off my stacks really early, then I'll probably make a lot more radio shows. 
Are you there? Yeah, we're here. I think everything crashed on my end. Sorry about that. Yeah, it did. You just vanished. Rewind the music. Rewind the music. Here, I'll stop the music for a second. So, yeah, stop the music for a second. So yeah, so I, I was just I was just telling people that uh, we'll uh, play it by ear. Next week we're gonna have a regular show, but after that, uh, depending on my World Series schedule, then it'll jump around. What about Kalawat Southeastern Asian schedule? Uh, well, he said he's gonna try to do it. So, I'm, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be gone from the 25th to uh, June 25th to July 15th, I think. So well, what's the time difference right now in Indonesia? Uh, in well, where I'm gonna be, I think it's like 13 hours, something like that. So it's so tomorrow that's afternoon. A, that's actually the hardest. So oddly, oddly, you got to go to Southeast Asia to get a normal schedule of radio. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, th- that's actually the hardest. Now, I don't really have trouble with time changes because I'm my sleep schedule is so all over the place anyway. But if you do have problems with that, the hardest is with it when it's like around 12 hours because when it becomes more than that, then all you're really doing is skipping a day and then just moving the clock back six hours. Like an 18-hour difference is really just a six-hour difference. So yeah. like, like when I went to New Zealand in the winter of 94, because it's summer there, so they have daylight savings, and it's winter here, so we don't in December. Oh, it's exactly right. 12 hours right now. Oh, wow. Hey, how's, how's this for smooth, by the way? About five days ago... It's late at night. Nothing much is going on. I see that stench come on the Facebook Messenger. So I just write to her, hey, baby girl, how about in a week at the World Series, I take you out for a slice of pizza and some grape drink, okay? Wait, you actually wrote a grape drink? Yeah, I don't get nothing back. I don't get no message oh, back. Boy. And then I see, like, the next day, finally, like, it says seen that she read it. And she writes back like, "Who is this?" Like all these ex- or all these exclamation points and question marks. And I write back, "It's Brandon. I'm the one that asked you the perverted questions on the Poker Fraud Radio Show." And since so she goes, "Oh hi, how are you?" <laughs> oh my god. So well, I'm keep in mind the stench come. Keep in mind whatever, the, whatever happened to her. Well, okay, well she she well, joined Real Grinders and she's like a blogger there and she posts like. There's all. The, she also posted like these blogs about how she used to have a big drinking problem. Similar to what she said on the show. Like uh, she had big drinking problems, and she she she. I guess she had sex with a whole lot of guys in the, the mm-hmm. first year she was out here. But uh, she's passed all that supposedly. And she, uh, did she does she still have that same boyfriend? I think she does. Well, you know, when we last had her on the fraud show, she had moved back home to mom and dad. But then when I spoke with her, she was out living in L.A. Right. She moved to she moved to L.A. with some dude. So I don't know if she's still living. Oh, uh, I don't know about that. But I'll still holler. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, 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 I don't know. She said she's going to be out here all summer. So I, I almost – well, I, I, a few years – I think it was two years ago, um, I guess during her drunk days, which I, I didn't even know about that was going on. But um, she was – like I saw her, but I didn't go up and say anything. Because she was with some dude who turned out it was her boyfriend at the time, or I guess you know, boyfriend for the week, and like I saw just some dude talking to her, and they looked pretty close, and so like I I didn't want to come up and get in the middle of that, so I just kept walking, and then I messaged her afterwards, hey, I saw you, but I didn't want to say anything, and then she said, oh no, you should have said something. So how do you get a name Stinchcom though? And yeah. Not like how come her great great grandfather at Ellis Island or whatever? How come he didn't go in to the <laughs> well, room and change like she- that? Sounds like she lived up to her name in Vegas. So. She did. Well, that's what I'm trying to say. Like back in the day, isn't it? Is it? 
is it a true or is it a fallacy that people's last name were based on their occupation? Uh, it's Definitely semi true. It's, it's semi true. Yeah, like like Moneymaker that he said that's how uh, he got that name was that his I, I think uh, his ancestors made uh, money. Yeah, they're making some kind of <laughs> some no, it was something like like make, making some kind of coins or something like it wasn't actual money, but it was it was something similar to money. So her great 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 grandfather had some stinky cum, maybe. Yeah. And that's what he was known for in the village. Maybe. Jesus. And on the second note, did you talk about how that? Did you talk about how that youngster, that young Brunson, he's going to ruin one of the greatest restaurants I've ever eaten Italian food in, in since I've lived here. Yes, yes. Todd Brunson bought this Roma. What? What, is, what the hell is that? No, you know what's even weirder. Uh, so they had some party for real grinders there. And you actually had to pay to go to it. It was like some kind of pay party where you have it to. It was 25 for members of Real Grinders yeah. and 35 for non members. Yeah, like who went to, who'd go to that? Like uh, at, at Roma. Like, so he's holding like for pay parties. But I mean, this, I mean, this, I've been going there since I moved to Vegas 16 years ago. This is uh, not in the greatest area. It's actually kind of, you know where it is, Druff. It's right near where we used to live. The, the, yeah, the I, I went there. I went there a number of times, yeah. But this was like an authentic Italian restaurant in Delhi. You'd walk in and they'd greet you with a heavy Italian accent. Like, you know, this wasn't like some Olive Garden place. Yeah. So what the hell is he doing buying this kind of place? Like, I don't I mean, I, unless they were in financial trouble. And I mean, I don't know. It's a very weird, you know what I mean? Just the whole thing is coming together like that. It's very weird. You walk in, he's going to hump you like Joey Miller. He's not going to be there. There's <laughs> no way he'll be like a hands-on owner. No. I, I, I he'll be there it. eating. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. Yeah, he bought it. Yeah, I, I thought that was weird too. Of all things that Todd Brunson buys Roma over there. Mm-hmm. There, there is a really weird pizza place. I wish I remember the name. It was on Valley View, and I know Mike kind of used to go there sometimes too. It was on Valley View and a little bit north of, of Desert Inn. Is it a chain with locations no, everywhere? No, it's it's not a chain. It's, so it was a weird place. It was open twenty four hours, and I swear this place was like for money. It was like for money laundering. So, <laughs> you, so and it's like so you'd go in there at four in the morning, and there were like these Armenian guys behind the counter there who were in like expensive looking suits. Like like why would they ever be there at a pizza place? They're they're not customers. They're behind the counter. They're sometimes not serving you, but they're there. They're associated with the ownership there. Then that place got robbed so many times. I know that's not the best area, but it was way more times than it should have been robbed. Right. Many more times like they're running some kind of gambling ring in the back room or something or hoarding tons of cash. No, I, no, I thought it was like, like a, I thought it was like a I, th- I thought it was a, a front for a uh, drug operation and that that's why I kept getting robbed. Yeah. And not, <laughs> not only that the uh they had a guy who was pretty much like hiding in the back with a gun, ready to pop out whenever <laughs> someone was going to rob. So like, so like, I come in there and yeah, you know, the pizza's like yeah, fourteen dollars or the hell is it? So I I have a hundred on me. That's all I have. So I go, I get pay, I'm paying with a hundred. Do you have change? And they go, hold on a second. And then this guy who had the gun just like pops out of nowhere. He's like, you could tell he was just hiding somewhere. He just pops out of the back, and then and then he brings the change. But he he when I say he pops out, like the guy is not. Is clearly not walking in from somewhere. He's always like just hiding, and then just just pops out as if he's from from like a place where he's hiding. And a, a separate guy who would then give you the change of the hundred, and I, I just always believe that place. I forget the name of it, 
but uh, it actually I thought it had. Wait, so it's on Valley View? Valley View, uh, a little bit north of Desert Inn. Let's see. Oh, I'm gonna, I just Googled it real fast. Cafe Verde. That's it. It's Cafe Verde. That's it. So I, I don't know what it actually is. It's not 24 is. hours anymore. It closes at 6 a.m. Uh, so may, I don't know. May, maybe it uh, it could have different owners now, too. Who knows? But something really weird is going on there. As I said, sometimes there would be like these Armenian guys uh, in nice suits sitting behind the counter. Like, why would they ever be at a pizza place at 4 in the morning behind the counter in these nice suits? It was so weird, this place. The reviews are pretty bad, by the way. It may have gone downhill. Yeah, it, you know, in fact, it did go downhill. I stopped going there because it went downhill. I I actually was willing to go there with it being uh, a money laundering front or a drug front if the pizza was good, which it was for a while. Then it started getting crappy, and I stopped going. That's what happened. And this was several years ago. Hmm. I think Mikeon was the one who found it. He, he started going there, and then I had the pizza from there. I thought it was good. Then I started going there. But I, I made many trips over there when I was uh, living in Vegas late at night. A lot of one-star reviews. Okay. Well, that's probably gone to the toilet. I, maybe because they don't have the money laundering uh, or, or drug money coming in anymore. They uh, they don't they can't fund uh, the ingredients for the pizza as well. Hmm. Yeah, well, a, lot t- of the, a lot of the complaints are just very poor customer service and mm-hmm. just issues with management. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. By the way, who won the... Uh, the, whatever the contest was for a hotel or something. Oh, it was one step, and I even had to massage it a little bit for him to win. He, uh, it, the contest was harder than I thought it should have been. And then what was it? It was it was guess. I would list ten different things, and then uh, you'd have to guess within four years of when it happened. Uh, that's like ninety five, ninety six, ninety seven, ninety eight. Had to guess which one it was. So uh, some of them were a little bit obscure. So he he got six of the ten right, and and. I decided I made give me a, just for fun shits and giggles. Give me a medium hard one. A medium hard one. Okay. No, just a me again one that's not easy, but not like impossible hard. See okay. if I can get it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Lock Poker officially closed on in 2013, 14, 15, or sixteen. Oh, so it's one of those four years. Yeah. Yikes! See, that's where it gets hard. Is you know it's one of those, but it's you don't. Third, okay, it wasn't six. Meaning, like it shut its doors for good. Yes, yes. And it just was done. Yeah. It's either going to be fifteen or sixteen. I'll go with fifteen. Okay, so you got it right. But uh, he he said uh, he he got that one right, and then I knew it wasn't thirteen or fourteen. It was either fifteen or sixteen. And then what, so, one of the harder ones was was Travis McCarr. Rele- you may know this better because you were part of it. But Travis McCarr releases the fam- infamous UB tapes of. Uh, yeah, where he recorded Russ, ha- Russ Hamilton secretly recorded people, and then Travis McCarr got a hold of them, and we played them on the radio. Was it 2000, 2008, 2009, 2010, or 2011? Okay, it's not – it's not eight. It's either nine or ten. Uh, I'll go with 2009. No, it was actually – it was 2011. Wait, was, when he called into radio, that was no, 11? No, with the tapes. He brought the tapes out on uh, – he released the tapes on 2011, and then it was two months before Black Friday, and then after Black Friday, everyone forgot wow. about it. Okay, yeah, so, that's hard though. I mean, yeah, so it was hard. hard. That's, that's so why. How it, many? How many did you state the contestant had to get? Right he had to get. Se- he had to get seven. He got six. And here, I'll, I'll give you the final question. The final question. He came close. 
Uh, Todd Dandruff would tell us loses his virginity. Either 86, 87, 88, or 89. Oh, God. <laughs> 80, what year? How, I mean, do you ever disclose what year you were born? Uh, I have in the past. I didn't for this. Oh. Well, how, you're 40, well, how old are you? 44? 45. 45. So, okay, hold on. Okay, because I know you're a late bloomer. No offense. So what were the years again? 86, 87, 88, or 89. It's either 88 or 89. I'll go with 88. That's what one step did. He got it wrong. It was 89. Damn it. I said it (laughs) one of the two. Okay. I remember that you're a little bit of a late bloomer. Like you weren't having sex when you were 13, 14. I actually checked at the time when it happened. And I don't know how I checked. There's no internet to check on then. But... uh, yeah, in '89, that was actually being 17 years old, which is what I was, was the average for for boys in '89. I think I read it in a magazine yeah. somewhere. Hmm. So, what does he have? Like a voucher or something where you can just? It's, book it's a voucher. Yeah, yeah. I am Greek gave this, and Larry won the one last week. There were two of them, and it's a voucher for Sunday through Thursday. There may or may not be blackout dates, but I, I think it's pretty wide open. Uh, Sunday through Thursday, two nights at Paris. Where if you're diamond or above, you get it for free. If you're uh, if you're lower than diamond, you just pay the resort fee. So it's a, it's a very good thing to have. Yeah. I mean, well, weird. some of the nights, like at Rio, for instance, or in Bally's or Harris, the resort fee costs more than the hotel room costs. Yeah. Though though yeah. this is good to use like during the World Series when it could be expensive. So yeah. I don't know if they blacked them good. out here. Here, looks, look, here, I think we have uh, Scott calling in. Scott. Hello. Okay, don't be an amateur. Yeah, turn, amateur turn it down. Turn it down. Sorry, guys. I think we lost Calwat. Calwat? No more Calwat. I, I he guess he bows out gracefully. Yeah, you know? I, I guess it was just uh, your presence here made him feel like he can leave. He's not leaving yeah. me alone. So, so oh. Scott, what's going on? Todd, I gotta ask, man. Is C money giving away free trips too? Because you know these two guys can't afford to even. Walk to Vegas. <laughs> we're to walk to Vegas. Well, it's uh, funny. One step managed. He manages to get out there, and Larry's insisting he's going to get out there too. So I, you know, I'm going to be frustrated if either don't come because I said a, a big condition is you have to actually come to Vegas. But but he he posted some thread today that he wanted people to pay for his Vegas trip. One step. So, but I, I assume he's going to scrounge up the airfare somehow. Do these things expire? Because if not, you should have a condition. If they don't use it, they got to return it or well, or something. It, it's it's uh, expires September 29th, so they have some time. But I can't oh, really. Man, the I, the I, problem I, is I can't I, tell I if they use it. What Scott? I think the Las Vegas Raiders will be playing here. Get here. Yeah, probably. Scott, I told them the bad beat story about the credit card roulette at dinner. Hope you don't mind. Oh man, Todd! It, yeah, I heard it, Brandon. Todd, it was so tough to break, break it open that Jew wallet, man. Well, you could have opted out. That's what I do. I, you're right. I could have, but where's the fun in that? No, that's the problem. You, you play the game. You got to accept the consequences of losing. Now, Todd, you I mean, would opt out. Do, in a, you'd over. opt out in a three-person, two hundred seventy-one dollar credit card roulette game. I've never done a credit card roulette. Uh, I've opted out every time. Those it's never been three people, so I, that's a little tougher. Uh, I I have opted out from like a six person thing, hmm. but I was stating before part of the reason is because since I don't drink, I tend to order you know cheaper stuff overall. 
So it's, it's but if it was a, an even money split, yeah, like I, 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 I usually would anyway. I usually I, I feel like I'm just going to run bad and lose. That's what I feel like. I just feel yeah. like I'm going to lose. Yeah. Hmm. Well, Scott. Uh, so what happened at the, at poker when we last saw you? Scott was playing some no limit. Uh, I, it didn't go good. I played like a donkey in one hand and uh and saw three threes in the big blind and let five people in to see the flop and we all checked the flop and I turned his set and some of it some idiot rivered a four outer for a straight and I paid him off. Yep. I didn't pay him off huge, but I paid off a bet I should have never paid off. I should have been able to walk away from. I'll text you the action, but it's it was pretty bad. Ugh. Yep. Booby. That's not good. I was hoping you'd make back the money that you lost at credit card roulette. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, I was too. That's the one-two punch. That hand, that, that hand, that hand actually would have made it back plus the plus the tip. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's that the one-two punch. It's it's similar to it's similar to losing in sports and then going to play poker and losing there too. Or yeah. it's, it's it's just the uh, you, you feel bad about one and then you you think maybe the other will rescue you and it just gets worse. Now, speaking of yeah. sports, did you cover this? What seems like every week now, the latest beanball incident. No, we haven't talked about that, but yeah. pretty interesting. The guy from San, and when I say it's interesting, you know, it's it's a bean, it, you know, another beanball. But what's very unusual about what occurred was that you could tell that specifically Buster Posey, but also the rest of the Giants, for the most part, didn't want none of it. Yeah, they, they really didn't have. Uh, I can't remember this guy's name. Yeah, the Hunter Strickland. Yeah, but they didn't have his back. You know, like Buster Posey, a lot of the internet concentrated on the fact that when Bryce Harper charged the mound, uh, Buster Posey didn't do anything. He stood there with his hands on his hips. Yeah. And, and watched his pitcher just, you know, get attacked because, you know, he it was ridiculous. So apparently, I mean, they haven't confirmed it, but no one's denied it. This idiot from San Francisco was mad. That Bryce Harper hit two home runs off him in a playoff series almost three years ago, in which the Giants won the World Series that year, that postseason. Well, that's, that's, that's part nuts. of it. Supposedly, I, I I haven't seen the video of this, but supposedly he's also mad that uh, that Bryce Harper like kind of stared, stared it. It at him like the whole two time. Seconds that he kind of stood there, but. I mean, it was three years ago, and they yeah, won the it World was stupid. Series. It was stupid. So they probably he didn't get to face him again for three years. So he's like, "Well, I didn't get to face him yet." So all right, three years later, I still got to beat him. So that, that's the, well, part, where you huh? part of what's not part of what's not coming up is that Posey also stood there because Posey just got off the concussion list. And imagine if he gets hit in the head again. How long is he going to be out? Yeah, but it doesn't matter in baseball. That's one of the cardinal rules you have. When there's a brawl or a scrum like that, you have your 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 opponent, your your teammates back. Like that's just how baseball is. Yeah, I just don't think that uh, I, I don't think that the rest of the team approved of this. I yeah. agree. I don't think they did either. And then the weirdest so thing what are you is saying they pulled up Pedroia. The weirdest thing is that there was an injury involved in this whole thing where it was like a friendly fire injury where Michael Morris ended up on the DL because he got bumped in too hard by one of his teammates who was running in that direction. Yeah, I read that. That's just really Hunter, Are you saying that Hunter Strickland did this on his own and, and nobody, even the manager, absolutely. did okay it? Yes. I, yeah, okay. absolutely. So he pulled a Dustin Pedroia. I, I don't remember the Pedroia one. When, but... when, 
when when Machado got hit, I don't know, what was it, a month, month and a half ago, he got hit and Pedroia stood at the dugout and said, this isn't me, and pointed to his own team. Uh, no, I'm a Red Sox fan. Oh, I didn't know that. Pedroia was part of it. Uh, it wasn't a team thing. I mean, it, it, it was a manager thing. So it comes down on the team. Pedroia just threw his manager under the bus that that. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah, in this case, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Hunter Strickland just decided that he hasn't gotten to face Harper for three years, and uh, here, here's the time to do it. Here's the next time he faces him three years later and just did it. That's what you I know, think. Mark my words. Time stamp this show. This is going to go on until somebody has either, God forbid, a life-threatening injury or a career-threatening injury, and then Major League Baseball is going to have to step in there. One of these times, someone's going to bean somebody, it's going to get away, and hit him in the fucking face or the jaw or, or whatever it may be. Someone's going to get hurt. Then it's going to be an assault charge, and, and that will end this. I mean, I think this is the stupidest thing because I get you know how baseball players, you know, even fans are huge traditionalists. But really, seriously, a baseball at 95, 98, fuck, even 85 miles an hour, it's a weapon. I mean, it really is a weapon. And, I mean, you know what? I, I'm not saying – I guess I have a hard time, you know, not agreeing when one of these guys that are getting paid that kind of money, you know, get hit. I mean, get, what did he get hit in the hip? I think that's where Bryce Harper got hit. Yeah. yeah. But still, a 98-mile-an-hour fastball into a hip, I mean, he breaks his hip. Or I mean, it, I think it needs to stop. I think enough is enough. I mean, I, I don't – you know, I'm an old-school guy when it comes to baseball. I didn't like initially interleague play. I don't like, you know, the tinkering with baseball for the most part. But uh, that's one of the things and one of the traditions that I've never really liked because, you know, like I said, it's it's a weapon. I mean, someone has the potential to really get hurt. You know, a, a fastball gets away. You're trying to plunk somebody in the back or the leg or whatever. Say it beams someone in the head, the face, the jaw. I mean. Yeah, I've wondered how long this is going to go on. So uh, anyway, we handicap me is on the phone here. Oh, my. Really? It's like a reunion from dinner. Hey, guys. Wait, no, I'm just calling to say, well, let's go Cavs. One yeah. time. Whatever. That's... <laughs> handicapped me and I made a dinner, a, a prop bet at dinner, which, uh, handicapped me, you explain what we did, how we decided on what we bet, the line and all that. Yeah, so what we essentially did was Brandon wanted uh, Golden State, I wanted the Cavs, and uh, what we did was we just took the midline and it was uh, – it's going to be a zero juice on each side, so it's all good. We'll see who wins, and uh, you know, if I win, let's go Cavs. If I win, handicap me owes me five hundred dollars. <laughs> if I lose, I owe him twelve hundred dollars. So I was, I'm laying a little over two to one. Yeah, two point two point four yep. actually, to be exact, which is better than the line is in Vegas. If I was going to bet in a sports book, so. And he's getting a line that's better than if he would have bet it in the sports book. So it works out for both of us. Now, Gerard, not being biased, as someone you've known for over a decade now, uh, or towards Handicap Me, who is a cherished, valued contributor and member, how do you foresee the NBA Finals, which Game 1 starts tomorrow, and the media is reporting that Steve Kerr will be back after a hiatus since the first round? How do you see this series going? I think that uh, Golden State's going to do it this time, and I think it's, I, I think it's going to be four to two. Uh, I hate you. 
Well, I'm just saying that's what I think. But I, I thought they were going to do it last year too, and they didn't. So, and I'm not just talking about when they were up three one. I, I thought that from the start, and then they didn't. So, well, a couple things. You know, the, the two big dynamics that I think going into this is one, obviously Kevin Durant. I mean, he's a superstar. He is amazing. Golden State has been on a tear. You know, they've lost one game since March 3rd. We're in June now, by the way. They've lost one game since March 3rd. Haven't lost a game in the playoffs. They're the first team ever to get to the finals without losing a single game in the first round, the second round, or the Eastern or Western Conference uh, championship. Haven't lost a game yet. And then lastly, the big momentum uh, switch last year occurred when Draymond Green got suspended questionably for his foul on LeBron James. I don't know if you remember that he missed a very critical game. Yes. Um, so, you know, you, you take away all those pieces or add them, whatever you want, you know, with the, with the healthy Draymond Green, not on the verge of being suspended if he did get a uh, technical add, you know, Durant. I, I just, I don't see them doing it. I mean, I just don't. You know, I, I I think Kyler Irving's a much better player than he was last year. You know, he's he single handedly won you know two games alone in Boston for them when when LeBron James was off. But I don't think they have the uh, firepower to match up with them, especially if it gets into a you know a shootout. I mean, they just they don't. Uh, I think Kevin Love's somewhat overrated anyhow. I mean, he's a he's a great player, but I hey, don't think the future. Sorry about that. Go, go on. Yeah. No, it's, it's all right. Anyhow, I, I agree with you. I wouldn't be surprised if it's four games to one. I can see them sweeping at home and even winning one on the road. Um, but you know what? I would I was pretty confident last year as well. I mean, they're up three to one. That's never happened before that the team, you know, recovered from a three to one deficit. So we'll see. Uh, you know, it should be pretty interesting. I think I read what was Golden State minus eight or minus nine tomorrow. Some are almost double digits. Uh, I thought um, I saw seven and a half. No, it's minus seven right now. Yeah, I thought oh, seven. Oh. Okay, okay. I thought I think it opened at eight then, but still, that's a lot of points. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it's they're you know, going to win it outright tomorrow. <coughs> I'll tell you. <laughs> Excuse me, LeBron. His legacy is already sealed, in the sense that what he did last year, you know, for himself. And also, more importantly, for the city of Cleveland, uh, it doesn't really matter. Like, he doesn't have to do – he doesn't have to win another championship. I mean, obviously, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You know, he's going to be up there with the greatest, although I'll never – no matter what he does, I'm never going to put him up there with Jordan. And, you know, in my mind, I'm never going to put him up there with Kobe. Uh, you know, but that's just my opinion. But he has to win this because if he doesn't win this series, it's going to be nearly impossible – when you just look at the other teams around him that are growing, you know, also the Warriors and also his age, that he'll ever even have a 500 or 500 above record in the finals. Not the big thing. I mean, that really is. I mean, what is he? He's won three finals now, and he's lost lost two with Miami, one with Cleveland, or two with Cleveland. So he's three and four. Okay, he's played in seven. He's put up, not counting tomorrow. He's played in seven finals. He's won three of them. Uh, two with Miami and one last year, and he's lost four of them. Uh, two with Miami and then one with Cleveland back in the day and then one with Cleveland two years ago. So he'll either be four and four after this series or he'll be three and five. And if he's three and five, I doubt he's going to win 
two, you know, more so three finals, you know, in his career to be above 500. And that's going to be, you know, what you'll hear the criticism of him, uh, you know, throughout when that debate happens or, or his legacy debate happens you know, that Jordan went six and oh, or I don't know, what did Kobe, Kobe lost, I think two finals. He lost one to Detroit and he won, lost one to Boston. Um, so, you know, it, it's, this is a big series for him, but, uh, you know, I have this argument all day long and I've done it before. You know, I, Kobe Bryant is never going to surpass Michael Jordan. I don't care if he's now the all time leading scorer in the playoffs, which, which LeBron became last game when they closed out Boston. I don't care that he's been to eight finals in a row now or whatever the hell it is, seven finals in a row. He's never going to surpass Jordan. I mean, he, it's just never going to happen. Um, and like I said, all things considered equal, you give me like a 32-year-old Kobe or a 32-year-old LeBron, I'm taking Kobe. I, mean, I just, I don't know. Kobe has that had that killer instinct in him that LeBron, I just don't think, ever has had. Um, well, he had it last year. He was the, he was the big reason, of course, that the Cavaliers came back the way they did. Uh, but but I, I will say that Kobe was a real clutch shooter. He was someone who just uh, he rescued the Lakers in so many games in the fourth quarter where he just oh, kept yeah, making three, 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 three from just he, he was making these impossible shots with guy, four guys in his face and that was what he was best at and uh, that's that's someone I'd like to have during uh, well, important championship games. What really What really soured me on LeBron this year was it was around midseason i think actually either right before the all-star break or right after and he's in the locker room to the media bitching openly for his gm to get him some help and i'm thinking are you fucking kidding me i mean he's got kyrie irving who's a you know some may say a top three but definitely a top five point guard in the league i mean would we all agree on that yeah okay he's got kevin love I mean, and he's bitching for I – mean, he's got three all-stars there, and he's bitching for help like he's, you know, the Portland Trailblazers and he's Damian Lillard, Lillard with just a bunch of scrubs. Like, could you ever see Kobe? I mean, the only time Kobe ever lashed out to the media was when he, you know, when he felt that Shaq, you know, was being lazy or wasn't getting him the ball enough. And you know what? If you go back now, all these years later, and think about it, Kobe was absolutely right. If Shaq dedicated himself – put in the hours at the gym like Kobe did, did everything else. Can you imagine what kind of player Shaq would have been back then? You know, not missing all those games, maybe maybe hitting, you know, three throws at a higher percent than like 50, 52%. So, I don't know, just his just general demeanor. I, I You know, and listen, I'm a Miami fan. And even when he went to the Heat, I never, I never just liked the guy. Sorry. It's just something about him. You know, I respect his talent. He's great. But I don't know. Just kind of always rubbed me the wrong way um so but anyhow we'll we'll see what happens and like i said i'm pretty confident you know i put 1200 dollars where my mouth was so we'll see what happens um let's hope for the best all right boys uh i'm off to bed got a long week all right hey so handicap me it was great meeting you uh i had a great dinner agree i got love meeting you scott handicap me and i (laughs) we had a very sensitive uh moment together uh, do you care if I share it with with the listeners and with sensitive with Ruff? Wow, it's very sweet. And yeah, no, no, no. I go him, for it. I took him, and we were very close to each other, within an arm's length, and we walked through the conservatory at the Bellagio oh, together. Isn't that fucking sweet. And we both commented on how sweet the flowers smelled and how pretty it was. 
and handicapped me, got a little misty, kind of just gave me a hug and said, I'm here for you, big guy. And it was a very tender moment. We had a really good time. I gave him a tour of the entire sure. Bellagio. He had never been to the Bellagio before. So Really? So you, so you, and you took that uh, very sweet walk there through the conservatory? Hand, yep. Hand in hand. <laughs> You're looking at the yep. flowers, how it made a snail, or maybe uh, the mm-hmm. waterfall that was uh, meandering over the bridge. Aww. Or perhaps a, tur- per- perhaps a turtle that was made out of green flowers. <laughs> Actually, there was a turtle that was made out of flowers. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Did you know that? Yeah, I, there was. I swear to God, there was. I'm like, buddy, look at that beautiful turtle made out of the dandelions. And he laughed and he just kind of got a little misty. It was emotional. Oh, handicapped me. That was very I miss- cute. I miss you. All right, so so <laughs> at least Brandon didn't have a, a disaster. Like everybody he's been meeting from the forums or the radio show, it's, it's always a disaster. So at least this no, time. No, not not everyone. I've had some good, you know, run. But you're right. I've had a lot of bad in there. But uh, suffice to say, it went very well. The handicapped me. He's a very normal guy. In fact, he's bigger. He's a big guy. He's a big dude. You know, I hate to be on the, the wrong side of a fight with him. I mean, he's a big boy. So, uh you know, but no, I, I mean, I, did we, was I, uh, was I a gracious and good host this evening, handicapped? No, wait, wait, yeah, you were wonderful, you know, you, you did leave me at the airport, but that's fine, it's out of my way, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, honestly, had a great time, I thought Scott was awesome, too. He was? So, uh, yeah. Thank you. Can't complain. Well, Scott's, Scott, well, Scott also was very generous as well. Scott is one of the best seven pin bowlers in the world, I did not know that till tonight. Seven. No, I'm not. It's not seven pin, and I'm not one of the best. Five. All right. Five, five. five pin. I compete. I compete with the best. I am not one of the best. Hmm. I appreciate it, though. I would take your side. I would take your side. Fuck it. I asked Handicap Me, said, how did your visit with Druff go in New York? Because I don't think him and I had really spoken since then. And he looked at me, and he said... I couldn't believe how hot Druff's girlfriend was. <laughs> that's, that's definitely not. And, that, yeah. and it was it was No, 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 way. tell the truth now, because then it's just going to be weird as fuck. No, but it was sent, like you just said that she was a very, very pretty girl, which I know she is because I've met her. But it was, it was a compliment. Right. It was very sweet, very sweet and tender. Right. And, and I know Todd asked about that, and my response to that is, you know, I've seen his previous girlfriend, and, you know, I was expecting something similar, and it wasn't, so A+. plus. Okay, very good. Very, very good. Todd has a beautiful girlfriend. Well done, Todd. Yeah. You've done good, Young would tell us. Very good. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. I'm going to head out. Be safe. Have a good evening. Cheers. Bye. Godspeed. But no, he, he didn't say that in a bad way. He just was actually complimenting you, you know, amongst friends at dinner. Maybe I shouldn't have even said that about how uh, well, that's attractive. Too late. It's, it's, it's said now. It's said here on the on the show. Yeah, yeah. It was very. And then he told me the story of, I don't even remember. I was trying to listen, but some incident that happened when the two of you were talking with some black girls in a cab. Oh yeah, and you just so, looked and so you weird. said, "Oh my god," or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was and so just, weird. This 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 uh. uh, uh 
black an older black woman's foot got run over by a cab. She got out of the cab and the cab started moving or something. I didn't see right when it happened. I saw she fall down and she was in pain, and then her uh, her daughter or something was was uh, calling the police to come over. It was a big mess, and uh, it looked like, but it looked huh. like the, her foot was real messed up. So I'm, I'm sure and now it's about uh, two months later, but I'm sure she's uh, got a long recovery ahead, even after two months. Yeah, and and I, I had a hard time even finding a place to stop there in front of where he worked because it's, uh, it's so busy there. And you know, I know I mentioned this when I called in the radio, but you know, I, I also told this story both to handicap me and Scott at dinner about the last time there was any sort of a PFA meetup. It wasn't even PFA; it was Donk Down, and that was during the infamous first time most people ever met Peter's DC. And it was so weird about it is while we were eating this, this, you know, it was well over a thousand dollar dinner. It's probably like $1,500 dinner. It seemed like almost every employee in the restaurant from the bussers to the waiter, to the maitre d' all came over at some point to say hello to Peter and remark, you know, how he's been coming here for all these years and how well they knew him and how such a great customer he was. And then years later, you know, reflecting on that, we wondered if he just paid off all these people to come up with fake fond memories of him. Oh yeah. Because, you know, cause yeah. he never was a regular there. He's, yeah. you know, he's never been a regular anywhere. Cause he's always been, you know, on the run or hiding from somebody. But, uh, you know, and for some reason in my memory, I told this story wrong to handicap me and, uh, Scott, I, I thought you were there, but I think you were the only one that wasn't there. I, I just somehow in my mind pictured you were there, but I knew Mike Con was there. Martha was there. Uh, you know, the whole Vegas gang, Scotty, no, was there. Uh, I think Reggie Man was there. You know, there was, there was about 10, 12 of us. But I, th- I thought you were there, but I guess you weren't. So you, you, know, you know better than me. I wasn't there, no. Yeah. Yeah, I met, but, Peter, uh, I met Peter D.C. myself. And uh, it was before anybody else had, actually. And it was, it, I went to a quick meal with him at, late at night at Bellagio. But that was when he got me this... Uh, the suite on the top of Bellagio for this baseball fan, for draft. fantasy baseball draft, and then and then claimed that he was going to pay for the lunch the next day, but then was nowhere to be found. And then at the last second, I found him. At first, I I had the embarrassing thing of first telling everybody they're getting a free lunch, and then having to tell them, well, actually, the guy who's paying for it's not. He, he disappeared, so yeah. I guess we're going to pay. And then then I finally found him like on the phone, and he said he had to leave Vegas, and he left some money for me there. So he did. So he did. He did end up paying. And, and if you if you ever Google his name, I have the privilege, distinction, notoriety, if you will, of having taken the only picture that there is known of him other than a driver's license. Yes. If you ever Google him on, you know, Google, you're going to see a picture of him with my head, thankfully, and also as with Steve the Bodyguard, both our heads blocked out. And that was taken at uh, whatever the Caesars coffee shop was before they put that fail expensive, whatever crap that's in there now. I don't know. What's the name of that, that Caesars coffee shop? Oh, the one that you had a problem with the American with, something cafe. Yeah. 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 But that's where that was taken. That's the only picture. Oh, no, it's ca- cafe Americano. That's what it's called. Yeah. That place is just awful, by the way. Awful. You know, since you mentioned this, it, it's so stupid that the only 24 hour, uh, the coffee shop there in Caesars is owned by a private company. And then you can't use food comps there. And it's, it's a, it's a freaking mess. Like, so, so you get a food comp. This is such, such typical of caesar's fail you get a food comp like an offer with your with your uh with your room or or an rfb comp from your host whatever it is and it's at three in the morning 
and you, this is the only place to go eat. Good boy. And and you can't use it there. And and the average yeah. customer is going to say, "What the fuck?" You know, they're going to say, "This is ridiculous." They're going to go. They're going to eat the meal, and at the end, they're going to try to use it. Sorry, we don't take this here. And then they have to pay, and they'll be pissed. So it's so dumb. How how of all restaurants that they don't own, it's it's that one. And this is actually turned over before it was. Uh, it was called Central, but owned uh, by Michelle Richard, who who died, uh, I think, last year. Tragically. And then uh, then this became this Cafe Americano, but these are both owned by third party companies. So wasn't he the one that got like Lou Gehrig's disease or MS or something? I don't really know what crippling the, I don't even know died what the, really fast. Really, I don't I don't know what his cause of death was. I, I think he was in his sixties, so he wasn't very old. Let me see. Maybe I'm thinking of someone else. He died uh, August thirteenth, two thousand sixteen. He was sixty eight. Yeah, so he was young, but not super okay. young. Yeah. Well, in today's day and age, that's you know it's relative. Yeah, it's young. pretty young. Yeah, because you, especially if someone with money as he was to, to die at age sixty eight, kind of sucks because you, uh, you you can afford the best care and everything, and so a lot of things that would sometimes kill you. Would uh, you could you could avoid here, but yeah, sometimes you just can't help it. Yeah. What did he die of here? He died of. Uh... But you know, they've gone in that direction for a long time, and you know, I, I pointed this out tonight that even at a four-star, you know, what used to be five-star rated resort such as the Bellagio, after ten o'clock, your your dining options are minimal. the The coffee shop at Bellagio, although it's always been overpriced, uh, it used to be for many years, well over a decade, open 24 hours. And this was a place that, you know, even at 3, 4 in the morning, you can get a filet or you could get, you know, a really nice pasta dish or yeah. whatever you wanted. And they close at 10 o'clock now. And you're stuck with just snacks until like 2, which is like, you know, just chicken wings. or oh, And it's very expensive. Like, get a slice of pizza, it's like $8 for one slice. And it's, you know, it's right next to the poker room. and It's a little snack bar, basically. And then from 2 o'clock on... Because that's also when this that noodles Chinese place closes. You have no options for four hours to eat if you're unless you're staying in your room and you want in room dining. Right, and, and that's, it, it is becoming more common. Where there's just I mean, absolutely you go, nothing. You could go to you could go to a, you know. A, I mean, it just it's bizarre to me. You can go to the Win or anywhere, and you're going to find most places some sort of food option. Well, the, but, the, well, I don't know if they fixed this this year for the Rio during the World Series. They yes, don't, they I don't, remember last they, year. They don't yep. update their their hours. For any of the restaurants there, so there's no room service after like eleven. There's we had no... that problem last year. We had to go to that failed sports deli, right? And then, right? and even that closes. Yep. So at, at some point, there's no food at all, and there, there's and... no room service after eleven. Right. That's what I said. And, and then the problem is, you finish an event a lot of times in the, mean, middle, in the middle yeah. of the night, and you just can't get anything to eat, or you're stuck people, at that failed sports deli. People, people are literally walking across the street in mass to the Gold Coast to either go to Subway, which is 24 hours there. Or TGI Fridays, which is 24 it's, hours. It's there. insane. How could they not just have I, temporary I, I longer agree. hours? I mean, when they have their busiest season. I mean, let's be honest. Is there any other six-week time period of the entire year at the Rio where they're this busy? Not even close. Of course not. So their busiest time period when kids, you know, to be honest with you, are more than willing to spend an excessive amount for bad food. Yes. You know, why wouldn't they capitalize on it? Like, I, I, I meant – this was actually it's, – it's too late now. Maybe they did change it, but uh, it's. I meant to bring that up to Seth Polanski and say you guys got to fix this. You should have. 
I, I meant to do it. If, they, if if I go there this year and see that this is the case, while there's probably not much they can do for this year, uh, I I want to see a change next year because yeah. it's, it's just insane. And I don't understand it because are you, are you doing dishes? Sorry, here? I was washing my hands. Okay. Sorry. So go on. I, it's insane because this isn't even like a service thing. This is something where they can make a lot of extra money, and they're leaving the money on the table. Absolutely. It makes no sense. It's just idiocy. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, you know, these are mostly 20-year-olds that are going to spend that kind of ridiculous money, you know, that other people. I mean, how many people are really going to order steaks and whatever it may be for $40, $50 at, you know, 1, 2 in the morning and spend that kind of I mean, I certainly wouldn't. Right. But, and, you know, and, the, the market that's there, these, you know, these kids are going to do it. And they're going to get out of expensive World Series events and they're going to want to eat something. And, they're, you know, they, they just uh, – it, it, it was so frustrating to, to finish these events in the middle of the night and there's just either nowhere to eat or that failed sports deli, which has a crappy selection and, and a big line. Yeah. And, You're right. and then even later, that even closes. And I, th- I think some nights they're even closed early for cleaning. It was a freaking disaster. I, I had several times where I had to go, you know, the walk to the parking lot and then go drive off to some fast food place. And I'm thinking, why the hell do I have to do this? I don't feel like doing this, but I have to. There's absolutely nothing here to eat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Just, just thinking of that pisses me off. By, by the way, it seems like every room I get at the Rio uh, – there's always like several maintenance problems I always have to get fixed. And then by the time I get it fixed, then it's like, okay there. And then I do a big favor for whoever gets my next room after me or who gets the room right after me because there's always things I see. Oh, so you must've stayed in this room about a week ago. Why is it a decent room? Todd, I'm, I've not had to complain once. I mean, it for the Rio, it is spectacular. Yeah, that's me. It's, that's a it's shock. still a hole. I mean, it's still a dump. Well, I mean, Druff has had the AC works. The maintenance men even come in and admit that they don't have these. That these places aren't maintained. Like yes, they yes, I have. I've had a few of them admit that. And I, I, I think I also like the shower curtain one. I, I got in, and there's this, this horrible shower curtain that was so full of mold and the nastiest thing you've ever seen. And so this is at the Rio. So I called them up and said that yeah, this has got to be changed. So they were so dismissive of me. This was last year. They're so dismissive of me. And, like, they're not refusing, but they're like, okay, we can send one up. Like, I could tell they're totally just thinking I'm being a neat freak, but I wasn't. This is was just an awful, awful, moldy, horrible curtain, like much worse than uh, I'd seen anywhere. So then the guy gets up there with a the shower curtain, and he's already giving you attitudes. Like, Okay, uh, yeah, I'm here with a shower curtain. I can tell the guy's still thinking like, you know, I can. I had to come all the way up here for this a shower curtain. And then he gets in the bathroom, and the second he walks in there, he goes, "Oh wow, this really did need to be replaced." That was his first. That was his yeah. first comment. So like you could tell. So like the the attitude that I thought I was detecting from them really was their attitude. And then the guy was shocked at how terrible it was. Like it really was terrible. So like I replaced. I mean, more this. than anything to me, the the pro- the worst problem that. You know, I commonly have faced when I when I've stayed there over the years is during the summer. You know, you go in there. A lot of these rooms, you crank that AC down to whatever lo- as low as it can go, and it's still a boiler. Right. I, that's that's the what that's what I had. Is so bad, the filters aren't changed. And, and you know, I, I I commented tonight again to Scott when we were walking into Caesars. He made a comment. What is that tape on the door or something? And I'm like, yeah, there's just like something was broken on one of the entrance doors, and there's like just Scotch tape keeping it together. <laughs> And I'm just thinking, you know, out of all these joints I walk in and out of, you know, these Caesar properties are the the worst maintained. And when I say that, I mean just, you know, the regular, just 
maintenance that I, every I, place you know does. I've had so you many know. funny maintenance stories there. Like like I had the, I had the same thing with the AC, and then they had to come in and and the, the coil the coils were d- dirty. They had to clean them. Uh, you're right. Half the time the AC is not work. Like you it's come to the, in the new room, the terrible. AC doesn't work, and then they have to go change it, and you or they have to come up and clean something. Then also, I once had it where the door lock was just not working right. So like half the time when I'd close the door behind me, it just wouldn't close. It would like a deadbolt would come out and block it. And then I would have to like jiggle the handle to make it close. So it was tilting. I, I got tired of having this happen. So I called yeah. up, I called up maintenance. They sent up an obnoxious maintenance guy who insists to me that it's a security feature. That's the way it's supposed to work. And I said, I've yeah. stayed here for so many years in a row. It's not a security feature. I know how this door is supposed to work. It's not. And, and he sits there arguing, arguing, arguing. And I said, absolutely not. You need to bring a, you know, bring a supervisor up here. Uh, there's no chance that it's supposed to work this way. So the supervisor comes up. Yeah, sure enough, he admits that I was right, that it, it, had, it had an issue. Then they took forever to fix the damn thing. And then once they fixed it, yeah, it worked. So I got the lock fixed. I got the sink fixed. I got the, uh, you know, the, 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 the shower curtain replaced. I'm like, you know, these aren't all happening like the day before I take the room. People are just taking the room. It's awful. They just to- they just tolerate it, and I'm the one who comes in like cleans the whole thing up. So, yeah. Hey, have you had yeah. a problem with the safe at the Rio? No. Oh no, I ha- I've had it. I've had it uh, once in a while. I've had it where it's out of battery or the buttons don't work right, but uh, not that many problems. You know, and I remember have you seen the new years- door handles that they have. No. Two years ago. Um, and even to this day, I can't explain this issue, but Druff was with me. I booked a room maybe a month in advance, took a screenshot of it, and when I went to check in, they claimed they didn't even have the type of room yeah. on the whole entire property <laughs> yeah, that, it didn't that, I, exist. that I booked. Yes. I'm like, no, we don't have those kind of rooms. But I'm like, look, right here, I'm showing you what your website. Yeah, it was, it was some kind of suite that it said that, that he got. And then when uh, it was like a standard room, they tried to screw me with. Yeah, they tried to give him a standard room in the Masquerade Tower, which is a fail tower. Then they, but but he was supposed to have like this nice looking suite there. He showed them the screenshot, and they just kept they denied that type of thing even existed there. They said that no such room exists. And I'm like, but it's right here. This is what I booked, and they <laughs> they still gave me the runaround. And finally, we just had to relent and and just take it. But I mean, how if they're booking rooms they don't even have. And the picture looked totally different. I'm like, look at this picture. It's like, sorry, sir, we don't have a room that looks like that. <laughs> I'm like, but how can you put it on your website then? Like, unfucking believable. Yeah, unbelievable. So, so, so the tip is, if you if you know what room I'm in, then you should you should request that room after I'm gone because I guarantee it won't have any problems. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. You know what was my my favorite one though? That's the most bizarre. Thankfully, it didn't happen while I was in the room. I came into a room. The Rio once, and the giant headboard which is attached to the wall was on the bed and had fallen off the wall. <laughs> this is a big, heavy thing. Had it fallen on me when I was sleeping, it could have really hurt me. Yeah. Think of that huge, heavy thing just like landing on your head, which is what, what it would have done if I was sleeping there. Oh, one other thing. I, I uh, went yesterday on uh, Tuesday to the WSOP and I met my host. I met Scott. I met my host at the Palazzo, who's also become a real-life friend of mine. He played in the employee event today. Uh, first time he's ever played in a WSOP event. So the day before, I went down there, met Scott, met my host, and I also met Jeannie. And they all played some satellites, and you know, we all hung around for a while. Um, my host, as well as Jeannie, and Jeannie's playing the Omaha tomorrow as well with me, the $1,500 Omaha. She tried to win 
couple lammers just to ease the burden of the $1,500 entry. But one thing I did notice, in their cash game room, they have a brand new, for the first time ever, uh, specialized high-end uh, for you know for for what do you call it the you know high end gaming for the bigger cash games. It's like a section blocked off that's kind of like up a couple steps, kind of like at the Bellagio where they have their. What would you even call that? Like not like Jenny Anderson pedestal, but what, uh, you, what would you? What would you? How would you describe that? Uh, like like you know it's like an upper yeah, level like yeah, kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know what you're saying. So, but anyhow, it's brand new, and they have look like maybe ten tables, and it's for high limit cash games, and they have like. I don't know. They told me the perks of like, you know, playing in there. Uh, oh yeah. You have your own specialized cashier in that room. You have a security guard standing outside that only allows people in that are on the list or that are playing in the game, you know, meaning people can't just walk in and start birding you, um, which is good, which I kind of like that, that you just can't have lurkers in there that aren't playing. Uh, like I said, you have your own personalized chip runner and cashier in that room. Um, and then all the, tables which i don't know why they don't have this everywhere but all the tables in that room have usb chargers and then there's you know for, for your phone um and then there's some other food menu that's special that you're able to that's like a prior priority for those players so basically it's just you know like a, a high cash game or specialized room right in the main section but against the wall kind of facing like if you're walking down just the hallway um it's basically facing where the you know there's like a wall and then there's the hallway. So it's like, you know, it's at the end of... Scott, did you see it yesterday? Yeah, you're leaving a couple you're leaving a couple things out. Um, well, tell me. Go ahead. Do you, mind if, do you mind if I bring up what Jeannie, what Jeannie brought up? No, Bruce, why would I mind? So so the high limit area is not open at the moment because the tables showed up and the tables were too short. <laughs> I don't remember that. Short, is that true? I don't remember well, that part. Yeah, it's, it's true because they're... They're not the traditional World Series tables that either unfold or have the one leg on each side. They, I believe they have the gold bar that goes in an oval at the bottom, and they didn't have those to put on. Okay, they I had didn't to, know that. They were delayed. Shipping was delayed. But nonetheless, that's what it was. It was a nice-looking little area. You know, they had a security guard oh, standing in front beautiful. of it with nobody, with nobody even playing. They had a security guard, of course, standing, guarding an area where nobody was even in, which was kind of odd. But uh, so anyhow, yeah. But of so course, do you, do you notice that they're going to have they're going to have the uh, I can't think of the name of the shuffler, but they're going to have the automatic shufflers. They've got table. They've got chairs that recline back and apparently have cup holders on the chair, so you don't yeah, have to put yeah, your yeah. cup on the table at all. Yep. I, Even yeah. though there's a there's a wood rail. It's in a shuffle master. Chip, you're thinking. And then the shuffle master. You're yeah, thinking it's a shuffle master. Way. You're correct. Yeah. But anyhow, but, nonetheless, it's I mean, something it, different that they've never had, a specialized high-limit room-only um, area, which, you know, I guess it's kind of nice because that's one of the things that I've always liked. If you're playing high-limit, you don't want gawkers and people walking behind you and coming near your table if you go use a bathroom or whatever it may be. So it's kind of good that they have that secluded. Um, on another note, just before I forget, and this is kind of my fault, uh, Todd sent me a text about a week ago inquiring about a new card game that was at the Orleans. I had not heard of it. I didn't know anything about it. But, okay. at, that mo- but at that moment, Jeannie happened to be at the Orleans playing a tournament. So I asked her about it. Todd nor myself didn't know if this was a table game or a poker game. 
Anyhow, it turns out that it's an actual poker game in the poker room at the Orleans. Uh, Jeannie actually took the time and effort to write up a nice uh, report, oh. like trip report or whatever you want to call it, you know, review of the game. And I, I, she sent it to me in the form of an email, and I have not posted it. I don't think Jeannie has an account. So, But what I will do, uh, just since I am going to be busy, I'm going to, when we hang up, I'll remember to send it to Todd, and then you know, I'll forward it to him, and he can create a thread and, and post it in poker, one of the poker forums or whatever it may be. But generally, the idea or the principle of this new game is that uh, everyone gets to see the flop, and there's no, there's no action until the flop is is already dealt, meaning you get two cards, and I believe I'm pretty sure this was in a, this is actually I know it is. This is in a limit format. It's not no limit. It's dealt as a limit game. So everyone will get gets their two cards, and they get to see the flop for free, and then all the betting starts after the flop. Uh, I don't know. Would you remember what the little fancy name yeah, was for this free, game? Free flop hold'em. Free okay. flop hold'em. Yes. So I, I could be wrong. I, I'm pretty sure it was, it was dealt in a limit format, but maybe not. And like I said, Jeannie's report covers all this. But uh, anyway, it was interesting in the fact that every single hand, and, and Jeannie had said that there was, you know, all the time she's been there, there's been a waiting list because she's been monitoring it. You know, she played it once, but she's watched the game. You know, other times there's been a waiting list. Every time she's come, there's only one table. And it's always, you know, it's dealt nine as a nine-handed game. Um, but you know, it's pretty interesting, the strategy that every single flop, you have nine people, you know, involved, you know, which, you know, is going to be good for your connector hands or hands that you always want to see a flop for, you know, cheaper for free, or even like for set minding, but it's going to majorly devalue big pocket pairs unless you improve on the flop, you know, obviously. So anyhow, that game is being dealt now at the Orleans. Um, to my knowledge, it's the only one that only casino that has it. And right now it's in the uh, beta test period. And, and what that means is anytime, whether it's a table game or some new poker variant that's introduced into a casino in Las Vegas before it could even be approved by gaming to be offered regularly, that it has to go through either a three-month or six-month beta testing period in which gaming, uh, you know, the Nevada Gaming Commission follows the action. They get reports on you know, the players, you know, what the drop is, what the rake is, if there's been any complaints, so on and so forth. And then after the beta period is over, they pull the game. Uh, they have to, by law, they take it out of the casino, whether it's popular or it's not. And then they go from there in terms of if the casino, uh, which I'm going to guess somebody owns a patent to that game. And they're just, you know, they're, they're basically giving the Orleans a free test run. And then afterwards, whoever the patent holder of that game is, they'll have the right to try to lease it, you know, anywhere they want around town. So, but anyhow, it was just an interesting novel idea. Um, I don't know, Druff, you play a lot of Limit Hold'em. Scott, you play a lot of poker. What do you think about a game in which every single hand you get to see the flop? Every hand. I, I don't like it. I, I see why some people may enjoy it because there's action every hand. They're, they're always getting to see a flop. They don't have to just fold pre and wait, 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 wait. Let me see. I think the Hanson kid's calling in. I think that's who this is. Let me see. He may have something to say here. Is this the Hanson kid? Yeah. yeah Bart, is that on, you? Guys? That's me, yeah. I'm I laying in bed. I, I, the, the, I hadn't seen you since last summer. Whatever happened to you? Well, I, I mean, you know, I did my thing, but I'm going to see you tomorrow, of course, for the 1500. You're supposed to send right? me an You're email. 
you promised me we were drinking scotch at the bar. You said, oh, I'm going to send you a free membership to the Crush Live Poker. Give me your email. We walked to the car. We had a man hug. I did. Ha- I did send you a free membership. Oh. And I sent Druff, too. Looks maybe like you it's guys in my, maybe, it's in my, maybe it's in my <laughs> junk box. I don't, I don't know. I never saw <laughs> okay. it. We have to uh, – we have to. Uh, then I then I hear. Yeah, you're back on live with the bike after the big breakup, and I don't know what happened with that. I mean, there's a lot. What the hell is going on out here? Talk to me. Yeah, no, I I just got into town, you know, a couple of days ago, and uh, I'm playing a full schedule, and uh, you know, they front loaded they front loaded my good events. Like the 10K08 is going to be um, on Sunday, and the 1500s tomorrow. So. You know, those are my two events. But the reason why I called in was because I heard you guys talking about the high limit room, right? Okay. At the Rio. Do you know what that is? I mean, like, do you know why it's there? Caesars no. didn't put that up. Okay. So that, apparently, I mean, this is from I know. A, a pretty good source. Yeah, it's for, from a pretty good source of mine that that is put up by the King's Casino, which is a casino in the Czech Republic. Uh, they do a live stream. And the guy who's the owner, I think he even played in the um, the Aria High Roller Bowl thing. I think his name is Leon. You know, he's a rich guy who loves poker. But that room was built by King's Casino. And I heard the, the figure at a cost of about $2.7 million for whatever the licensing or for the right to put that room up huh. plus all of the, the assets. Because they're, tr- I mean, well, and I guess it was a win-win for the Rio because they're trying to bring big games back. Remember the big games all left the Rio because of that time that somebody had money stolen off the table and that PLO from a few years ago, that. they haven't had big PLO well, games. The, the only so information brings in the action, the only information we had is Jeannie. As I mentioned, there was a security guard that was guarding the entry to this room and Jeannie walked over and talked to the security guard for maybe 20 minutes. And that was a source of the information, but that was never mentioned to me about, it being, you know, a, a co-op or I guess a, just a casino on its own doing that. But, you know, hell, I'm well, sure Brandon, it's, yeah, Brandon, I'm sure it's Bart, good for Bart the Rio. Correct. Every, every table does say King's Casino on it and something about WSOP Europe. I can't tell you what all the labels are, but there is above the entrance that I saw, it does say so, something about King's something. It doesn't say so, Casino. You're telling me that the Rio so, has to get staked in their high limit room by a <laughs> Czechoslovakian company for a high? I mean, that's nuts. That's you can't make this shit up. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, it's, I think it's well, a promo look, for them, and, and they work. Uh, I'm sorry, what part? With, you know, I said I think huh? it's a promo for Kings Casino, and they work with the WSOP Europe. That's where it was this past uh, time, but you know, that's a thing that's not a Caesar's thing. I mean, obviously, it's a real, it's a real high limit area, and I'm going to benefit from it because they'll put the 75 game in there for sure. You know what I mean? As opposed to that old school snake pit, if you remember that. Mm-hmm. But that's all like a big promotion for Kings in the uh, wow. Republic. So is this is this yeah. a uh, is this a poker front alert exclusive? I mean, is as media reported on this before? Because I haven't read it anywhere. I mean. I don't know if the figure that I was talking about is entirely accurate, but it is certain. When you walk in there, Kings is branded all over it. Okay, we weren't you know able to mean? walk in because there's a security guard keeping everyone out. So. By, by the way, who's got a loud air conditioner? That's me. I apologize. <laughs> I'm outside in my courtyard. Your courtyard? Well, I have a little pond outside. I come out here with my dog at night. 
and the air conditioning just kicked. Mm-hmm. Listen, it, you know, not to change the subject too much, but this is one of the things I hate the most about living in Las Vegas. One of the few things that literally about two weeks ago, it's in the 60s. And, and, you know, 50s at night, and then all of a sudden, just like someone turns a switch on, it's 100, 204 degrees. I mean, there's no leeway. There's no transition from, you know, spring until summer. You know, it's just like one day, all of a sudden, it's not in the 60s and 70s anymore. It's just 100 every day. I don't know if that, if you can kind of relate to that, but it's pretty awful. I mean, the thing that gets me about Vegas is it's just a smack back to reality about what the rest of the country looks like. I always forget how sketchy and scummy it is outside of the strip and outside of like Henderson no it's and, not and, and you're Summerland. out of your mind that, that's, that's, that's <laughs> well no it depends what it. direction you go if you there, there's there's better areas and worse areas but there, like right outside the strip directly to the east it is uh, it is uh, not I a mean, good neighborhood listen where I live right now the, the worst thing that can happen to me is getting hit by an errant golf ball okay off some no, you're, country you're, pre- you're pretty far off the strip though like right off the strip to the east is, yes. is not good no, I'm I'm talking about 10 blocks either way offside the strip. I'm, what I mean is I don't mean to get Vegas like a whole I, – I don't want to say the entire you know, city of Vegas is like that. But in the immediate areas of the strip, you just don't see what I – you don't see what I saw last night in L.A. Of like, course it's you kind do. Of there's, desert, you're saying there's no, there's no sketchy areas poverty. in L.A.? No, there's sketchy areas, but it's different. Vegas is desert poverty. I see like older – like meth head, like white older, just like strung out people who are super skinny, look walking around like it's on their they're on their last legs, and it's just it's I mean, just super super sketchy. When when I was at the bike earlier this year, I was outside at night in the parking lot, kind of walking around, and I saw a lot of you know that area itself isn't the nicest area either. I wouldn't feel comfortable walking with a great sum of money. Around the street to that area. What, what city is a bike in? Is that Bell, Bell Gardens or Bell Gardens? Yeah, yeah. Bell Gardens. By, by the way, Brandon, the weather right now at night is pretty nice. I'm seeing it's 77 where you are right now. And maybe it is. I mean, it was 100 yesterday. I don't know what the high was. Today. No, the, the high is is hot, but the, but the thing is, at least it's uh, the nights yeah. are not that bad right now. The problem is in July and August where. A lot of times at midnight it's still a hundred degrees. That yeah. that's what I find the worst is where you, you see it's dark outside and you just assume okay it's dark it's got to be pretty cool by now and you walk out and it's a hundred degrees. Well, and you know, and you know also Bart, a good example, and, and you know, and you're right. A lot of the demographic has changed. Uh, there's an area where Druff lived, and I lived many years before him in Las Vegas. That's maybe at most a 10-minute drive, maybe 15 heavy traffic from the Strip. Maybe a, What would you say that place was? Maybe oh, no, no, four no. Miles? I, I, I was able to do it in eight minutes. Okay, but what would you say? It's four miles west of the Strip? Four it's miles or so, five at the most? Yeah. Even? No, it's less and than that. It's it just to get to the Rio is a little bit farther. You've got to go a little when bit I, When I moved into this complex in 2002, it was decent. It wasn't like the greatest you know area, but I felt I always felt safe. Now that same area, you couldn't... If you told me I could live there rent free, I wouldn't live there. You know, it's not it, it, that area has gone down in just you know the demographic, the kind of people that are there. So I you know I get what you're saying, but I you know I think any big city you go to, I don't think maybe I'm being biased because you know I live here, but I don't think you know just the low class of people is any different here in Las Vegas than you find any big city, Chicago, you know, L.A., Houston, you know, whatever it may be. And I don't think that this maybe is it's like just a. a li- Maybe it's just a little weird because when I come here over the summer, I rent a condo, like right right around the strip. So like I'll go, 
Like I went to Target, I went to Walmart. So I'm driving around, but I'm not in the nice areas of like Summerlin and Henderson. I'm actually immediately around the yeah. strip, but not on the strip. And it's just, I don't know. It's just well, you know eye-opening what? to me. That, that area in general is, you know, regarded as a major working class area. It's not a rich area. It's just, you know, white collar or, you know, blue collar, whatever you want to call it. Just, you know, that, that, that kind of, I don't know, just paycheck to paycheck kind of structure. It's, it's not, you know, it's not rich. It's not poor, but, you know, Spring Mountain from this trip all the way west almost rainbow is almost all Asian. I mean, that's where Chinatown is and that's, it's a predominantly right. Asian area. Um, yeah, but I, I know what he's talking about. Like, like uh, as you say, either way, there's uh, if you go west on like on Twain, there's a lot of uh, lousy little apartments where everybody's poor and looks like they're on meth. And then uh, yeah, east well, e- e- east for a, a few miles at least uh, sucks. And, well, well, listen, remember this: when I first started coming here, when I was in my teens, it was known not just by my parents to myself, but just common sense. You wouldn't even go to downtown ever at night. I mean, it was a very dangerous. It was, I guess, the closest thing I can compare it to was like New York City in the '80s, with you know just the muggings and just that kind of thing. And you know, people don't realize like now, now downtown is a a tourist mecca, a tourist mecca. And whether it's nighttime or daytime, there's so much security, and there's, there's it's just you know once they covered Fremont Street up, um, you know, and stopped cars from being able to access it, it changed remarkably. But there is an era in Vegas not even that long ago where downtown was literally the worst part of Vegas. It was a cesspool for crime and drugs and prostitution and robberies and sexual assaults. And now even though like the surrounding areas, like if you go, you know, maybe half a mile in any direction of downtown, it's not that great. You know, I would, I've never felt, you know, in, in any peril or danger at night now, you know, being downtown. So, you know, that was a lot like of... That it was like that in Times Square too in New York, and that it was like that in Hollywood too. And now those places have be kind of yeah. become tourist areas where there were real, a lot of scum. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, what, you're probably right that I just don't see it because when I leave, whether it's the Plaza or the Bellagio or whatever it may be, I just hop on a highway. I hop on 15, yeah. which takes me out to Summerlin or to 95, and then Summerlin. So I don't really see those areas. So you know, maybe you are right. You know, I'm, in fact, I'm sure you're right. That's yeah, what you, you claim that you see. You know, but where I live, you know, you would think that you're in Scottsdale or Phoenix or any, you know, any desert, any upscale, nice desert community. I mean, you really would. You don't see any of that here. There's a story I liked about downtown. There's this guy used to write in Card Player named Vince Bergio. I don't, I don't think I've ever met him, but he's a. Um, there's one article I thought was funny that he wrote about downtown. He's was many years ago, like when you were describing when the area was uh, was much worse, and uh, he he happened to have won a tournament and was carrying a lot of cash on him. I was walking to his car, and he was surrounded by a bunch of guys, like a few guys who looked like they were about to mug him. And it was totally dark, nobody around to see it. And he thought, what do I do here? And what he wrote there is, is they, they, is they surrounded him and said, said, said something like, uh, yeah, hey, yo, what up, man? Or something like, like they, they, they said something to get his attention. So he was ready to say something back to them. He said, will you leave me alone? I just lost $25 in that casino in a really bad mood. And they actually backed off and left because they assumed if he's so mad about losing $25, he doesn't have much on him. Huh. So that was a, that, I thought that was a good, that was a good thing to, I thought that was clever because, uh, 
He just yeah. says it like that, and then they think, oh, wow, if he thinks $25 is a lot of money, it's not worth it. This isn't worth it. But in reality, he had, like, thousands on him. You know, it's crazy to think I that guess- in, the heart of, in the heart of summer, they used to play that uh, high-stakes poker right downtown outside in the middle of the heat. Yeah. Did you ever see any of those videos yeah, of that? Yeah, yeah, that was weird. Yeah. I'm sorry, Bart. Go ahead, sir. I, I was just, I, I, you know, I'm from Boston, right? I'm from the Northeast, and I guess I'm, I people from the Northeast and other parts of the country, they don't, when you think of poor, okay, you've got your Southern poor, you've got your Northern poor cities like Detroit and Cleveland, some of that rust belt, you know, that type of thing. But there's like a subset in the Southwest, California, Nevada, Arizona, where it's like kind of baked high desert poverty. And you see it a lot in California too. When you drive to Vegas, like around bar style and like these areas driving through Baker it's just like a different kind of just beat down of the sun and it's like always 125 degrees out. And, um, I, there's just like a lot of meth issues and things like that. It's just like a high desert poverty. Yeah. Type and, of and, and, and the, the yeah. women that live in those areas, uh, by the time they're 35, they're pretty much done or even 30. You've got to, you got to get to them early over there. They, they, by the time they're thirty-five, they're, 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 just, they're they, used up. They look fifty by the time they're thirty-five. Yeah. So you don't. It's it, it's actually amazing the difference is like the the looks of an average thirty-five-year-old white woman in one of those towns and the average thirty-five-year-old white woman in like Los Angeles in, in a decent area of Los Angeles. It's it's a world of difference. So. You think that's because of the weather? It's a few things. It's the weather. It's the the, the drug abuse. Uh, the, the the stress. Yeah, you know, more stressful life over there. It's a number of things, it's a number of factors. So, huh. interesting. Well, Brandon, I'll see you tomorrow. Well, how Good about luck. this? Have you already bought your ticket? Yep, I already have my buy-in. Let's meet yeah, outside me in that little, you know, same area I saw you last year, where the basketball court is. Uh, okay. On the first break, I'll be there with Jeannie, and we'll all just go from there. Sound good? Sounds good. Where I, are you? I, Ralph, you're not going to no, make it? No, I wish I could be there. No, I can't. It, 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 everything was scheduled so poorly this year. Some of it was just bad luck for me in that they, uh, the events I wanted to play were, were conflicting with one another. But some of it was, I thought, just poor scheduling. They just, uh, I thought last year was so much better the way they did it. This year there's a lot of events that are kind of standing off by themselves that uh, unless you – that you, you play them and then there'd be a lot of events that you may not want to play for a long time or, and I'm not just talking about me personally or, or ones that conflict with one another that it's likely that people are going to want to play both and they're conflicting. They, they could have been done a lot better. I said this before that there's what they should strive to do is when putting events back to back, they should put events that are very unlikely or at least as unlikely as possible that, the player of the first event is going to want to play the second event. And and they didn't do that very well this year, where in previous years they did. And I don't know why they jumbled it around this year. So, like, look at this Omaha. This is this is sitting by itself. Now, yes, if you're going to play the 10K also, then sure, then they're, they're close together. But other than that, this is kind of just sitting by itself right at the beginning of the series. But, uh, you know, a lot, like for ex- a lot of people who play Limit Hold'em now play Omaha also. And and now if if you want to do both, they're yeah, but they're apart. not thinking on that level. Look, they think that they've put it together. 
put, there's two Omaha eight events. They put the 1500 and they put the 10 K. Right. You think that they're thinking that, Oh, limit hold'em players. But, or, but they had this, hey, they, maybe we should put the mixed tournaments together. But they, they, they had this right in previous years. They did do that. That's the weird thing. And then there's other weird things like they had, they have semi again, like with the limit hold'em, the 1500 limit hold'em is a, it's a semi popular event. It's not, it's not a huge event, but it's, it's not like a niche event, which gets a hundred people. So they put that, uh, Right next to the uh, what was it? One of these big events, like the Millionaire Maker, something that that people are likely. A lot of them may want to play both. A lot of pe- people may want to play both, and they don't get a chance. They, they should put that uh, along with. Yeah, they they should put the Millionaire Maker and things like that next to the the ten k deuce to seven ones that are unlikely to have uh, much overlap with players and. They thought of that in previous years. For some reason, this year, no. This year, there's uh, either events are s- super spread apart that you'd want closer together, or worse, there's uh, there's events that conflict with one another that you can't, you don't want to play one because you're afraid you make day two, you're going to miss another one you really want to play. So this this is uh, I, I thought the schedule was done very poorly. I, I I'm missing several events I played last year simply because of scheduling issues that I've never had scheduling issues with before, and I, I it can't be perfect. And, of course, my particular preferences of what I want to play are not the same as everybody else's, of course. But uh, I, I, I saw things there that could have been done a lot better. In fact, if they just duplicated last year, they would have done it much better. And I don't, I don't Well, I mean, it's, disappoint- it's also disappointing. Like, it looks like the, this Poker Go thing, I know you talked about that before, is a clusterfuck. I mean, I predict that they might just open it up free before the end of the series, but it doesn't look like any of these mixed games are going to be covered. That was a lot of fun to watch last summer. I mean, I guess they said they're going to cover the 10K horse, but who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Compared to last yeah, couple years. Yeah. That, that, I know that that whole thing's a mess. And then and the scheduling, I was, I was just, I really was very disappointed with this. I really wanted to play this event tomorrow, but uh, honestly, if, if I, if I came out to play that, I just play that. And then there just would, wouldn't be much else. Uh, that I had that much interest in, maybe like a little fifteen hundred no limit here and there, but other than that, nothing all the way until June twelfth. So I said, screw it, I just won't. Uh... Bart, what do you set the over under for runners tomorrow at? If you decide to take a guess, do, can, can I know what what was it last year? Like nine thirty four or something. It was yeah, it was less what than thousand. Eight thirty four. Nine thirty four. Nine. Well, I was in the nines. I don't remember. But Druff is good with that. I mean, I think it's going to be considerably less because people just aren't here. I would say maybe I'd be probably surprised if it was over 700 i'm not usually good at picking these numbers well, you know what? but i would the, say it was considerably this, less this is weird T- today they had genie played in it they had a 250 dollars one day uh omaha eight or better you know same as tomorrow at the venetian mm-hmm. uh what do you think it got 250 dollars buy mean, straight straight oh eight what would you just guess one day only turn Maybe two hundred. Okay, got one hundred ninety people, which I thought was extremely okay. high. I thought yeah. that was really high for you know for those you know those deep stack tournaments at the Venetian that are non no limit hold'em like the Horus and you know, the PLO and the Omaha Eight. They've never been you know they've always got like between seventy and eighty. And I know that you know people a lot more people are here for the summer, but I was really shocked that it got you know almost two hundred people. I mean that was a pretty big number. Um, no, I think tomorrow. Easily, it's going to surpass eight hundred. Uh, it, it's it may not. Well, I yeah, so. I, I I think so. I mean, there's there, there's a lot. Well, of there, there there may be some overlap with people that are there for the Colossus also because the Colossus is on Friday. 
So that will, that may get some. Uh, but I mean, right. you'll easily you'll easily have you know three hundred, maybe four hundred, just locals that are that are going to play that tomorrow. That just you know people that are you know yeah. professional players or grinders, or whatever that live in Vegas. I, I would I'd expect a similar number to last year. Uh, you know, I, I know about 30 people myself that are playing in it. So, it, well, it, yeah. I, I, yeah. It, it could, I mean, I hope so. Jeff, there is one topic you didn't cover, unless I missed it, though. And I thought it would be right up your alley. And, Brandon, you can comment it, too. Do you know that there's no valet at the yes. World Series this year? And I find well, that I, shocking. I didn't, I didn't know that. I did they tweeted that. that about yeah. three weeks ago, that there's no more valet in the back. Of the Rio. Yeah, and well, but you can't the valet at the front and the Rio that that's unusable for World Series poker it's purposes. Too far. First of all, it takes an hour to get your car out of there, anyways. And yeah, you're gonna walk a mile from the front of the place to the World Series and a mile back. And they're not doing the special VIP parking, the five hundred dollar parking like where the Phil Helmuth and all those guys park, where the motorhomes were, where you get that special pass to walk in the back. They're not gonna have that either. And why that interests me is, like, why would they – Brandon, you know this business well. Like, after 11 years, why do you think they would do that? Do you think it was because of too much corruption that went on? Like, why all of a sudden one year would they just stop doing that? Does it have to do with them paying parking? Because they're not charging for parking in the exterior lots, I don't think. Yeah. So why would they just do away with that? I, I don't know. Yeah, that's, that I mean, is I, weird. I'm sure it's some cost cutting measure. That's the only thing that that would you know affect them. You know their their bottom line. But the WSOP, there's actually a, a Twitter account that just deals with WSOP valet parking. It's <laughs> actually WSOP valet. That's the, the yeah, name I on follow Twitter. That. Yeah, and that's that's well, they yeah. they are the account that tweeted this out about two weeks ago. Um, I I you know I don't know. I, I haven't read anything other than those tweets. No, I, I never. Don't... I don't ever use valet, so it doesn't bother me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I knew Jeff that you, but maybe that didn't cross your radar. No, no, but I no, I, I definitely would. Maybe I, the fraud angle would cross your radar. Like, why would they be doing this now? I would have announced no, it if I, I, I didn't hear. I didn't know until you just mentioned it. So I, I mean, you know, though, like this is the closest thing I can think of. About five, six years ago, Binions stopped having valet. And they're the only property downtown that, that doesn't have valet. And the reason that they gave was they were going to save, I don't remember what it was, but X amount of money a year. And they made it clear as a cost-cutting you know, measure. Uh, I mean, could there have been some corruption or stealing? I mean, of course. But, I mean, if you're a casino and you can't even manage your valet department, then you probably shouldn't be in the casino business. I mean, you know, give me a break. How, how hard can it be, you know, if you're, you're, you know, you're monitoring, you know, millions of, you know, thousands of, I'll, I'll, I'll take a guess about. I don't know why they killed this expensive uh, parking section where, where Helmuth used to park, but yeah. I, I I can take a guess about the valet that maybe it was uh, they were having a problem with capacity, with being able to you know, people waiting a long time for their cars and getting mad and complaining, and, and maybe it just became too much of a headache, and they said screw it, and they just gave up on it. Well, I mean, I was going to say, like, it doesn't really cost them anything, though, right? Besides minimum wage. Yeah, so that's why I think I think there may be some kind of... Well, probably well those insurance. guys are also union employees, yeah. but still. Yeah. And, and there's some insurance involved, but it may, it may have just been a, a headache that they maybe they were slow last year. I, I don't use them, so I don't know, but maybe they were slow and people complained and maybe people you know, came back late from breaks because of them and they were mad. You know, who, who knows what... What happened? And they said, you know, we're just going to scrap this whole thing. It's not worth it. That's that's just that's one possible guess. 
Uh, maybe there could have also been a headache. But they've been doing it for 11 years, and, and people and there's less people usually now than there was back in the heyday. A little bit. Less. No, no, no. Actually, the World Series uh, is, you know, it's it's they've maintained even though the poker boom is way past and the number of overall players has gone down. The World Series, thanks to marketing, has done a great job at keeping up the numbers. They claim they're growing every year, but some of that is adding events, so that's not quite the same thing. And also because of these, like, all these rebuys and these cheaper events. I mean, if if they had $565 events and $365 events a few years ago, they would have bigger numbers too. But I, they are keeping up high numbers here, and... So you, you give them credit for that marketing-wise. So I don't think it's fewer people, but it's it's possible that they've just they just decided at some point this is get just too much of a headache. We've tolerated the headache for eleven years. We're just done. We don't want the headache of this anymore. It, it could be. Just you know, I just did a that. quick Google search, and there were a lot of complaints that more or less that the WSOP valet in the past years has been run like a mafia, where they'd hustle tips. They tell you you need to give X amount of money if you want your car parked. Um, I've never I've never valeted my car there, so I can't even begin to you know give a testament as to what really occurred. But you know what I mean? I guess that could be an issue. Maybe they're they're it got out of hand with people hustling and people complaining, and you know that's that's a possibility. But you would just well, think I mean, that- I know that I know that for any weekends, any weekend, if you weren't diamond or seven star, you could not valet unless you gave them twenty bucks. Like I mean, that's for sure. And it's yeah. been that like that for years. I was seven star for a while, so it didn't matter. But still, if you didn't have a seven star card, sometimes in some of these big weekends, they'd just be like, "It's closed." Now, are and you, are like, you talking about bucks. valeting at properties? You're talking about valeting in the past of WSOP. No, WSOP valet. Okay, WSOP. Valet. So you're saying in yeah, past years, be- you're saying like last year, for instance, if I wanted to valet park my car there, I'd have to give up a minimum of twenty dollars just to get my car parked. Yeah. If you went on a weekend when, you know, how they have those big events like Colossus Millionaire every single weekend, right. if you didn't have Seven Star, yeah, you would have to pay to get your car parked. Wow. Well, maybe that contributed to it. Maybe people complaining. Maybe something happened. Yeah, maybe, maybe, it, was the, maybe it was way. the Colossus. It was always that way. You know what? Maybe, maybe it was the Colossus, though. Maybe the Colossus brought in so many people, then this exposed the problem more. And they just decided they were going to do away with it. And I will say they've been trying to clamp down at the World Series on – on tip hustling, and there is there is the story uh, a few years ago of the guy who wouldn't start sit and goes unless you gave him a tip, and he was actually having the nerve to sing. The, he's like an older guy, saying, "I love Greece, Greece is my friend." And it's a, like if you asked him why it's not starting, he'd he'd start singing that to you, and you're supposed to give him money. So this was reported uh, on two plus two, ironically by a scammer himself, that airport scammer guy was was the one who reported it. I remember that, but but. Uh, but it was report. It was reported, and then it quickly got back to the management at, at uh, the World Series, and uh, and they quickly found the guy and, and fired him. So they they and the funny thing is, in the two plus two thread, some people were saying, "Oh, this is the way Vegas is. You just have to tip the guy. That's the way it works." And uh, idiots, that's not that's not how it works over there. It's all corporate now. You, you don't have to do these things. And and uh, uh, so so they've been at the World Series. They don't want this type of stuff. These, the World Series doesn't gain from it. They don't want these individual employees getting extra pay that they don't deserve by hustling tips. So, like big tips, they you know, they, they don't mind if someone gets tipped for doing a little service, but they they don't want uh, you know tip me twenty dollars to get a favor. That, that that's going away from corporate Vegas, and it's, the World Series doesn't like this. 
So maybe maybe that is what made it stop because they got tired of this happening, tired of complaints, tired of seeing people seeing favoritism. Where if they they tip twenty dollars, they get to you know they get their car parked. If they don't, that they don't. You know, they, uh, maybe there were a lot of complaints. And they just decided, f it, it's not worth it. It's got to be something along well, those that lines. would make yeah that would make the most amount of sense. Maybe there was just with those big events coming through the last year or two, there were just so many complaints that they're just like we don't need it. Yeah, you know? and and they're they're trying to push away from that, and that, that I actually think that's good. I th- I think it's good that you know there's good and there's bad things about the corporate takeover that's happened over the years in Vegas. But you know, one of the good things is the uh, doing away with, with the leeches who you have to you'd have to tip substantially to get certain things done. Uh, where yeah, but wouldn't you rather have leeches instead of a forty-one dollar resort fee at like Bally's? You know, the resort fee is not what it appears to be. The resort fee is just a, a trick to make the price appear lower online. And I think it should be illegal. I'm not defending resort fees. I think they should all be made illegal because it's a it misleads the, the customer. But what what they've just done is they've broken out a portion of the price, sometimes a large portion. Uh, so this way, when you look them up on sites like Trivago and Kayak, it, it appears so cheap, and, that, and, that, and that's the misleading part. That's where I think it should be illegal. But there, it's not really a fee anymore. It's, it's really just become uh, a portion of the hotel charge, and uh, that's that's the way you really need to look at it. And it's anno- now it's annoying when you think you're getting a, you find a room online for a price you like, and then 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 you see forty dollars attacked on, and that's it's irritating when you've gone that far and you find. They have to state it by law somewhere before you purchase the room, but uh, sometimes they state it at the end when they figure you've gone this far, you're not going to bail out at this point for another $40. So I, I think it's crap. Yeah, but it just seems dis- it seems disproportionately large, though, now. I mean, I think that's what corporate Vegas, though, is, is that like, if you look at what the price was 15, 20 years ago or even 10 years ago, that price is sort of now steady with inflation of what it was, but now they tack on this resort fee. So it's not like the price should be higher and now they're tacking on the resort fee. It's the price is just as high and now they're tacking on the resort fee. Well, it's gone. I think the price has just gone up. The, the resort fee, if you remember for some time, they had no resort fees at Caesars when they did elsewhere. And they actually had a an advertising campaign, no resort fees here. And then they reversed this and did resort fees also because they were getting clobbered online where people would list them from low price to high price and they were always showing up behind the MGM properties even if overall they were charging the same thing once you factor in the resort fee. So that's – I don't know why this hasn't been done yet, but uh, it, it really needs to be made illegal. The Federal Trade Commission should step in and say this is misleading that with so many people looking up prices online, it needs to show – what your actual price, and if they don't want to list taxes, that's fine. Because taxes go to the government. Taxes are not that that's not under the hotel's control. But they, they should. What, what do you mean misleading though? Where do you ever look at room rates where it doesn't clearly state does not include resort tax? No, but you don't always see what it is. You, you, you like you'll see. It, okay, you do a sort for uh, for prices of of ho- hotel rooms in a certain city, and you list it from low price to high price. So you'll start. You'll see such you know such and such room is thirty dollars. You go, oh wow, thirty dollars! What a deal! So you click through. Well, now sometime before you actually you know enter your credit card, it will say, uh, you know, thirty dollars plus resort fee of forty plus tax whatever, and it equals uh, uh, eighty eight dollars. You go, wow, that's how did that happen? It was thirty. Now it's eighty eight. So yes, you know this before you pay, 
but you don't know this before you go through the whole process of, of uh, when you're when you're actually paying. It doesn't give you a breakdown on any of these sites. It, like it does. It, it, do, it does, but but you have to go through the process of already selecting it instead of seeing it on a list and seeing it properly from the start. Right. And that's the problem. Is that, That's the whole reason they're doing resort fees now is to trick people when they're booking online that the price seems cheaper, and then they're hoping by the time you get to the end, you will have committed yourself, okay, this is where I'm staying. I've already entered all my info. Yes, I can abort now and, and not hit submit, and not, it won't charge my card, and I can I can get out of the whole thing, but... But ah, I've gone this far, F it, I'm going to do it anyway. And th- that's, that's what they're hoping, and, and they're, they're afraid not to do this because then they show way down the list, this, quote, $30 room, if they, really, if they show it as 70 then everywhere else in town that shows 30 that's really 70 is going to be selected first. So that, and no one even gets to you then. So that's, that's why Caesars had to change it. You know what's weird about that, though, is that if you go in, like, on an Orbitz or a kayak and you do a flight search, Usually, I know this from Orbitz because I use it a lot. You will, like, if I get a flight from L.A. back to, to, to my parents in Boston and if I fly on United, the price that you will get quoted in the list will include taxes. Yes, yes, So in will. the flight industry, they actually give you the final price. Yes. But when you do a rental car search or when you do a hotel search, you're, like you said, you're paying 10, 20, maybe 30% more than what's quoted up front. I don't know why it is. Yes, that it's, way. it's very frustrating. And, and, the, you know, and the resort fees, that's, that's the whole trick here. And that's why this, it just needs to stop. It's, it's, a, it's a form of, of misleading the customer and an, a form of false advertising. So yeah. I, I, th- I think that shouldn't be allowed. No, but no, it, one's brought, no one's even brought it up on the radar yet in terms of you know, possible class action lawsuits so i doubt it's going to happen it's not about class action lawsuits it's it's more about they'd have to change the law about this and there's been some very light discussions but nobody's cared enough yet to do it it'll happen eventually it'll happen uh do they only do it in vegas types of casino resorts or are they no it's everywhere no, no, other it's, cities it's getting, no, every marriott has it's one. getting it's everywhere like marriott, marriott's have them hilton's have them it's everywhere. My, my 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 dad just had this conversation with me. He does a lot of traveling. He told me that you know he's seeing this so often now. It's 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 hard to get away from. He almost it, he says this, so many hotels he books now are resort fees. It, it's just it's obnoxious, and it's true. Yeah, there, there's just it, now there's it is more common in places that uh, in in bigger cities or 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 in resort areas where they can think they can justify calling something a resort fee like you're not going to see this for like at a holiday Inn express typically like that that, that you're not going to see it right at it's not at budget places or like a la quinta things like that but anywhere where you're going as a destination type property um you know even like the bahamas you know lannis has it all the major you know nice hotels like if you want to go stay in a nice marriott in florida you know they're gonna have it uh you know and and the thing is i don't you know, I don't even use. I mean, what does resort fees normally cover? I mean, the only thing I would ever use would be the internet, but I know it comes with like the gym, you know, any sort of gym that they have on the property. And then what is it? Local phone calls? Who needs that anymore? That's the biggest joke in the world because yeah. everyone has a cell phone. And, and sometimes they'll say parking, but sometimes parking's not even included. Yeah. Uh, you, you know what? What I first ran into the resort fees, I think it was around 05, and it was on uh, maybe even before that, but they first were popping up. At places that were using Priceline, that you know they were partnered with Priceline to sell rooms on there, and this was a way to screw Priceline customers. Now everybody got charged the resort fee, 
but this is especially a way to where Priceline customers didn't get the deal they thought they were. And so I was using Priceline at the time, which I don't use anymore for various reasons, but I was using Priceline a lot at the time to get hotels. And when the resort fee first popped up, unlike now where everybody's heard of it, I, I didn't know what that was. I said, what do you mean? What, what's a resort fee? So they tell me, and it wasn't like $40. Back then it was like $10 or $8, but still it was, it shouldn't be there. So at the beginning, they weren't very savvy with it. So they'd say, it's a resort fee. It's mandatory. And I'd say, no, there's nothing printed on my documentation here. And I'd have some idiot argue me up front and I'd say, absolutely not. My confirmation states this. My, my, my price line confirmation states this. This is the price I've paid. I don't have to pay any more. I'm not paying any more. You can't charge me any more by law. You have to. So they'd, they'd finally back down. As long as I had to get the manager, they'd finally back down. So for about, I'd say about two years, I think the last time I was able to pull this was like in 07 by just refusing to pay and tell them that it's not, they didn't state it anywhere. And then they'd eventually realize I'm right and have to let me out. But the funny thing is they'd start trying to pressure me into doing it. They'd say, well, um, 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 uh, you can't use the Internet then. I said, okay, that's fine. I won't use the Internet. Oh, but, but what about parking? That's fine. I'll park on the street. Like they, and they never enforce this. They just say it so they, they think I'll, I'll back down and give it. Oh, like you're not gonna be able to use the gym. I said I never use gyms in hotels. No problem. Like they, they I, I would just keep shooting them down when they try to tell me you can't do this, you can't do that, and they'd finally get back down. But I, as I said, '07 I think was the last time I was able to get out of one before everywhere everywhere was so aware of the fact that they have to state it at some time prior to uh, purchase. That hmm. that that was the end of that trick to get out of it. So if you use one of these bidding, I haven't used Priceline in forever, but if you use one of these bidding sites for hotels, you're saying that you can only bid on, like if I bid $150 a night for a hotel, that's going to be before the resort fee and the tax. Like, I, I, I don't know I how it, end up paying $220. I don't know how it works now. Uh, they may state it now. At the time, I was really mad at Priceline uh, because at the time, they didn't state it in any way, shape, or form. You get the bad news when you show up there. Then they changed, but that, at least I was able to get out of it by fighting. I, I hated fighting with them about it, but at least I was able to get out of it. Then it got even worse where it would state, this is before possible resort fees. So I still thought this was crappy because, yes, I'd put it through, but I'd win and uh, they could charge me any resort fee they wanted. They could charge me a $150 resort fee if they wanted. You know, they, they, like, how, how, is this a, how can you do a prepaid deal where you don't know what the resort fee is going to be? But that's that's the way it was for a while. Now maybe they stated. I don't know. I haven't. I stopped using them to be honest because of the rise of uh, the Yelps and the TripAdvisor type sites, where you now have such easy access to reliable or semi-reliable rating sites for these hotels that I don't want to just take a chance where they just drop me where they feel like dropping me these days. I, I want to have control of where I am. Where we're back in the days before these these uh, review sites were were common. Uh, you didn't have that much visibility into how good these hotels were anyway. You could buy a book or something, but these, you know, a lot of times they were inaccurate. So there, you were, staying at hotels is more hit and miss back in those days than it is today. If you want to do research, so that, that's why. Because I now that I have the ability to research the hotel I stay at, I don't want it, I don't want them choosing for me. That's why I don't use it anymore. So hmm. I, I also the second reason is. They give you the, they they give you often the worst room in the place, and there's nothing you can do to fight it. And if there's any problem, uh, they don't have to correct anything, and and they're never going to give you any kind of concession. Like they they know if you're using Priceline that you're just you're only there because you got placed there, so you're never going to come back. 
you're never going to come back and pay the prices they're asking. Uh, you're There's custom- no brand loyalty. No, no loyalty whatsoever that, that from you. They know that, and they they do nothing to make you happy. So, the, you know, the, if something's messed up, they'll never give you anything off your bill. They'll never give you a free breakfast. They'll never give you anything that you otherwise may have gotten for problems at hotels. And you can never talk your way into better rooms, upgrades, none of that. You just get the bottom of the barrel. So, I, I, I do you think you were blacklisted as a Priceline? customer when you went into these hotels at the front desk knew you were a Priceline customer and they were like F you if you have any problems um, well, yes they, they, yeah, they knew you were I'll tell you even worse than this it, it was in, in uh, I think it was somewhere in Idaho I, I, I took this road trip uh, back in I think it was 04 where I would I went around for a month in the summer and just drove around the, the, the west and and I would, I I actually uh, I I'd connect to the internet and go on Priceline from whatever hotel I was in and buy the next day's room at that point. So like I was, uh, I only knew my plans like one day ahead. And and it, it worked pretty well, but of course I got some crap hotels along the way. But one of them that was most memorable, there was this tall tower. Like I think it was a Holiday Inn, where it was it was a t- it was a tower. That looked fairly nice. And you get there, and then they give you your t- hotel room. They say, actually, your room is this way. And you cross the street, and you're in this crappy motel that they annexed. That was obviously a different hotel, motel that they just added onto their property. And all the Priceline people got put in the crappy motel in the back, and the, and the nice tall tower was for people who paid full price. And there was nothing you could do about it. Because all you've won is a room at that hotel. Of that type, you don't get, you don't get to state which tower you're in. So, so yes, they they give you the worst of everything, and yes, for maintenance problems or whatever, they they can put you at the bottom of the list, and you'll never know. And they have no desire to make you happy. It's just a shitty situation. Now, if you, and not only that, I don't think the dealings you're you're getting are, are that great anyway. Once in a while, yes, but often you're there's a reason the property is is on price line, and it's because the property's crap. So you're basically getting what you pay for anyway. So it's it's not. Uh, I, I found from experience using it, it was so mixed. Sometimes I get a wonderful deal, and sometimes I get something that's that's crap, and I'm really getting what I'm paying for. And and the the star rating was never accurate. And there there eventually were some tricks that could be done to kind of get an idea of what property you're going to be getting, and other various tricks that people engineered over time to where uh, you could find the optimal price. But I, I just I just don't do it anymore. I just I, I resort to some tactics to get cheaper prices, but not that. So. They beat you down, Druff. I've never thought I would hear the day. No, it, where it, you weren't uh, looking for the best deal. I, I didn't get beat down. It was just I, I didn't th- I didn't think it was the best deal anymore, and it was it became such a hassle. It wasn't worth it. It was just the the service I didn't think was was good anymore. And in fact, even when I was using it, I was kind of tolerating some crap that I decided I didn't want to tolerate anymore. That was it. I just. Uh, if it was a matter of of getting the same place that I would otherwise stay for a lot cheaper, then I would I would try a lot harder. But if I get, I I, I don't want to just be given crap that's cheaper, because that's you're not you're still not getting value there. All you're getting saying you're getting. Now you're, speaking you're, of hotels, Bart, now that you're back in good uh, graces with the bike, when I come up there next after the World Series, can you? 
Can you get a brother like a casino rate in the hotel or what, is, your bull with that? Is one step on the phone here? No, why? No, is it, one step always asks that. Oh. <laughs> well, I know the guy. I don't know if the guy that runs Live of the Bike it now has the power to do that. I'm not associated with the casino, but I'll do my best. I just I can't get your hopes up. I can refer you to somebody, but Live of the Bike is actually separate from uh, you know the casino, and I'm just a lowly commentator. Yeah, I, but I it's learned supposedly that pretty nice there. You stayed there, didn't you? Yeah, I think you did, Brandon, didn't you? Yeah, I stayed there for three nights. It's go- the rooms are gorgeous there. Yeah, yeah. Very, very nice. The gorgeous property. Yeah, e- even though I'm not super far from there, if I came down there, I-, I may actually have to get a room myself because after all the free food I-, I would eat on Live of the Bike, I probably wouldn't be able to. But those rooms are like 250 300 a night. They're no, not, they're not okay, worth see. that. Well, I mean, no, unless I got one. I'm room. saying if I got one free. I- I- it would be nice to have one for free so I wouldn't have to. Uh, I- I'm not sure if I could stand to walk to my car with how much food would be in my stomach at that point. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, I'm pretty Bart, sure is, the wrap on the bike. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Bart. I'm pretty sure the wrap on the bike. I'm pretty sure the wrap on the bike hotels is that I would. I, I think that most of those hotel rooms are, you know, you either pay for them or it's for Asian side. Because you know, I told you, Brandon, at the bar at the time that 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 was built for to get the Asian junkets in. I mean, there's tons of Chinese people right, that are there on that. vacations. So I don't know even if they give out rooms to any poker at all. It wouldn't shock me if it's got No, they did because when I it. when I went there last time Karina was able through a host to get oh, Jeannie okay. and I a like a ridiculously cheap room. It was like maybe seventy nine a night or fifty nine, whatever it was. So I know it can be done, but I just you know, I don't have the connections. Well you know uh, Well I I'll look into it for you. you. You know, when I was on Live of the Bike Thank you. some years ago, when I when I ate all that food, Bart was actually the commentator. And someone in chat who was trolling the chat said, you know, this this uh, Todd would tell us guy, he was on Man vs. Food, and he, he won one of the episodes there. And then Bart actually says it. So we got some information here that, uh, that, that Todd was actually on Man vs. Food, and he actually announced that on there. As if it were well, true. when you had three or four meals around you, it was probably pretty believable at the time. Yeah, you were right. just so, wolfing down, you know, four trays, well, right. you know, surrounding. I think you were sitting in like seat six. You had the whole thing cornered off, the whole table, like that whole side of the table. So, from what, Bart, I remember. what is what is the cliff notes on what happened? I don't even know. I should know. You're my friend, even though we're you know we're not as close <laughs> as we should be. You know. So when I last touched base with you, when we hung out. You, know, you weren't working with Live at the Bike. You're doing your own thing. So you back full time now. What is it you do? How often do you do it? What What can you tell me? Well, it's not. I mean, I'm not really. I actually, when I go back over the summer, we have to um, re renegotiate our deal. I it's just David and I, Tuckman and I, we just we kind of signed on for two months. Um, there's new. The, the 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 owner of Joker Gaming is still the same, but they got rid of Lyman, and there's a new guy that's become a pretty close friend of mine. His name's Ryan Feldman. That's now running the ship there. And Ryan and I got close and, you know, it was just a thing where he approached me and we went through discussions and we thought it would be good for both sides. If it good for crush Light poker and, and, and David wanted to come back. So, you know, they, they, they let us back and, you know, we don't, you know, we were allowed to do just what we want to do, which is just commentate and I play on the show. So, you know, it's a good, Good thing for good thing for me. I mean, there's a whole big story. I mean, I would not have come back if Lyman. Wait, was so you're only you're, you only you only agreed to a 
two-month contract. Is that what you said? At first, but there's I can't foresee me not continuing. I'm going to continue on after the series. For so right what, now, what does it you do? Are you there? Months, is it like is it like a full time gig? Is it five days a week? I don't no. know much about. I don't. I don't. No, know I just commentate. I just commentate for two. Well, right. The initial deal was just that I had commentated for four shows, two two times a month on the on the big shows. Okay. On their big but, shows. But and after the when summer, I come back, what, yeah, when you come back, what will you be doing? Probably the same thing. Oh, okay. I might commentate once a week, might maybe once a week, and oh, so they let me play on the time sh- to do. You got plenty of time to do whatever else you do with Crush Line oh, Poker. Yeah. And, okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Definitely not. Uh, not. Well, not anywhere. Not. Not a full time gig at all. Now, Scott, uh, East Coast Scott, are you still on the line? No, he's gone. Oh, because he had stated that he's going to be playing on live at the bike next week. That yes, he had, I heard I, that actually. He will be. Yeah, that he had a. Pl- Oh, I'm sorry. There, hello. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, he said he was going to be playing. I think two five or five ten, no limit. I'm not sure what it was, but I asked how did that come to be, and he said you just email and you know email somebody and say I want to be on the show, and I don't know what. So what is what is the approval process? If we have listeners here that are not just forum posters, but just regular people that listen to the radio show, if someone wants to be on live at the bike, it's that simple as just requesting to be on. Yeah, you can. The guy that kind of controls the lineup, his name is Ryan Feldman, and you just tweet at Ryan Feldman, and uh, he likes to get new people on there, and it's very easy to get on. I mean, they stream now God, at least four nights a week of cash games, so they have all different levels. Okay, so um, a couple a couple uh, questions uh, for perspective people that want want to go on. Do they have? Is it strictly no limit? I know when Druff was on, what was it? Forty eighty. That, that was or, unusual, but yeah, there was a forty eighty limit hold. Is it is it all no limit? Are there ever any other games other than no limit? I would say it's probably ninety percent no limit. They do a PLO game at least once a month, and I've seen them do limit games to change it up, maybe once every two months. But I would say maybe nine out of ten okay. shows it's no. So limit. for for no yeah. limit, what is what is the minimum buy in? that a, a person would be expected to play, and what is the maximum buy-in that someone would be expected to play? What are the ranges? So the smallest game normally is 5'5", five, five, 300 to 1,000 buy-in, but they do occasionally run the smaller game, which is a 1-3, 100 to 300 buy-in game. That small, small game they might put on once a month, the five five game is on there at least one time a week, sometimes two. The other two days a week, it's usually five ten twenty, and then maybe every other week they play. They do twenty five fifty, um, but you know that could always change. Though, like I don't know how long they're going to continue to do twenty five fifty for because I think it's better for the show that they do five ten twenty. So if they change the twenty five fifty that was has been going on once a week to five ten twenty. That five ten twenty will probably do two times a week, and then they'll have another two nights. So maybe right. it'll be five five the other two nights. Maybe it'll be a hundred to three hundred one night, and five five the other night. No, being so, a contestant, I mean, nosebleeds. Now, being a contestant on the show, is there any perks that are for the players? Is there any, or are you just as a perk that you're on live at the bike? I mean, you get food, any food vouchers, you get any any kind of privilege, or by by being on it, or Not, is it just? Yeah, you don't really get anything. The game is actually raked like a normal game. Um, yeah, you know, you get free food. So it's the prestige. Food, but, it's the prestige yeah. of saying I'm on live at the bike. Okay. Fair. Well, honestly, it actually helps. 
you know, it helps your game. Like, if you want to improve as a player and you go on, you know, some people take this the other way, which I think is idiotic, where they're like, I don't want to go on a game and show my cards. People will know how I play. It's really like a hundred times the other way, where if you go and play for three hours, then you go back and watch yourself and watch the other players, and you see everyone's cards, it's a huge improvement. You can learn so much from it. I mean, that's how Tuckman and I got good at No Limit. We weren't even No Limit players, but we instantly became some of the best 510 players in the entire room without even playing a hand of poker just by right. commentating for a year. And so I know that because once we hopped in the games, we just sort of killed the games. So I'm on live at the bike. I'm playing uh, 510. How many hours mm-hmm. am I required to play? Well, the show is three hours. I don't. I mean, it's a cash game. You're not really required to do anything. I think the way that Ryan looks at it is, is that if you came on and hit and ran and you were an unknown, it would probably be difficult to get back on. I think that people are sort of expected to play the entire show. Um, well, that's my question. Is that, do is that you normally want. how it is you're supposed to be on for the duration? That's what they'd like of you? Yeah. I mean, I think if you go bust... No well, that was my, that was my next question. You know? <laughs> how, many, how many buy-ins is one supposed to bring with them? You, I, I think it's safe to say that if you bring one buy-in and you bust and you leave, no one's going to say anything about it. Like, it will be fine. Okay. You know? And second yeah. question, do they have replacements? Meaning, like, say it's nine-handed and two people do go bust early. Will they just continue to be seven-handed? Or are they other standbys that can jump into the game? Yeah, they have a list. So, okay. you know, gotcha. for for the games that are 5, 10, 20, there's always a list. They never – I mean, a couple – like, I, I, the last two weeks, I played their 25-50 game, and the game wasn't great. Um, really, I mean, it wasn't tough for a 20 – you know, 25-50 no limit to be in an open casino. That game's usually going to be a tough game nowadays. So it wasn't tough for a 25-50, but it was sort of not a great game for the show. Um and we actually played seven-handed just because no one was there to hop into the game. But that's because they don't really have big games at the bike, so there isn't anything to sustain that. But at 5-10, they'll usually have a 5-10 game going out in the plaza anyway. So there'll always be a list for 5-10 and below, and um, you know they'll just fill it like a regular game. Right. Hmm. Very cool. So. Okay, well, well thank, yeah. you, thank you for calling in, uh, Hanson Kid. We're going to... You got uh, it. And good good luck tomorrow at the uh, Omaha for both of you and anybody else on uh, who's listening tonight and is going to be playing tomorrow. I wish I could be there, and I'm sure I will see both of you in about a week and a half when I come. What's that hashtag again? I gotta put it. Oh yeah, the hashtag. The post? hashtag for it, it's for any event, but I've I've just got to. Make a thread for it, so you can't just do it. You got to tell me beforehand. I'm gonna Omaha. I'm gonna make for sure, but uh, it's hashtag PFA, like Poker Fraud Alert PFA, and then the two-digit event number. So in this case, it would be zero four. So it'd be hashtag PFA zero four for the Omaha for the Colossus the next day. It's hashtag PFA zero five, and then it just it automatically posts to the Poker Fraud Alert World Series of Poker 2017 forum, and in the appropriate thread for each event. And anyone can use it. So complicated. Jeez, hashtag. Hashtag PFA04. It's, it's very easy. Hashtag PFA04. <laughs> it doesn't require any account. It's very easy. It's very simple. 
So, Bart. I'll sorry, Brandon. I'll, I'll see you on break tomorrow. What I'll do is, what time do you think you're going to be there tomorrow? Well, I already bought in too, so I'm going to be there in the beginning. I, right, but I mean, you're so probably not get there like before. Are you going to get there like 30 minutes early, or just get there right right around start time? I think I'm probably going to just get there at start time for this one tomorrow. So. Okay, sounds good. Okay, buddy. Well, if, if I don't see so, you before, I'll see you on the break. I'll, okay. All right. Okay. All right. Take it easy, guys. Have Bye-bye. a good night. So you know, we started playing this music. I know. Right when you called in, and hours later, here we are. By the way, Mumbles badly just texted the call to listen line rules. He must be driving his truck somewhere and uh, listening to the call to listen line. Uh, oh, there's a a listener, the youngest PFA listener, maybe the youngest ever. From the 727 area code, they texted me uh, Baby Matthew, and they have a picture of a tiny baby in front of Poker Fraud Alert Radio listening to it. Aww. This baby was born May 15th. It's only two weeks old. So congratulations to you. And, uh, and they're listening live now? Well, it's two weeks later, but I don't know. But they they showed the picture of the baby listening at some point. Uh, from the 512, love the non sequiturs riveting. I hope that's not sarcastic. Um, they love the what? The non-sequiturs. What does that mean? That means just when we change subject out of nowhere. I'm good at that one. Yeah, that's. I think that was aimed at you. Let's see. Uh, from the 505... Where did my texts go? From the 505, made the mistake of putting you guys on loudspeaker on my phone while taking out the trash. What do I hear? Murder, marry, fuck with three dudes. Yeah. <laughs> you can blame... Blame uh, <laughs> Calwatt for that one. Yeah, we, we're actually going to have uh, a girlfriend of a, a PFA listener in the event tomorrow. Who uh, this individual listener told me that she was there for him uh, during his surgery and washed his feet in recovery. A lot of feet washing involving Poker Fraudlet Radio. I know about this one. And then uh, the four one zero area code. That was that was uh, Scott from the East Coast. Let's see. Mumbles badly saying, I'm, I'm listening on the call to listen line and posting on the forum at the same time. All righty. Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. See you at the World Series. Good luck to everybody who plays, unless you're up Shalom. against me. If you're up against me, bad luck. Shalom.